Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! yeah. My name is Josh Williams and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 323 for Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. How's it going, onesies? Are you guys having the best day ever, best week ever, best day of your life? Who knows? Hope you're not having a bad time. Uh, What is the One Man Podcast? If you are tuning in for the first time, it is me, uh, comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you you what's going on with me personally, professionally, everything in between. And uh, if you've tuned into any of the other late episodes recently, uh, which I have not yet posted at the moment that I'm recording this, uh, you know that I am on tour in the United States with my buddy, Ryan, who is joining me again on this episode. Um, Hello. (laughs) And... uh, we're, we're doing our best to try to get these out to you guys. We've recorded one already, which is just waiting for me to post as soon as this episode's over. So you'll get two two of them, uh, you know, uh, hopefully if I'm lucky, I'm going to get some other parts of episodes recorded uh, in the next 48 hours so I can put out a few episodes for you guys. Um, but I had a few recorded just before I moved. And since then it's been very, very difficult to, uh, to do anything. A lot is going on, but I'm going to tell you about what just happened this last week. Uh, we'll be talking about how we, uh, you know, we ran some errands. We've done yet another one of these, uh, tingly Ted's activations. Um, and then we've had some other little, just, you know, conversation stuff. Ryan and I actually first time on this trip, watched something together. Uh, we watched a documentary, which we'll tell you about. It was and very romantic. It was super romantic. We sat on separate couches. Um, <laughs> you still paying attention about 50%. I, you know what? I, I, listen, I'll talk about that. I'm happy to talk about why I, uh, I right, lost we'll interest, we'll but we'll get there. This is just the beginning. This is the index, the bib, not bibliography, uh, the index, the table of contents of the episode. We went to Costco. Uh, we surprise, had, surprise. we had some local fare, right? Even they know everybody's like, you love Costco. I do love Costco. You know what I like? I like bargains. I like paying less than retail for things. And I like seeing all the interesting name brand shit. That's, uh, that's particularly cheap. And for all of you that don't know, Josh is applying for a job at Costco. No, they know that I've already, I applied years ago. I've told them the story. You're applying again. No, I'm not. I've already started your application. I'm not going to, that's fine. If I somehow get a job working at a Costco, I'll take it. But at the same time, like I, I, you know, I'm kind of hoping this comedy thing will take off Ryan, not gonna be able to tour the United States and stuff. If, uh, if I'm working at Costco, look, sometimes you got to do the grind, man. No, not, uh, I I'm happy well, to don't be just say no. Yes, you do. You Dude, that's like, do that's grind. like you liking a beer company and being like, oh, you should go work at the, no, I, like, do like like I just company. want to consume it. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to produce it. I love wine, Australian wine. Yeah. And if they would employ me, I would take them up. That's what you would do for the rest of your life. You'd go walk around a vineyard 
with Pick, a hat on as they cropped us grapes too. and drinking wine. Wow. That's terrible. not drinking wine. Is, is not, this in Tuscany? No. In Tuscany, Australia. No. <laughs> that's, fair. Like, that's, fair. that's my point, right? Wouldn't you rather spend your life consuming what others have made globally? That's why I like to do these travels because I get to check out the different Costco's and the local. Fair. Dude, I've I've done Costco's. Okay, I've got a new job for you. Do Costco you? regional manager. Then you can travel. Which to region? All the Costco's in that region. Yeah, and that region would probably then, be a shitty one. Then you can one. get a promotion and turn into the nope. Costco. I like Canada to do other things. Not a, not interested. I think I think if anything, I don't know why I keep putting my pen away. Do you do you do that? Where like all day long you'll keep going back to something. And you're like, why don't I just leave it out? Like, I will walk into the bathroom, my hotel room to grab a Kleenex to blow my nose instead of just putting the Kleenex next to my bed. And it's not a subconscious thing like, oh, house cleaners. I think I'm jerking off furiously by my bed. What do you think house cleaners think in hotels? I'm sure they think that anyways, but I'm not going to like move the Kleenex box next to the bed and be like, here it is. And then I, cause I'll, I've done that, uh. It's worse if there's just scrunched up tissues all over the floor. Right. But there's not that either. The thing is I, uh. I have moved the garbage from like under the desk in hotels to next to the bed. Cause I do have sinus issues. I blow my nose a lot. I hack stuff up, whatever. And I'll throw them the tissues in the garbage next to the bed. And I look at it. I'm like, I know exactly what that looks like. And it's hilarious. Sure. <laughs> oh, I, this isn't even a denial. I do masturbate in a hotel room. Have you, That's what they're for. We covered this last episode. No, we did. We, what are we did we cover it? Episode? Yes. Did, did we talk about it? Yes specifically I, what it looks like to have a garbage pin we were pail. talking about black lights in hotels and how it looked like a fucking pollock painting i just asked you in. how frequently you were but yeah you're right we did cover it maybe this is their first episode and they're like what's this all about and it's like oh it's two guys talking about how to masturbate in a hotel room no no one's thrown off dude speaking of which look at this fucking lamp does this look like someone threw coffee at this lampshade or was that like a dirty or like a, like a i think that it was probably a little coffee stain and they just kept watering it and they just moved the the ring to the outside of the the lamp kind of looks like a halo. Yeah. Just looks like a big, a big bleach stain or something like that on the white. White's a bad choice for any kind of furniture in a hotel room. Sure. That's, no, I like it. It makes everything bright, light and airy. Right. Except it also is going to absorb stains like a motherfucker and house cleaners are going to be like, Oh, there's a stain on this. Let me work an extra 20 minutes on just this one thing to make it nice again. So the next animal can come in and sneeze coffee on it or whatever the fuck it is. Um, so last week, guys, the earlier part of the week, Ryan and I booked our Vancouver flights, uh, and accommodations and our, our Chicago stuff. So we spent one of our days off. Something we're learning on this tour is that we are, we are told we would have three to four days off a week. And we're, we're learning very quickly that our, our downtime is just turning into one form of work or another. <clears throat> the, um, the company was kind enough to allow us to book our own accommodations, but you know, no good deed goes unpunished. It doesn't really apply here, but we have, we have been like, okay, let's book a hotel. And then we get to said hotel, you know, we look at it and they're like, oh, that hotel is not got anywhere for us to park. So we spent a good portion of our day looking around Chicago, trying to find a hotel that had a parking lot. Yeah. And it was a nightmare. <clears throat> Chicago does not want trucks on its streets. Also, yeah. I think we talked about this on the last podcast. No, we, um, we did this the day of the last podcast. Okay. We were sitting in your hotel room. Um, but so I put the notes down. I think you were going to, and you're like, ah, oh. we also talked about how we did in fact look, and then we tabled it because of it. You spent the time, uh, calling truck places and seeing uh, like, you know, Hey, can I do a, a one week storage? And they're all like one month, one year. Yeah. 
but like this is a massive tour for a massive superstar. He has trucks. Yeah. Where the hell are his trucks parked? Because that's all we need to well, work I, on. I think we saw, like when I wrote this down, we recorded the episode. I think when we got to the location, and we'll move on to that in a minute. I think when we got onto the location, we sort of saw what he was doing with his trucks as they were just parked in, in the, the, the streets and the, the thoroughfare Around, for, yeah, around, the around the stadium, like yeah. quite literally where your cars would drive to turn and move into certain lots. They're just parked. There's three lanes, two lanes full of, of trucks. Um, so that was what we, we decided. And I think at that point we were kind of like, you know what? We've booked every hotel right up to the end and we have taken on the burden of figuring out where trucks are going to go. And in the hotel that we landed on, uh, in the end was one of the first ones we looked at because it's close to the stadium soldier field in Chicago. And it has, there's a car park there or yes. a parking lot, as we say in North America. It has a one-star rating. Yeah. It has a one-star rating. And so our, our, our method of doing it, guys, is we will, we will search it to find out where in the city it is. And then we do like the Google overhead satellite picture to see if there's a parking lot there and sort of how big it is. But in our research, right, we even called the hotel and they're like, yeah, there's spots there, but oh, you know, she's like, yeah, you can park your truck there. And then she's like, oh, wait, how big is it? And I'm like, well, take about the spot of two players. Like, oh, I don't know if you can do that. You, you might just want to like look around elsewhere. And we're like, well, there isn't really anything elsewhere. It's Chicago. There isn't elsewhere. Yeah. There's no, I'm trying to think of a city. Like it would be like trying to park, find a hotel that has a gigantic parking lot on Manhattan. It's like the real estate's insanely expensive. There is nowhere to park your trucks. You, you, if you have a truck you don't stay in Manhattan. I, I don't know. I would imagine that Madison Square Garden is on Manhattan. I know that it is. It's on Manhattan. And I don't, uh, I've walked past it. I don't really recall seeing where the trucks would go. I'm sure there's a place for them to bring in sound and light equipment and stuff like that. But it's like in ditched and then get your truck off the island or something like that. I, I have no idea. But just for anyone who's like, oh, there's got to be a place. We spend a lot of time. So you lose a day off looking around at stuff and eventually we're just like, okay, there isn't one. We're going to have to pass this back to our overlords and let them know that we have found and founded, found our housing and now need them to take on the responsibility. Like if you have contacts at the stadiums that we're working with, where do they want us to leave the truck on stadium property? Because there isn't anywhere else in the city for it. I don't know what to say. Yeah. That's pretty much what we, yeah, you just can't park on the, on the thing. We also booked our Vancouver rooms which operating with a, a budget of like 210 us. So I'm going to just go ahead and round that up to like 300 Canadian. Um, we couldn't find anything in Vancouver for like, was it Victoria day weekend, Labor day weekend? Is that when he's playing? Yeah. He's in, he's in Vancouver, like September 1st, September yeah, 1st or 2nd. Right. Cause we get, yeah. Yeah. We arrive on the 31st, which is a Thursday. We looked around, we found the entire city was minimum $400 minimum minimum $400 a night. And we looked at that on, I think Thursday and Vancouver is just bridges into the city and out of the city. So it's a nightmare. Yeah. And then you're going to have a concert and then you're going to have, you know, 50,000 people leaving the stadium. Yeah. There was, there was a lot about the previous activation in Foxborough that we didn't really touch on, uh, in that last episode. Um, but we did mention how we got stuck and took us two hours to get back just because of how they routed traffic. Um, we did get lucky in Pittsburgh. Again, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but just looking at Vancouver guys, we were like, we don't want to be driving all over the, the Island trying to get back. We don't want to be two hours trying to leave. So we, we looked at the property. Uh, what was it called? Something autograph collection, the Douglas, the Douglas 
in Vancouver. Next to the stadium. Yeah. And it was like, I think we looked at it one day, it was like 490. And we looked at it the next day, it was like 550. And we were like, okay, this is going up real quick. So we booked it, or at least we thought we did. Yeah. And then it didn't go through. And then the next day it's like, I'm looking for my confirmation. Cause Ryan was, you were, I booked mine and you were going to book yours. And I'm like, I can't and I find wanted it. to know that I had the same price as what you had. So yeah, it was going through the motions and then my cost was over 600. Yeah. $679 was what Ryan showed. Mine showed $679. So when I looked at my email, I was like, Oh, where's my, where's my confirmation? It's not there. Like, Holy shit. And so we searched it again, uh, and I called the the customer service line to be like, yo, I think I just booked this, but but it's $129 more expensive than it was the day before. And I could have sworn I booked it. Like, I'd really like to book it yesterday's rate. And then she put in the AAA number. So even though you and I, now we are, we are in all fairness, like low-level Marriott when we searched. Yes. We have done a status challenge, which to this date- um, Has not been applied. Has not been applied, but we only completed it as of Tuesday, Wednesday. Two so day, when we two left, days ago. yeah, when we left uh, Pittsburgh would have been when we completed our challenge. So when we entered in our triple A rate, um, it gave us uh, it, it dropped it down to like five hundred and fifteen, according to the woman on the phone. Yes, so it's actually like thirty five dollars cheaper than what we were and dropping expecting. down from six hundred and seventy nine. To five hundred and fifteen dollars. That was a no-brainer. That's one hundred fifty dollars. It's what a twenty-five percent discount. That's well. It's that's lock it in. Thanks, yeah. Eddie. Yeah. So that's what we did. We we called the woman. Was kind enough. She helped us on the phone. We made the reservations, and we were still awaiting approval for this. Like our bosses, are like I'll get back to you guys next week and let you know. And didn't really hear anything early in the week. So I just told them like, Hey, we booked it. And I go, You might want to book on it too. I don't know if I, I know if I told you this. I reached out and said, hey, uh, Ryan and I were both offered the ability to book a secondary room at this rate. Did you want me to go? I offered it to to Will and Casey. And Casey's like, I already got mine somewhere for like 480, he said. So we're not really far off from what they're no, paying. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but he has to spend hours in traffic. It's very, not, very uh, likely. It's not thanks to the state. And he's like, Will's, uh, Will's an, an uncertain. So Will might not even come to Vancouver. What? Yeah. So that was, that was kind of like reach out. But at that point he didn't say, well, Hey, hold off on the reservation. He's like, okay, that's cool that you got. Like he didn't say, you know, not sure about it yet. We'll let you know. But that is a, an interesting note that we should put down for tomorrow's call to just be like, are we good with this? Because you've looked, you see that there's not much else there. And at the same time, if we tell them like it was actually a 700, you know, a couple dollars shy of $700 a night, and we got it for you guys for 185 cheaper. Like, Throw a dog a bone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, but that took us time. The whole point is that one of the days of this entire week was us sitting in your room, trying to find places to put trucks, trying to find hotels in Chicago, trying to book flights to Vancouver at like the best possible rate. I'm, I'm actually very happy that I got super good rate and I was able to get direct flights. So I don't have to fuck around at Pearson. It's currently... Just mm. for everybody. Listening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it. You, you pull it up. This yeah. is in Toronto at the the. No, no, Vancouver. Sorry, Vancouver at the Douglas. Correct. Yep. And is this with the AAA rate or without the AAA rate? This is a AAA rate. Okay. So and if, it appears that you can. It does have cancellation, which is important in our tour. Yeah. Because we may or may not be able to cancel. Uh, looks like it's six oh five. Six oh five. So it's so, gone down when when we panicked. Hold on. Six seventy nine when I looked, and then we booked at five fifteen. Six seventy nine without AAA. 
Yes, and then this is AAA. So applied. with with AAA applied, it's six hundred and what? Five. Six hundred five. So it's still ninety dollars more expensive than when we when we booked it because we got it for five fifteen with cancellation up to forty eight hours before. Yeah. The yeah, you'll find rates. So again, another thing for people who are not frequent travelers. One thing I'm going to suggest, I've said it before, uh, and it's just another thing to throw out here while everyone's minds are on it, is book direct with the hotel. You may find a couple of dollars cheaper on one of those. And I mean, like not many dollars, five to 10 cheaper on like, let's say a hotels.com or which or I, Hotwire. I want to point out right now, if you call the hotel and tell them that and you can verify it, they will match it a hundred percent. And you have so many more benefits by booking directly with the hotel. Yep. After you found your best, most amazing price, call the hotel. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. You might find it cheaper, but once you do, Always kind of find the or call the hotel. They will match it. The benefits to booking directly with the hotel is not only can you make changes to the reservation. So in the event that their, their prices go down, you can call them back and say, Hey, I just took a look and you guys are cheaper now than you were before. They'll bring your price down. But the big benefit is the points and upgrades and status that you'll get. Because if you book through Expedia or any of that other stuff, you don't get the points. My, uh, my my first weekend in Toronto when Ryan and I started this tour, uh, I was at a, a Hilton Garden Inn, and had they booked directly with Hilton, I would have been able to put my my Hilton number on and and got a couple nights free uh, free status out of it. Instead, it to. was booked through Expedia, so nothing. Some hotels won't accept your status if you don't book directly through them. That's right. Oh, they most will not. I can tell you with certainty. Crystal and I booked uh, through Expedia for 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 Cancun, or not Cancun. Well. We flew into Cancun, but uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico for my 40th, which that episode has not been recorded. So I won't go into too much detail, but they refused. They would out like, like again, entire week at an all inclusive, like $4,000 uh, for the week and would not, would not give me any of the benefits of being Hilton gold, even though it was Hilton gold. It was Hilton Playa del Carmen. That place was beautiful, but everything from the like 20% off spa services, which we bought, uh, the, the free cabanas on the beach for Hilton honors members. Like I didn't even have to be Hilton gold to get one of those, but because I booked on Expedia, I got zero benefits of being Hilton honors. So, uh, this is not a beat down on Expedia either. Like they have a, a place and they yes. have a job to do and they do it well. Fuck Expedia. It's <laughs> No, like I'm not looking to beat them down. Like, but the thing is like a lot of people are like, oh, you get the best prices when you go to this. Like guys, keep in mind almost, almost every business is, you know, if you're adding somebody in the middle, you're not, you're not getting it cheaper. You're paying You're there's somewhere for them to make a profit. So if you're going to, if you're going to go to Expedia, Understand that the benefit of Expedia is that you're going to get all the things that you need in one spot. So if you don't, if you're not comfortable booking a hotel and going, oh my God, now I have to find a flight that, that works with that. Um, you can, you can, yes, you can get all that stuff done, but you are paying a premium for that. And sometimes you're getting the exact same price as you would have got from the hotel. However, you can't change it. You have no flexibility. You know, hotels will give you a better price, like a better price too, if you're willing. That was prate I said, which is price and rate built in one. I, I, often my words will collide in mental intersections and become one. It's very Australian. I like is that it. you yeah. do that too? Yeah. Um, the thing is, a lot of times, uh, you know, if you're willing, if you're confident that you're like, I'm going in this this date or whatever, like, let's do it. 
um, you can save money. You prepay it. You know, you're going to be there. Go ahead and prepay. Save yourself 10% or whatever it is. You'll see rooms that are like five something going for like 480. And you're like, great, I'm saving money. But if it's like our industry where out of nowhere, three weeks beforehand, they're like, oh, turns out they're canceling that leg or, you know, they've pushed it back a week or something. Again, with a concert tour, it's a little more difficult to do that. But I've done several activations where like, oh, we're not going to be in this town. We need to stay one week longer or that once uh, when we did hometown hockey, you know, there was, there was weeks where COVID broke out and we got x Yep. you know? And so if, if, you know, if our company had booked an entire hotel at prepay and save rates, that would have been a disaster. It would have been, uh, also join AAA or CAA, CAA. if you're in Canada, AAA, yep. if you're in the U S, um, it costs next to nothing. 30 bucks a year. I think I paid for mine. And you, on your first hotel booking for your first night, you'll make that money back. Yeah. hundred percent. We made it. We saved money at Caesars Properties in Vegas. And that leads us to today's sponsor, CIA. No, I'm kidding. Hey, I mean, it's it's anything that we can t- give to my people to save money, then then I'm fine with that, you guys. But the difference is like Ryan and I have, have been booking for ourselves. So you can use the the tools that I give. Like in, in all the episodes, there's a link to go to Skip Lagged where you can click on that and take a look at your flights. I use Skip Lagged because it does tell me sort of the cheapest flights that are available and has some ways of doing them. However, you do need to know that like if you go directly to the airline's website, depending on the flights, you can look. And sometimes it's it's quite literally just telling you, hey, there's this flight and this flight is this price. And so you can book through skip lagged or a third party site, but if you're paying the same price as the airline, you may as well just jump on the airline site and get that ability to flex. Now you always pay, keep in mind, every single one of these sites guys is designed a certain way in the sense that they're going to show you the absolute cheapest price. So when you click on it, it's like some airlines, it's like, yep, you get a personal item, no carry on. Right. And it's the like pay now and save price. So when you get to the site, yeah, it's going to go up some and it's not a scam. It's just that the nature of every industry is to show you their absolute lowest price. There's a, I've talked about this in the podcast before where there's like laser eye surgery ads that'll say, get laser eye surgery done for as little as $200 an eye. And you're like, that's super affordable. But then when you call them and you ask, which I did, they're like, well, yeah, like it's 200 for the eye. If you need like little to no correction whatsoever. And I'm like, so basically somebody whose eyesight is almost so perfect. They wouldn't. And they're like, yes, exactly. So I could use a flashlight. Yeah, exactly. So the whole point is that, you know, the people who need laser eye surgery are in the, you know, $2,000 an eye kind of thing. So I'm going to, this is content. This is content. We're going somewhere with this, Ryan. I see Ryan leaning over the desk, looking at my upside down notes going like, I'm trying to keep him on track, guys. Listen, we're on track. We're giving them important information. This is like, if you're like me, where they're like, why would I not want to book on Expedia? Because you're locked into what they did. Now, can you change Expedia stuff? Absolutely. In the sense that I, I, uh, I tried to book, uh, with Hilton directly to get my points and they're like, oh, you'll have to call. Expedia for that because you booked with a third party. No problem. I called Expedia. Expedia is like, well, listen, we can, we can't just adjust the price. What we would have to do is like cancel your package and sell you a new package. And I go, well, what we, you know, before we do that, what's the price of the new package? And they did the the stuff and it's like, they brought the hotel rate down slightly, but the, the difference was now the flights were more expensive. So canceling it would have been six of one half a dozen of the other it's like your flight goes up your hotel goes down so the reason booking directly is beneficial is that if something goes down you can reduce that one specific thing and the other one's locked in at the better price 
you who's don't your, have to who's your favorite airline they're all shit it used to be WestJet. I was comfortable with WestJet. And then uh, and then WestJet fucked us on the, the Vegas trip. Again, haven't recorded that episode. I'm very behind. I've gotten a few sporadic episodes in. Between Doesn't mean you can't talk about it. Well, it just means that when that episode launches, they're like, yeah, you already told this story in the future. So we're West, like, this is like a time traveling podcast now. We're bouncing around. My favorite airline, I think right now is Porter. Porter hasn't really fucked me yet. No, except they, it's yeah, very limited pretty- to where... Now, to be fair, Porter's just started flying larger legs right. across the country. They were very short hops. Now they're a little bit longer. Well, the seats are small, but they are very um, efficient. Yeah. I got the more legroom spot. Didn't like it. I would have preferred a, a, a seat in front of me where I could have like put stuff in the pockets because everything was just wide open in front of me. Like if I wanted my coffee somewhere, like I couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I put it on the floor, but it would just spill over. Like there wasn't really, there was no for nowhere for garbage. So when you're done your drink, you're just kind of holding it until they come back. But they tell you not to put your garbage in the seat in front of you. Yeah. Do you listen to that? Yes, of course I do. Bullshit. That's not bullshit. Not bullshit. You you have like peanuts. You're not like okay. I'm gonna just put it. like I don't stuff it down and I put never it on my table until they come and collect the. Okay, rubbish. sorry. Have you seen how big I am? Yeah, well, do you think that table's coming down anywhere where I can put shit? Yes, there's no there's no table to, room for me that's all right we can make tables for you my like a silicon bib there should you know what that's not half a bad idea is put some sort of neck brace on that gives you like a the whole point is that there is no table for me to put my shit on so i have to put like i put the cup in the the straps what's there i put my garbage in the cup when they come around i grab it like i don't stuff it down like an animal like i totally get don't put your garbage in there because there's people who do stuff in there have you gotten on a flight and gone to grab you. shit and then there is garbage already in there Yes. That's uh, gross. It is gross. I don't like that. Like, I'm not a dirty person. My garbage goes in the garbage here in the room. I don't have fucking tissues and shit laying around. Like, I look like a big fat fuck. So you would think I'm the guy who's going to bend over in front of you as ass cracks hanging out and, you know, fucking mustard stains in my beard and all sorts of shit. But I, I like to be clean, but that's the whole thing, right? It's I just sitting there holding garbage. I did watch you eat cereal last night for dinner and you were spilling milk i like the context all over your beard and all i could keep thinking is that milk is gonna fucking it's gonna turn it's gonna reculture it's It's a wednesday that was a wednesday night thing ryan that's next week's episode that's why we got to be on time so that anything we talk about is definitely gonna work yeah we were having uh we were having like a i guess let's save it i'm gonna write it down that's the the social there's a little 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 teaser for next week is when we when we arrived in detroit which is where we are now recording this we had, uh, they were like, oh, we have a uh, Wednesday night uh, so evening social downstairs. You get some free drinks, yada, yada. So I'll be sure uh, to put that in. But they had they had uh, salad and snacks, and I, I opted to have a, a bowl of Fruit Loops. And yeah, I guess a little bit of milk gets on the beard, and Ryan was just staring, laughing his ass off. And I was very tempted to just pour the milk, like strain it right through my beard just to just to upset just you. to annoy me yeah just to piss me yeah off. you get shit in your beard there's it's unavoidable you're literally bringing food to your face and there's like, like a shave barrier your face no no i just wash my beard i i put more products in my in my beard than you put on your entire body yes i'll, I'll agree with that because i'm <laughs> one of these guys that would just use soap for everything fair including my shampoo <laughs> porter porter airline is my favorite to answer your question and i have uh i like that they give you free beer but they don't advertise it you have to ask. You have to ask. And I, I was like, I used to like Porter give beer. They're like, we still get free beer. Free beer. I'm like, fuck. So I had a couple beers on my way to Chicago, but I'll I'll share that for that episode. The um the point that I was making, guys, is it's better to book direct. You will gain points, and before you know it, you're gonna get free upgrades. Ryan and I have been getting upgraded 
Uh, I, I don't think we've not been upgraded at any point on this tour. Maybe the Cleveland stop. For hotels? Yeah. yeah I think the Cleveland, Cleveland stop there, like we just not. don't have, but it was one night and really we got there super late. We had our meal and then we fucked off. Um, so that's what, uh, that's what, that's what I would suggest for you guys is, or in all sincerity, if you ever are looking to book something and you have questions, contact at one man podcast.com. I'd be happy to answer anything. I'd be happy to, to point you in the right direction. I'm almost like, I almost feel like I want to make one of those business claims. Like, listen, if I point you in the direction and I don't find you the best price, you know, you get back to me and I'll beat it by 10% of the difference. I'm not positioned to do that, but I, I'm very, very happy to help anyone, um, you know, find a better price because booking on those sites like Expedia and kayak and Travelocity and all that shit, they, um, you're, you're, you're losing out. It might be, feel free to use them to, uh, I guess, get an idea of where the flights and the prices of hotels are because they are amalgamating all that information. But Ryan, there's something that you've been using when we go to book hotels, cause you'll just pull it right up on Google maps and you'll see all of the hotel prices. Like you'll see all the hotels in an area, not just one brand specific. That's literally just Google. What do you, what do you Google? Hotels. You just Google hotels I'm not, I'm and not city. Being sarcastic here. No, 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 no. I'll just like type in Vancouver um, and then look at the map. And then on the map is a little button that says hotels. And I click on it and it shows. It shows you all the hotels. Hotels with prices. And you just click on that, get a estimate to what, what kind of price range you're in. Yeah. And then go to the hotel website and complete the book. When you click on that price, is Google taking you to the hotel or is it taking you to like an Expedia or hotels.com? Who, whose price exactly are they that. doing? It gives you, it gives you all those options. So it'll say, do you want to go to, Oh really? So you click on five options. Interesting. One of them will be the hotel. One of them will be Expedia. One of them will be Travago. So it amalgamates all of them together. It has been for me. Okay. That's cool. That's good to know. Good information. I didn't have that. When you're booking, um, do you book your flight first or your hotel first? Hotel first. I work on my accommodation. Okay. And then I work on my um, flight. Why is that? No wrong answer, just out of curiosity. Because uh, I try and plan when I'm going. It's me. Sorry. It was, was a that? big sneeze. But do you hear how not loud it was because the mic was off? You could hear it in the background, but it wasn't. That would have been so aggressive. In what were we talking about? That was funny. I asked you which Fuck, we- I wish I could have recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking, uh, why do you book your hotel before your flight? Because oh, then I can generally, yeah, that's a good question. Some people do it the other way around. I think I um, would. I, I can't remember how I do it, to be completely honest. So I could time my flights because I want to know when I'm going to arrive. And then I estimate how much time it's going to take me to get through the ho- uh, sorry, the airport and then get from the airport to my hotel. But hotels are generally speaking 3 p.m. check-in anyways, right? So yes, you can book but, a flight. But what I want to do is make sure I'm at my hotel so that I'm settled and then I can go and get food. I hate turning up to a hotel at like 10 PM at night. Okay. But you could theoretically get a morning flight. Like I, if I turn up to a, a hotel early enough, some hotels mm-hmm. have like happy hour between these certain hours. So if I'm but, there early enough, I can take advantage of that. And then that, I feel like I'm having a win. I feel like I'm getting good value for money. That's fair, but. So I'll book my hotel and then I'll book a flight that'll get me to my hotel as early as I can check in. Interesting. I find the flights to be more volatile in terms of price. So part of me is almost like I want to book my flight first, which was depending on what I'm doing and why I'm going. Sometimes I might be like, oh, it's cheaper for me to fly in the following day. 
you know, same time the following day. So I booked my flights first so that I'm not like, Oh, I already booked the hotel. Now I got to pull a, yeah, that's a fair argument a thing. Out. Because maybe, I know that maybe I'll start doing that. I'll try, I'll try doing flights first and then hotels. And if I end up sleeping in the back of a fucking car, but you already know what time check-in is. It. So I'm just saying like, I guess I pick flights because of the day. Cause flights can actually be cheaper based on the day of the week. I know hotels can be too, but generally speaking, like flying on a Tuesday over a Wednesday could be like two hundred, three hundred dollars difference, whereas a hotel might be like twenty, thirty bucks. Well, I fly internationally a lot, so yes, that's that's a thing. I have to fly on days where you could imagine business travelers are not traveling, right? Like Monday's probably a business traveler day, yeah, because they work all day Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, Fridays. Because they want to get back home. Right. So that's a business travel day. Tuesday, Wednesdays are pretty um, safe. Weekends are always expensive because now you're dealing with not only the general public that are trying to get away. You know, they've worked all week and now they've got the weekend. So they right. use that to fly. Um, but also business travelers that are maybe a little bit further away from home will use a weekend to get back to where they have to go to work. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think Tuesday, Wednesday is probably my favorite booking days. Yeah. It's nice to have that freedom too. You know what I mean? We both have significant others that work on Monday to Friday, generally speaking. And so like being able to just be like, Hey, you want to go on a trip? Look how cheap the flights are on Tuesday. And they're like, I can't, what? I, I don't know if you have this. I won't name your partner, uh, but my but missus, your missus, my Sheila, your Sheila. Yeah. Is that a name for a partner? Yeah. In Australia. That's Australian. That's me. Sheila. Sheila. Okay. Yeah, Sheila's over there. See that girl there? That's Michela. That's Michela. <laughs> Does it come from anything? What's the etymology? Sheila was a name in Australia. It's a name here too. Okay. That's like probably, my Karen. It's probably a name all over the world. But anyway, um, I guess it came from someone once Australian pointing at a lady and being like, that's my Sheila. And it just caught on. And yeah, that's your, that's my, that's now, my Sheila. And then before you know, hey, guys are like, yeah, it's just. It's like Karen. It's not a specific Karen that was active. That, that just shit. happened to be the name that got selected to represent all. That's my Karen. No one wants to say that. They go, sorry for all the Karens. No, of there. course, of course. But uh, I, there's a, a comedian friend of mine in Ottawa named Karen. And she's like, yeah, Karen's my name. Thanks for wearing it out. Um, like everyone's <laughs> fucking saying it constantly. Um, yeah, the uh, I find. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I just find that being able to book the flight first gives me a little more freedom in the hotel. Also, there's a slight chance that like, if my flight's coming in late, I don't want to book an expensive hotel for that night. I might just like, okay, that's a cheap day. I'll book the cheapest, shittiest room to like crash in the bed, then get up the next day and go to the nice hotel for whatever it is. I mean, if you're going to be staying at a place where like, oh, I'm going to enjoy it the whole time, but you're like, I don't want to pay the high price for a fucking night where I'm literally just going to crash. Also, um, flying internationally, I find that uh, I'll book a hotel night before I fly, and I generally want to stay in a hotel that has an airport shuttle or something that's very close to the airport, so I get a good night rest, get up, get on the plane the next day, no right. stress, I'm not worried about getting to the airport, dealing with traffic and dealing with people, so that's one of my travel hacks. Yeah. Another one of my travel hacks is I go back to Australia when I want to go and see family and friends, and I will typically fly through New Zealand, not directly to Australia, because it's an uncommon route, which means there's a high chance of upgrades. And if you put in those blind bids to okay. move from like economy to premium economy, or if you've got money and you want to go from premium economy to business, uh, you can put in a blind bid and you're more likely to succeed. So you'll book a flight to New Zealand. And then New Zealand, and to then Australia. New Zealand to Australia. Yep. 
And that's cheaper or it just gives you a better chance of an upgrade? It's cheaper and better chance of upgrade because it's an uncommon route. You've got to pick like if aircraft are landing in the Pacific Ocean somewhere random, mm-hmm. like um, there's a, a good number of tropical islands between North America and Australia. If an aircraft lands there, um, business travelers will avoid it because they want to fly direct. Right. But I don't care. I'll do the two, three hour layover somewhere. Just to be able to, so just I, so I can upgrade from economy to premium. The, economy is a like to me is amazing. They actually give me a real knife and fork, mm. um, and I have been lucky enough to get an upgrade all the way up to the pointy end of the plane in business class, and they, that experience is just fantastic. So I I one time saw those bid things, and I think it was for Air Canada, and it was like, do you want to put in a bid for like an upgraded seat? And I was like, sure, I'll put like two three hundred bucks. Now this was like a gamble. It was like, yeah, see it if is, you can get it. Because you don't know what everyone else is bidding. Right. The only thing was that it had a minimum bid of like $590. And I was like, no, right. I'm not. I'm not like that's. It was like double the cost of the flight. And it was like a two hour flight. So it's like, no, no I'm not paying $600 more for, for that. That's not worth it to me. No, I, so. w- I work on about the the 40% rule. I'll find out what the difference is between my economy ticket and 40% of whatever class I want to try and move to. Okay. That will be my bid. But is it worth it? Like, I guess if you're doing a 16 hour flight, maybe it is. 16 hours in business class versus 16 hours in economy is a massive difference. The only thing is like, okay, so this is how I look at it. And maybe I'm crazy because I've seen some of these flights. Like I've watched you, I've watched YouTube videos of some of these like air Emirate flights where the guys are flying across the ocean in like a suite where there's a wall and they have their own room and they, they get like a 15 minute shower on the plane and stuff like that. You've had that? I have. You had told that. me about that, I think, I have, a long yes. time ago. You used like that was points. A, that or was a, a job perk. Um, they had paid for my economy ticket. And then I got upgraded to uh, business on Emirates mm-hmm. uh, for free. That was through status and status points. And then I just asked. Do you remember which airline? Emirates. Yeah. So because you were overseas, you got you got to a point where you racked up enough points to be. To, I got enough points to get myself up into business class, but on Air Emirates A380, the big double story <laughs> aircraft, it's huge. Okay. Um, they have a first, It's a two-story plane. They have a, a first class, which has suites. And so just for shits and giggles, I was like, well, I haven't paid anything out of my pocket yet. Right. My work paid for my economy ticket, points paid for my business upgrade. Mm-hmm. So like, how much is it to get to one of these suites? And they were like, $500. And I was like, done. $500 and I get to fly in a suite on Air Emirates. How long was your flight? It would have been a seven-hour flight. Okay. So it wasn't the longest. No, that's fine. But seven hours but is better a, than like an hour and a half. hell of an experience. Yeah. Um, but I travel a lot, so I try and take advantage of travel hacks. Right. And, you know, watch YouTubers and how they do it. And I try the same things. And sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're not. Well, I saw one guy who- But I did have my 15-minute shower. Like yeah, thirty six thousand feet showering in the sky. Yeah, yeah. never had that experience. Your your did you try to sleep? Yes. And did the thing turn into a flat bed? And did yes. they bring you the pajamas and all that shit? Up in the in the suite, you actually have I want to say four to six aircraft windows. If you want to put it in perspective, right? Um, to yourself, it's still like a seat. It is. It's yeah, but it's still like a like a like a first class seat width. Even though it's kind of longer, right? It's not like you had like you couldn't like stand up and boy. walk around in your suite. I could stand up and take two steps forward. Right. 
like forward, but I'm saying width wise. Like it's still like you're sitting in you a first class seat. It's just wide. One meter or what's that? Um, three feet. Right. But you have like a good six, seven feet in for front, front to front to yeah. back. And there's a whole minibar in the uh, armrest. You push a little button and the minibar pops up. Yeah. And it's all included in your $20,000 ticket ticket that I paid $500 for. Yes. Right. That's what I saw. I saw this on a YouTube video and it was like, they bring you pajamas and stuff like that. They, they bring you a, a real meal Like you get a menu and they ask you what meal you want. And there's all sorts of different peanuts and all there's like snacks, there's drinks in the bar. There's a TV in front of you. You can lay flat. Um, they make the bed for you as well. It's not like you have to lay your bed flat. Oh, yeah? They just wait for you to go to the restroom or something, or they come and say, would you like me to make up your bed? And you're like, yes. And you just get out of their way and they do everything for you. And it's like turning up to a hotel when it's new and fresh. It and seems crazy. Like it's, it, it's, it's, it's crazy impressive. to me that people pay actual full prices for these suites and fly it all the time. The thing yeah. is, if you're like a millionaire, 20,000, I mean, hold on, millionaire, multi-millionaire let's correct that one million dollars twenty thousand is still a lot of money mm -hmm. you would want to be making some crazy money to to book these mm -hmm. I, I certainly wouldn't buy a, a private jet if i was ever in the position to to do that because i think it's cheaper to have someone else maintain the airplane right i think so here's what i think i think that the people who are flying that are the ones who are doing business trips and it's not coming out of their pocket yeah i think the multi-billion or multi-million dollar company is paying to have that employee it'd, yeah, it'd come. be like a, a a job perk i think anybody working in the the c-suite like the coo or the ceo or yeah. something that would be on their contract as a perk like, right i only fly business class first class right no, and and that's that's where it'd be like, oh yeah, and it's a it's a, a thing, you know, and and that's where all of their money that they make they get to keep too, right? So when it's like, oh, this guy makes that much money, it's like, yeah, but he's got to fly around the world, and then you're like, yeah, but he's not paying for that. Quite honestly, you and I are staying in hotels every week, driving big trucks, you know, eating food. It, the company's essentially paying for it all. Now the food we have. We're paying for our, the food. We are, but it's coming out of money that they pay us to take care of ourselves. So we're just savvy in the sense that we're not spending it all. So it just kind of becomes more money that we get to hang on to. Yeah. Um, but it's just, uh, it, it's cool. And and there's a lot of people out there who can do that. Uh, I, I've seen videos, this guy who, whose video I was watching, I think he was flying overseas back to like Los Angeles or something on Air Emirates. And so he was like, yeah, I found this thing where if you go online and you get the American Express, I don't know if it was the platinum card or something. It was like, you can get a, a $700, you know, suite or whatever. You just pay $700. So he's sort of like you where it's like, it's an upgrade. It was a travel hack. A travel hack. It was like, he's like a one-time thing, but got it. And I was like, cool, it's cool. And he did everything, you know, explained the shower, showed the bed, showed the lights going off. Well, for speaking of travel hack, something we discovered was the, um, the the merry-go-round casino merry-go-round i was gonna bring that up is uh collapsing yeah so um ryan and i uh it's it's slated for another episode i wrote the notes earlier but uh ryan and i did the 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 atlantic city tour as well so i've now done it three times in like three months february march yeah like four or five months but the whole point is that uh the the marriott uh, not Marriott, sorry, the MGM and World of Hyatt uh, merry-go-round appears to have been uh, to to end. So the same day, Ryan and I, a few days ago, got an email saying that 
Uh, Hyatt would no longer be matching to MGM. MGM would no longer be matching to Hyatt. So everyone who has it, um, you know, from these dates, these dates, it'll expire on, you know, the end of January for, for MGM and at the end of February for, for Hyatt people. So that merry-go-round does preventing. However, uh, both Crystal and Ryan, uh, up upgraded or whatever after March. We didn't upgrade. Well, we, whatever your we, status matched. We, yeah. Got our cards, our status yeah. cards after, after March, which, uh, made your expiration date on, on Hyatt globalist, the 2025 and mine is 2024. So you and crystal have a, a year longer than I same with your ocean. And I hope uh, they roll it back in that time. I think they're going to lose a lot of people. members. It would be yeah. nice. Yeah, it but would be nice if they did that. It just sucks that spend money at their hotel. Then I <laughs> I want shiny things. And I'm just bummed out to be the trailblazer. I'm bummed out that like I did it in February because it looked like they were catching on to all this Look, shit. You're a pioneer. And two weeks later, everyone who I brought along with me is like, you know, they get an extra year. So like you you get an extra year on your Ocean Prime membership. So you'll get a free cruise. Now I talked to crystal about today. And so, because she's got it and I brought her along kicking and screaming, I may add, she's like, I don't know. Do I really need it? Da, da, da. So I, I forced her and thank goodness that she went, but we did that. And now we'll get a free cruise out of it next year because of the MSC, uh, partnership with ocean. Um, and I guess her, her Hyatt, if we're going to use, you know, Hyatt, then we'll do that. So her MGM and my MGM will both end in January of next year. So if we want to go to Vegas or anything like that and use an MGM property to do it, doing it, you know, before the end of January will be the, the, the time to do it. Um, cause even though your Hyatt will last longer, it won't, it won't match back to it. Despite the fact that you have it all throughout 2024, you just have an extra status that you can match with a higher tier. So that one's gone. Yep. Bummer. But, uh, well, you know, it's, it's a fun little ride. It'll be the year that I got to be high end of the, body. and I'll still keep, um, you know, I'll, I'll still be matching as many high, high tier things as I can. You and I are going to have uh, Marriott platinum, which may give us something with the uh, Hyatt afterwards. I have to point out, uh, to like, I get questions from other people we work with, like to make this work, you need to put in effort. Yes. And the effort that you and I put in was we went to Atlantic City and we visited all the casinos because you have to do it in person. So Mm -hmm. if uh, you're sitting there raging because you don't have all these statuses, it's because you haven't put in any effort to get them. So uh, people at work are asking how we're doing all these upgrades and how we're getting all these status cards and all these like a free cruise, for example. It's almost like they think we're picking up the phone and making a call and getting it. No, we're not. You've got to go and make physical effort to go and do this. It's like a job. Yeah. Um, the only thing is that rather than busting your ass to make a shitload of money that you then spend on going to properties and stuff like that, you can click on the link in the one man podcast description, which is your invitation to get a founder's card, which, you know, it costs a few hundred bucks American. However, um, it pays for itself in the free Caesars dinners, the free statuses with Hilton and things like that. Like again, the amount of discounts that you're going to get on the hotel chains, and then you can follow the, the status match tour. Cause again, it's still, uh, I think when did they say they're stopping on July? Did they literally end it the day we got the email? No, no, it ends. The people who've already matched have it end, but will that, is that partnership dead the partnership, as of the, the day they sent us the email? Yeah, I think the partnership is now dead. Okay. So it's just telling people who've already done it. I do want to find this. I'll read it out to you guys. 
I'm just going to scroll down here. Ryan, is there anything you want to talk about while I find this? Yeah. Taylor Swift has her legs insured. She has her legs insured. Yeah. Do you have the information with that? No. I just just a just, just a random, random claim at the I moment. Heard, and I was like, why the fuck would she uh, insure her legs of all the, her talents? Isn't <laughs> her voice and her ability to sing? And it's a bit of a kick in the face to some. Celine Dion had her voice insured. Eric Clapton had his hands insured. Is it, well, some things make sense. Some things don't. I think having your legs insured does not make sense. What? <sighs> well, look at every literally almost. Well, literally, does she have like a almost every line or something? Well, dude, have you not seen her concert? Almost every single thing she's wearing, her legs are, are, even when she looks like she's wearing a business suit on stage, it's like a little cut off skirt and her legs are sticking out. And she's always got them in like brown pantyhose or whatever, because that's how you can tell she's going to be getting naked, you know, with whatever, because everything's always like a bodysuit with her. So, you know, it's like, oh, she's out on stage and she's in a suit. It's like that suit's going to be coming off and she's going to be in some tassely glittery thing by the end. Um, this is what it said on the MGM email. Dear Joshua, I hate that they use my whole name. We are ready to inform you uh, our MGM Rewards membership member, sorry, to inform our MGM Rewards members that the strategic relationship between MGM and World of Hyatt is ending on September 30th, 2023. So MGM Rewards members who have tier matched into World of Hyatt between March 1st and July 14th will retain their World of Hyatt tier status until February 29th, 2024. That's me. After February 29th, 2024, MGM members must qualify for the world. Sorry. MGM Rewards members must qualify for World of Hyatt Elite status in accordance with the World of Hyatt program terms and conditions. Interesting. Which is, you have to spend money. Right. World of Hyatt members who have tier matched into MGM Rewards between February 1st and July 14th will retain their MGM Rewards tier status until January 31st, 2024. After January 31st, 2024, uh, World of Hyatt members must achieve or maintain the applicable MGM Rewards tier in accordance with the MGM Rewards program to be entitled to any such benefits. Um, it says Hyatt hotels will honor all existing reservations uh, for eligible stays at hotels and Hyatt's date prior to or on September 30th, 2023. MGM Rewards members will still be uh, will still be able to elect to earn MGM Rewards tiers for such days. However, MGM Rewards members will no longer be able to uh, elect to earn MGM Rewards tier credits at Hyatt hotels uh, with a checkout date after. Okay, so they're just saying at that point you won't be able to 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 earn rewards towards each other. So we'll see what happens again. It's been a fun year. So it would seem that if you tier, like they might still offer tier matching, but rivers the tier matching also stopped doing it. Right. You checked the guy. On that again the, yeah. So rivers uh, no longer give you status for anything. Anything. It doesn't look like they match anything. Cause they used to have a free cruise deal as well. Not with MSC though. I think it was with carnival. If I'm not mistaken, somebody can fact check me, uh, but you can no longer take advantage of that. Interesting. So this has been a lot of travel talk, guys. I mean, I've been preaching this stuff for a while, but I know I have one buddy uh, who was like, oh, I think I'm going to finally pull the trigger on that that's founder's card. It's like, well, you can still take, in all fairness, at this particular moment, you can still go like get your Caesars Diamond status online through the founder's card, which will entitle you to no resort fees at Caesars properties, as well as a $100 you know, credit. Did you make use of that when we went? You didn't, right? You saved your hundred dollars Caesars dinner. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we can, you know, you can still go down, you get a hundred dollars Caesars dinner and you won't pay resort fees at any Caesars properties. Do I have to stay at Nationwide? Caesars to use nope. that voucher? Not at all. Oh, that's I literally stayed at Caesars for the first time. Uh, actually, I don't, well, it doesn't say anything about that. You can, you, you can literally walk into the restaurant and go, I'd like to use my Caesars rewards. They'll so take have- it off your account. Two with all this status matching and the founders card, etc. Two nights at the Conrad in Las Vegas. 
Correct. Um, Which is that resorts world. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, but now I know that I have a free meal at Caesars. Might as well just walk across there for dinner. It's $100. Well, I'll walk across is a few. Whatever. But, you know good, what I mean. but good an hour and a go, half walk. No good. Go to that uh, casino to, to feed. Myself. Well, it's, it's not just Caesars. It's any Caesars property. So you can go to Paris, uh, which has Chef Ramsay's steak, which I would definitely suggest. For that $100, well, you can have. $100 isn't going to go very far, is it? Uh, well, if you go for fine dining. The thing is, you have to use it in one sitting there's no leftovers it's not like oh i use 30 bucks i'm going to save the other 40 right you use it all so spend 101 dollars correct so if you go to uh steak you can have a steak uh, what's that's that very original it's the name of it it's gordon it was gordon ramsay's first restaurant in las vegas and it's in the paris resort and casino uh but at steak they have the beef wellington which he's famous for 79 dollars. that's not a steak no well, it's of course it's a piece of tenderloin. He should have just called it food. Food. That should be his restaurant name. This is Ryan taking stabs at Chef Ramsay. Uh, shots fired, <laughs> colony to colony. Um, the whole idea is that, but for a hundred bucks, you're going to get to try arguably his signature dish, beef Wellington, and then you can do his sticky toffee pudding, which is like sixteen bucks. So you'll you'll have an entire eating experience. At his place, you'll try his Wellington and his world famous sticky toffee pudding. And with taxes, it'll be just over hundred bucks. I think it actually is pre-tax the hundred dollars off. So, you know, get yourself a, a glass of wine or something to go with it. But to have a hundred dollar meal and it'll cost you like, you know, probably less than twenty bucks. Pretty sweet. Sweet deal. Sweet deal. So that was answering your question about uh, the Ramsey stuff. But anyone who still wants to do the founder's card, you'll get your Caesars benefits, which will status match still to other properties because Caesars gives you instant Wyndham Diamond. You can use your Wyndham Diamond status to match to a lot of things like Best Western, uh, Hilton, yada, yada, yada. In fact, you'll get instant uh, Hilton honors gold um, because that's part of the benefits of being uh uh, founders card member ihg gold i believe it is or ihg platinum no ihg apologize gold hilton gold ihg gold also free upgrades just as a member of being founders but if you do the atlantic city status match and this is soon guys again i've got a lot of people who've been like is it really worth it they've been asking me i don't i don't know if you've been hearing me i'm staying at fucking i've got just about the high status with every major property including like world-renowned ones which i'll never stay at I'm never going to stay at a Sinesta or an Omni or a Radisson because they're crazy expensive. I just can't afford to do it. However, in the event that I did, I would get a still a large discount. It'd be like I'm getting $5,000 off my $20,000 Emirates first class thing. It's like, that's still a huge savings. I still can't afford the 15,000 right. base price. But the idea is that if you guys are people who would, or you want to celebrate a wedding anniversary, and you're like, yeah, we're going to spend fucking five grand for a week at this hotel, then do it because you're going to get, you're going to get upgraded to the even more expensive rooms and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have the status to do that. Um, but that was my point. You'll get, if you do the Atlantic city status match, which is still in effect, regardless of the MGM Hyatt, uh, ending their relationship, you will get your hard rock status match, which for Ryan, again, I put it on that episode, but Ryan uh, got $50 worth of free play at hard rock, which you turned into what? Like 80 American. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. You made money. You made money. It wasn't quite $80 because I suck at gambling, but, um, you sat in a machine. I, I made, you took money, money out, turned fake money 
fake casino money into real money, which <laughs> right. is, I appreciate it. Yeah. You get $50 credit and that's spending in the machines. You can't just take it in the machine and pull it out. You what have I to really win at least. appreciate about these casinos, there's two things. One, I appreciate one. I don't appreciate the okay. thing I do appreciate is that you get free drinks if you're at a machine. Correct. So you can rack up great value there. Uh, get a little bit wasted, have a good time. If you treat them good. Yeah. Like, ha- have you, were, were we getting drinks at the machines? No, because we, we really were on a uh, time, mission. time crunch. Right. Um, but the free drinks, if you play in a machine. Correct. That's something I appreciate. Something I don't appreciate is all the smoking in the venue is disgusting. Yeah. And I would just appreciate separate areas i guess and not like an airplane where like oh the first half of the airplane is non-smoking and the back half is smoking that's dumb right different rooms yeah which they won't do because again the machine you'd have to you'd almost have to have the exact same machines twice so that the people want to play that one and the one who want to play that one and smoking not smoking like and if you're a listener and you're a smoker stop that's my advice to you you are killing yourself. There's, yeah. there's just no argument about it anymore. And this is the first they, time anyone's ever said that to you. This is all new information. They are deadly. Don't smoke. It's like telling a fat person a salad's better than a burger. It's like, really? I've never been told that before. Thank you for sharing this new information. Well, I'll tell you that tonight when we go to dinner. <laughs> the uh, So yeah, um, you can still get, um, you get your two free nights at Hard Rock, which is worth it. Um, you get to, uh, and then you can, and yeah, you can, you get 50 bucks. So if you're just wondering, oh, is this founder's card worth it? hundred dollar meal, free status upgrade, matching to other status properties, match it at, um, at hard rock for $50 in free play and two free nights. And then you go to, and this is where it came into value for Ryan is that you go to the ocean casino in Atlantic city, you get upgraded to prime and prime will give you two free nights at the Conrad uh, in Las Vegas, which is at resorts world that used to be two free nights at the win, which in my opinion, better value, but that partnership did end. And, um, you now get two free nights at resorts world and you get a up to 10 day free cruise on MSC. Anyway, Anywhere. anywhere in the world. It's only a, only I say only it's an ocean view room. So it has a window, not a, it's not a balcony room. Um, but at least it's not an interior room. And so, my Sheila and I are looking at uh, Mediterranean at the moment because. Did you call them to verify I can go anywhere? Yes. And they said We've that. They said to them. And um, I have also used our statuses that we've been collecting to upgrade to the MSC Sailors Club or whatever they call it. So they give you top tier on their little club, which just gives you priority. How'd you do that? Embarkation, disembarkation. It's an email. Bullshit. Nope. You just need to show them a screen. I used my Hilton. I showed them a screenshot of my Hilton. Okay. Um, and filled out their form and sent it in. Is that the one that we discussed with the address? Hours. Yes. Okay. So you still don't know for sure that that's going to work. No. Nope. Okay. That's but, the part that concerns me. I'm, I'm, I'm all up for it, but it's, it's, I don't think they're going to check. I don't think it's they're a gonna big win. gamble. No, it's not. The only thing that I'm gambling here is whether or not I'm getting on and off the ship sooner than everybody else so you're okay so you're worried that it's your status msc doesn't have the greatest um club i guess as a cruise line okay so you've already they've already confirmed your upgrade yep and top tier top tier so what did you get i apologize because you lost me as soon as you said you sent an email and they upgraded you i was immediately like hold on it's because you can't do two things at once no i can't no one can we have one processor 
That's not true. The human brain is incredibly powerful. It is incredibly powerful. It is still one processor. There is a whole bunch of listeners right now that are like, I can multitask. Yeah, there are. However, it's even a computer with one processor, just like other words. You can't do more than one thing at, at the same time. What? I want to yell at you right now. You can yell at me. I understand. I thought the same thing until I watched the thing on it. And they were saying like- My laptop, your laptop has one processor, but in that processor, it has multi-core and multi-threading, meaning it can multitask much like- Uh, It just looks like it It literally goes one thing, like a a microsecond of one thing, a microsecond with another. It switches tasks. It's constantly switching. But in, in any given like microsecond, it is doing one thing and then it moves on to the next and it staggers them. So it gives the illusion that multiple things are happening at the same time, but it's all, it's all microprocessing. That's why they say- Quantum computing. Sure. Mic drop. Can I drop the mic? No, you can't drop the mic. Um, why? You're, but you're not- It in, works you, out every, or thinks about every outcome at one time. Right. But is, our brain is not a quantum computer, nor is the laptops that you're arguing can do what your claim is. Who I cares? Argue, I don't care that my brain is more powerful. I'm going to, I I will just concede that you're right. I don't, it's not right. You guys. Um, I'm always <laughs> right. Um, it's diamond, by the way, diamond MSC Voyages club member. What do you get? Get on and off the ship before everybody else. That's all. So is that the only benefit is, is no, priority. There's a, there's a crew dinner when you're on board, you have access to uh, uh, one of their restaurants on board. You'll immediately enjoy a range of benefits from special reduced cruise Stop fares. reading the email. Why? This is this is what people want to know. Just tell Do you, them. You, what, what color card you get? Your stupid screen went off. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't like playing with idiots. There's different colored cards. Which it's card you get? the black one. So you got the black card? Right. So this is the order of colors. Dark blue is the shittest. Then the silver. Shittest? Yep. Shittiest? The shittiest. <laughs> Uh, dark blue is the shittiest and then silver gold slash yellow. That's not a very good gold. And then black. So mustard. They looked like there was four cards. That's what I just named. You said silver yellow. That sounds like no, you're describing silver, one color. Then yellow slash gold. Okay. Then black. And for some reason, black is called diamond, even though it's Whatever. very rare to find a black diamond. Well, you have a, a Hilton diamond card and it's purple. That's right. So again, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense. Diamonds. It's actually black though. Cause, cause diamonds have like, they say, you know, the better the diamond, the, the spec full spectrum of colors. Whereas black is literally devoid of, of light or color. It's a shade. It's just, the, it, well, the it is a shade. White is also a shade, a shade but I'm just saying it, like diamond. If you call it white, I would see the, the, really the comparison. Diamond. It's a clear diamond. Right. But I'm saying at least white would would go more synonymously with diamond. Whereas black, it's like light diamond literally could be any color. Purple makes sense because it's one of the spectrum of color that a diamond would refract. Whereas black is a complete lack of light. And so a diamond would do nothing with it. Anyway. This is all science a, talk with uh, black, Josh and Ryan, guys. A black um, diamond card for MSC. So I'm going to use that when we take our 10-day cruise. Uh, have you booked the, the cruise? Hopefully around the med. No, we have not. Why? Yet. Because uh, Michela has just got a new job. So she's lost one week of her annual leave. Right. Uh, she was on four weeks with her old job, and now she's down to three weeks. And then to just throw another uh, wrench at us, um, she started recently, so mid-year. So she only really gets one and a half weeks of leave this year. Right. So we have to time it quite you know, well, we've got family commitments. Everyone has family commitments. Sure. Christmas. And- Why is the, are the, are the trips? Can you, can you, can, uh, cancel it? Can you book it and then cancel it? I don't know. You called them. You didn't ask that? No. What an idiot. Yeah, I guess so. Well, but I'm not interested in canceling it. So why I know, but question? why not book it so that if it turns out, oh, we can make that week work, 
You're not like, oh, sorry, sir, we're full now, right? You put your fucking, you bookmark it, dog gear it, whatever you oh, want to no, call it. Oh, I can tell you why I didn't book it, because okay. I wasn't part of the MSC club when I called. Okay. And then I was reading, um, I don't know what the website is, but it's one of these websites that takes you through the merry-go-round of status matching. Right. And they said specifically join the MSC club before doing the booking so that you can give them your membership number and then you get put in a lottery to be upgraded from a window room to, to a, a balcony? balcony room. But it is a lottery. It's not It's not a guarantee and it's not if the ship is empty, you're going to get upgraded. Right. Um, they will leave empty rooms that are balcony rooms and you'll just stay in your window room if you don't win. Right. And you don't have the social skills to sweet chart somebody once you're there. No, I, I'm not the <laughs> person you dig. send in to uh, be friendly with people. That's so funny. You are. I send you in. Yeah, but you did it. I was very proud of you in, in, in Pittsburgh. We walked in and you were, you were like, you seem to be well out of your shell being, being nice and friendly and charming with the lady at the front desk. I, I was, I was impressed mode. and I was, regardless, I haven't seen you chameleon mode with anybody else. I hit chameleon mode all the time. You just don't notice it. I'm That's that not good. true. I don't not notice things. I've seen you like cordially, but this was, you will usually, I, I will see you participate as well when we're talking with someone with sort of the three-way conversation. I was coming in with stuff on a cart and you were like furthering the conversation. You'll participate when you're in it, but this, this was you like engaging and like she was done saying something. And then you just chose to continue having small talk, like bringing up different little things. I was impressed. I was like, I'm glad I don't I normally, you. well, no, it's not, I don't I'm mean like that. Unlike my fucking any... teachers at school. I just meant, I was like, look at you going, going a little further with the conversation more than, than yeah, necessary. Yeah, I had a lot of chameleon battery that day. So I, I used a little bit extra to I talk was happy to, to see you lady. doing it. I was happy to see you doing well, it. Once that battery's flat though, I'm out of there. Yeah, well, fair. Mine, my battery seems to be on empty, and yet there's still like a, a backup charge, like those fucking power bars when the power goes out, and it's like, oh, there's a 30 minute power reserve on that. Um, I'm going to move us forward in the episode, considering we've spoken about two lines out of 30 on this. Um, we uh, ran errands. Just turned off. Yeah. Good job, dickhead. What's that? Good job, dickhead. Right. Uh, we ran errands last week. Um, this was a little bit. We got a, uh, a an enterprise rental car. We got the okay to book a car so that we weren't trying to run errands in a stupid truck. We went to Costco. Like we got a we got a nice little kid. His name was Mike from Enterprise. He was a young fella. Chatted with me on the car ride on the way there. He was just saying how like oh I'd like to learn more about sports so that I have you know more to talk to people with. He seemed like he was a good kid. He was he a was good an kid. Introverted kid that wanted to be an extroverted. Kid. Yeah, and every time he was like holding a, the iPad to like help us out, his hands were shaking like crazy. I was looking at him and just going, okay, this kid's really really nervous. But he was a nice guy. Picked us up. We took our enterprise car. We went to Costco. Bought a bunch of shit. Went to Home Depot and got a bunch of stuff. I ran over to a Best Buy. Because I've been looking for a speaker set to work with my um, LG TV. Thank you. My LG TV and my LG speaker that I purchased before I left, which the day I was getting ready to leave, don't tie knots in the fucking cord. Um, <laughs> I'm bored. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the speaker I bought, which the day before I left just stopped working on the center channel. I'm like, great problems to solve. Can't even return it today. Cause I got to leave. And uh, left everything. And that's been a whole saga, uh, in and of itself, which I won't even bother. I could later, but, but what did even you buy saying. the LG C2 or C3? C2. Cause the C3 hadn't come out yet. And right. the C2 was, was like $500 off. 
mm-hmm. probably because they were trying to move some inventory before they received new product. Sure. So I've looked at the price. I don't think it's worth bringing it back and, and buying the C3. I don't think the C3 is worth it now. I mean, we just had Prime Day sales and it still didn't drop right. enough for me to want to buy it. It only dropped by 400 bucks. Right. Um, if it dropped by, I want to say 800 bucks or maybe even 600, yeah. then I would have thought about it. Then I would have thought about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm super happy with my C2. I had a 55 inch, I think like B9 yep. or something. The B series. Yeah. So I've got a C now in the living room. Yep. Very happy with it. Uh, there's no Z series this year. Not that anyone probably really cares about that, but the way LG TVs work, if they have an A series, B series, C series. And the further into the alphabet you explained to me is the better quality. It skips up to the G series, which is where they stopped this year at the G3. Uh-huh. Um, n- normally, years gone by, they had a Z series, which was their top of the range. Did it jump from G to Z? Yep. Okay. But it also jumped to like a $10,000 fucking TV. It was like that when plasmas were first out, the pioneer elites were stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. I ended up buying my pioneer plasma TV, like the, 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 the retail range instead of like the super expensive because the previous year's elite panels ended up in the, that following year's retail. And that's when I bought it. So I'm like the TV that I would have paid, you know, 15,000 for last year. I'm getting this year for 3000. Right. That was worth it. Um, so we ran those errands. I found the speakers. They had the rear speakers. And of course, the second I went to pay for them, the whole system went down in the Best Buy. That's karma. It's always like that with me. That was the, the world telling you, no, Josh. And because we've been spending so much money. So here's what happened. I get a pending charge. Uh, or sorry, not, this isn't how it worked. They said our system's down. Didn't go through. So sorry. Um, didn't bring cash that day. It was only a $99 purchase, $200 set of speakers, us on sale for $99. Great. Love to pull the trigger on this, buy these now save a hundred dollars. Um, as I was leaving the hotel before we ran out to do our errands, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to bring cash with me. I'm like, why? I got my credit cards. I've only got like 150 bucks of the cash. Anyways, why would I bring the cash? Save the cash for small purchases. So I didn't bring it naturally every single time in my life. And I'm like, should I bring this? I'm not going to need this. Always need it. Always need it. So didn't bring the money. The thing didn't work. I'm like, fuck, of course I didn't bring cash. So I leave. Ryan and I jump in the car. He went to Home Depot. I was at the Best Buy next door. We drive to Walmart uh, and then uh, Staples. And then I get a little notification on my phone saying your charge at Best Buy 106 or whatever, you know, posted or not posted, but was on the thing. And I was like, oh, great. So they did charge me for the thing. Drive back to Best Buy. Uh, and they're like, oh no, we didn't, we didn't charge this here. There's no transaction. You can see on the computer. There's no transaction with that thing, but our system might be working again. So I tried two more times with that card. Doesn't work. Says like declined or whatever, but it had nothing with cash. And then I tried a different card, nothing. So wouldn't, you know, it's $600 worth of pending charges for a few days where it's just like, oh yeah, nothing's gone through. And they've all since reversed. It was just irritating that like, I'm just trying to buy this fucking thing. I'm blocking all this use of my card, which on this trip we've desperately needed. We're paying thousands of dollars for gas, car rentals, hotel rooms, flights, all of it, just waiting to, to be reimbursed. And then to have 600 bucks worth of charges. I also changed the credit card on my, on my hotel to try to gain points and ended up having like two pending charges of like $3,000. Thank God. Cause old Josh wouldn't have had 
$10,000 worth of credit he could just fuck around with waiting to be reimbursed and have it pending and stuff like that. Um, it became quite, quite stressful. But then Ryan and I found a, you know, we went to get paint that we never used. Um, we drove around to paint stores. It was just, a, it was a full day of errands. Again, one of our days off the previous day, booking hotels and flights and looking around for parking lots. And, hey, and the paint man was fun. Was he? Yeah. I liked the paint man. The first one? The, no, not the first. Oh, one. the second one. Tell the story. The, so, okay. The story of the paint man. His whole life has been paint. He's the professional yes. paint seller. There so was I, a crooked I, man with a crooked smile. <laughs> apart from recommending man. some random paint from Holland, which was his favorite. Uh, he did He did educate me in when you're looking at paint, if you're going to paint your house or something, pay the extra money to get the premium paint. And then he gave me a whole spiel about why. But it made sense. It made sense to pay the extra couple of dollars per gallon. Is that all it is? Two dollars more per gallon? A couple of dollars to get there. The, That's two. A the, couple. A couple is more than two. Incorrect. I had this argument. I was wrong. I argued because I, I, I was saying you a just couple. admitted to being wrong. That's a, that's a first. Fuck you. I'm wrong all the time. I admit <laughs> it. But the only reason that you think I don't admit that I'm wrong is because I only argue when I know what I'm talking about. That's the part. A lot of people will argue when they think they're right. That's why I ask you a hundred times. I go, you're sure you confirm this. You know this for a fact because you are a very confident guy. And then I'll find something you go, I, do I thought so before I draw. Up. Forgive me. I want you to put your foot there. I just want to make sure the cord's not pinched. Are we good? Yep. Go for it. Go for it. You put your foot there. I just want to make sure it wasn't. Bit. I might be taking it back. I don't know. <laughs> like your, uh, your stance on the LG OLED being the best OLED TV. It's the only OLED TV. No, I think they not. just started sharing the technology That's with, with Sony. Sony have OLED and so does Samsung. They have their own. Samsung has a QLED. That is not an it's OLED. QD OLED. And maybe this year, they this year from all the experts that have been watching the Samsung has taken the crown from LG currently. However, I will caveat that with Samsung has a habit of nerfing their screens when they release a new model. So nerfing means like completely taking away all the best aspects. Yeah, they'll drop the picture quality. So it makes their new line look a little bit better. To avoid so- that, you can just turn auto up. <coughs> Oh, you mean that they will literally like like Apple, where they're going to put like a, an update bomb into your TV that'll just make it look yeah, shittier. like uh, Apple AirPods is a good example where okay. they had really great noise canceling. I want to say in the AirPods Pro, and okay. then they wanted to release the AirPods Pro Two. They sent out an update which nerfed the noise canceling in the regular AirPods Pro, so it was worse. Interesting. And then the AirPods 2 looked to be so much better that everybody went out and changed over there. So even the people who were reviewing it going, oh, it only does this and that, whereas- Well, they got got caught out because these YouTube people that review these things, as soon as they're released, Mm -hmm. they keep their data. And then when a new one comes out and then someone's like, oh, hang on, this sounds worse all of a sudden. So they'll check it and then compare it to their old data and they're like, hang on, this has been nerfed. And is there a way to, what do you, how do you unnerf something? Do you re factory reset it? You would, no, you would have to find a, an old update. But if you factory reset it, you'll have all of the, the updates gone, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess you would. And then you would have to stop it from auto updating immediately. So you, what you would do is, is I guess, get a USB drive, find that update before they trashed it and try to get all the way up to that and then stick it on. That would be the general idea. A lot of effort. The only issue is that, um, there's a lot of, 
lot of things. Like if you were had a smart TV and that's what you used, like your smart TV trying to download like Netflix, it'll be like, we can't put on because it has to work with this version of Netflix right? with that update on the TV. And it's like, okay, I can't, I can't update my Netflix until I have my day, my TV and I fucking nerf my TV. See, that's, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that sucks now is you can't just buy something like it's great. I want it to stay great. It's like, they'll fucking uh, trash it on you. LG also nerfed their TVs this year where there were settings that were available in the C2 and G2, and now they are no longer available in the threes, the C3 or the G3. And they were settings that just made your picture look like the creator of a movie wanted it to look like. They don't have that anymore? No, you used to be able to buy a remote control from Amazon, which was like the service remote control, that if you called someone from LG to come and calibrate your TV, they would show up with that magic remote control, uh, $39.99 on Amazon. Okay. Um, and then you could change the settings inside the television, like the firmware settings. You could get in there and tell the TV that you wanted it to do better, basically. Right. Which you are at risk of cooking your screen, so it did affect warranty. Well, Apple TV has that mode that you're referring to, and I don't know what they call it, but it's effectively like when it's when you read the description, it's like it will automatically read the settings that that the uh, the the filmmaker had wanted for the the thing and it and it apple will change the the screen type when broadcasting that it will attempt to but then it the will t- attempt to the yes. tv might be like no i don't want to play that well my c my c2 like you said has that where it's like you can watch it in like i don't know director mode or whatever the hell they call it where it's like oh it's, it's film filmmaker filmmaker mode is how a filmmaker wants you to view their content right whether but it's then, hot or cold temperatures yeah, or whatever it was some people like the real pop of color so they always change it to, to dynamic, dynamic yeah but then that's just unrealistic colors it's, it's also like watching avatar on every tv show that you watch right it's also uh if i'm not mistaken burning out your tv faster because dynamic just really pushes how bright it is yeah. so it illuminates much higher i never never put my tv's on dynamic there's a slight difference between dynamic and standard and to me that difference isn't worth buying a tv in, in a year sooner well that's where i find the the best buy warranty the extended warranty on best buy um if you get their top of the range mm-hmm. warranty that they try and upsell you on that actually has value because it'll cover your burn-in on your oleds mm-hmm. for five years costco costco do it too okay yeah and costco is actually a six-year warranty Ooh, there you go. and uh, the cost price is different. So um, I'm going to look up the price because I want to be able to speak to that, but I don't want to have just dead air. So why don't we... Okay, so we went to Costco, Home Depot, the Staples. We did all that. We came back. I think this was the same day we had our vehicle because they came they came back to get us. But we that night went to a place you found in Pittsburgh, the German Beer House. Oh, with the Fräuleins. With, with, yeah, well, with the attempted Fräuleins. So walk everybody through what the experiences was that when we walked there, because I know walking there, it looked like a giant, like it looked like some old prison, a big, big brick building in prison. When you see all these stills on the outside or whatever, it looked like a brewery. That's what I feel like. It looked like a brewery. And then, so we went and jumped into this building and they had all this great German stuff at the front for sale, like the Steins that you could purchase for about 50 us dollars. They were authentic and everything. And then there was the reception chick and she was a Fraulein and she was all dressed up, uh, very attractive in curvy and all the right places. And then uh, she sat us down and the experience changed rapidly because our new Fraulein was not as pretty as our first Fraulein. Um, And we were a little bit disappointed uh, but the food, though, German food is heavy and it is 
big. Everything we ordered, the the um, plates were massive. And the what else was big? The drinks, the beer. The beer was big. They you were. Got, you got a one liter fucking lager or something. Liter hosen. Is that what they were? I don't know. I kept saying that the Fraulein cost, because Fraulein is just what, like woman, young lady. What do what they, what do they call that? Try and picture girls at Oktoberfest right. in Germany. They got like the shoulder puffs, but then, so it's like a green sort of like whatever, not Lederhosen or whatever. Cause I think Lederhosen is the guys with the, with the overalls and then the stupid little Robin hood hats. They were there too. They were inside. They were part of the band. Did they, were they though? They were. I, I really but don't we feel like they inside. were. We went outside to be uh, in the fresh air and the quiet. And then we had to listen to two people that sat across from us on a different table. And every second word this chick said was like. Yeah. And it drove me bananas. It was a bunch of business dishes. So we got there and it was a, uh, like a collection of steins. Some of them you could buy and some of them were just a collection of like fancy steins that they had like with this weird... It was almost like a wine rack, but with bars through the bottom where you'd pull the wi- the, the wine off the, the, the you shelf. You couldn't pull the stein out of the shelf without them unlocking un- unlocking the bar. So it was like a collection so that you could look at, but but it was like all under lock and key. So you couldn't really see it. It would be like it would be like putting a if you had a wine rack at home, naturally you would place the bottle of wine in so that the neck was facing you, so that when you went to grab it, you were grabbing it by the neck of the bottle. So these were like steins that were put in the opposite way so that the bottom of the stein so all you was really could see was, was made in germany yeah and you kind of you could kind of look and peek around again it would be like trying to read a bunch of wine bottles on a shelf and go oh i think i know what that is but you're not looking at the top of the cap so there's no identifiers there i'm just trying to get a fucking price on on these lg oleds from where costco best buy because I wanted to get, that's what I was working on was the, the warranty, which I certainly agree is a value. Yeah. So get this, right. Four year extended warranty on a $3,900 TV, $819. But it covers so, burning. It which, covers burning. Which the, is the Asurian. If you're savvy, you're just going to purposely burn in your TV on year four and then take your TV back at a new one. So, you know, burn in has to, ex, uh, has to exceed a certain uh, size grid. That's fine. Put on fucking CNN or Fox yeah. news, whatever political way you, uh, you swing. Cause those logos are designed to burn into your TV. All, all I'm saying is that you're paying about, uh, it looks like. 20% of the cost of the television for this warranty and it only covers up to four years and I'm looking at the Canadian price. Yeah. And then you're going to get a new TV. Right. But you're, you don't get five years. So the, your their warranty, just so you know, some people are confused. They go, Oh, four years plus to get one year manufacturers. The Best Buy warranty is as of the purchase date. So you don't get five years. You only get four. It, uh, it supersedes the, the manufacturer. Warranty. However, Costco's warranty is in addition to the manufacturer's warranty. So you get five years in addition to something the- I would like to confirm is does Costco cover burning? Does it specifically say it covers burning? I'll find that out right now. No, you don't have to do it right now. Let's but it's talk a sh- about next stop. We can do next the next topic. thing. But we'll we'll leave that in there in case and if anybody else knows, then I would just say oh, right in. I never finished on Paint Man. Paint finish Paint Man. Paint Man recommends buying the top of the line of whatever brand you purchase because it is worth the extra cost. Uh, and instead of repainting your house every five to 10 years, you know, you can let it go for about 15 years, uh, easier to clean, thicker paint goes on better. The the dude just loved his job. And then the other secret that he told me, which I never really thought about was if you have a gallon of paint and you want to 
uh, get rid of it. You normally have to dispose of it at like a chemical waste place. Okay. Unless you dry it out. And the best way to dry it out is kitty litter. Just pour in some kitty litter into your old paints that have separated and you no longer want to use them. Leave them in the sun. It goes hard. Throw it away in the trash. Did he tell you what the uh, mm, 55-inch LG C2, eighteen ninety-seven? That's a pretty good price. Okay. Did he we tell you the ratio of kitty litter to, to paint? He said fill it up. Fill up the can? Yeah. And then you can just throw it in the garbage. Once it's dry. Yes. <laughs> That's what he said. He's the paint guy. I'm not the paint guy. He's the paint guy. And he but said he that for- his job. This man was so passionate when he was telling me these stories. I believe it, but it's just one of those things where you're like, did he say why the premium paint was better? Yeah, it goes on thicker. Okay. Um, it's more coverage. It's easier to clean and keep clean. It's more durable if furniture knocks up against it, mm-hmm. or if you're moving things around the house and you bang the wall, you're less likely to break through. Okay. Um, so yeah, it had a lot of advantages and it really it's just a couple of bucks more because I've looked at painting my house and I was going to go for middle of the range, Home Depot paint, and this guy talked me out of it. Well, that's that's fair. He's also a paint salesman, so he's going to want to sell you something better. Now, I'm not saying his I, claims I agree are, with that. I'm, saying his claim, I'm not saying his claims are untrue. I just think he was really <clears throat> passionate about, he's, he's passionate, like I'm passionate about technology. Mm-hmm. He was passionate about paint. So here's what you get for Costco. So uh, a $1,900 television, uh, you're, you're getting your excellence plus through Assurian, which is the insurance. So it says, so just so you can see it here, just so you can validate my claims, it says uh, plus four year warranty. And what does it say on the image there? Six total years of protection. Right. Because you get, you get as a default at Costco, any product that has a one year warranty, one of the Costco rules is that you automatically get double the manufacturer's warranty for purchasing at Costco. So you're getting a two year manual. So even if you don't believe in extended warranties, you're in a better position to buy. So I'll give you an example, two years on that TV. I told you from Best Buy, $4,000 TV at Best Buy for two year warranty. Uh, they want to, they want to, to do $500. So at Costco, you get, now you do get the burn in protection. You are, you are correct. You're going to get a little bit more on the Best Buy two year than just a manufacturer's well, have you read two. The Costco one? Maybe the Costco one does include burning. I'm going to do that right now. You have to go. Take, I'm going to click on it. it on the podcast. Do Why not? After the podcast. We've built because so much gonna, curiosity. You're going to read a legal document that's going to take. I'm not going to read a legal hard. document. I'm, my point is just that with Costco, you're already getting two years manufacturer's warranty. So you get double the warranty just for buying at Costco. And odds are you're getting a better price there at Costco anyways. People, and a 90 day return I policy. I want people to beware at Costco, especially when buying Samsung TVs that Costco get their own line of Samsung TV. So when Samsung releases a nice shiny TV, like the uh, example would be the S90C, which is quite current, Costco's will just be called the S90. But no one can confirm whether or not it's the same TV. Real, no one can. Have, even your, your even, TV nerds? Even my TV nerds. They buy one of each and they can't they, confirm it's... No, they can't find in the like firmware and it the stuff that just doesn't match up. So they can't confirm that it's the same panel. They can't confirm that it's got the same firmware on it. They can't confirm it's the same picture quality. Okay. They only tried that or went into that with uh, Samsung as far as I know. LG is pretty straightforward. And you're still reading legal documents. Well, I found the things. This is what's not covered in the Costco one. Accidental or intentional physical damage. Just do search for OLED burning. Control F. Find. It's not control F on a phone. You fucking monkey products with altered or missing serial numbers service performed by unauthorized repairs 
acts of God will they blame? I love how like an insurance company when they don't like, oh, how what is this? They're like, yeah, we'll just call, it, we'll just blame God. Prove me, prove to me there's God. Jesus Christ, you can't have act of God and not have proof and not proof. There's God, but there's a you know, but yeah, but you know that they have a, God? A, a legal term. Who's God? Yeah, there's a lot of. Can you imagine another holy war starts because people are blaming Allah for for one, and other people are blaming you know regular. You know what I used to tease my 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 Muslim friends when I worked at Domino's Pizza. I would always like I would always just play ignorant. That's one of my favorite things to do is to just be ignorant and be like, oh, what if this just that that character that's so fucking ignorant to me it makes me laugh. So I used to say to them like, hey guys, what's the rule in like you know like San Jesus? What did he say about that? Uh, just call him San Jesus. <laughs> so funny to me. Again, I don't think I know it's fucking Muhammad is their prophet and I know all the the names and everything. It's just so funny to me to be like, hey, what's uh, you know, like, hey, when you guys are like praying to San Jesus, what's the, just to play that but dumb fucking character. Jesus, I know. God. For Christ's sakes. Do you know what the Holy Spirit is? Or sorry, the Holy Trinity? Enlighten me. No, no, it's, I'm not, it's not a trick question. Uh, I was watching a documentary one time and they were saying that because like, it seems like as in, as if Catholicism in their religion, they're constantly like evolving it to make more, to, to like kind of just try to keep it making sense okay. to people with more ration and logic. So they're like, sure. well, we're praying to God, but we're also praying to Jesus. And then there's like the whole, Hey, like have faith. Like what is like, which one are we? And then that's what they referred to as the, the Holy Trinity is like the father, the son and the Holy spirit. So that, you know, when people are like, oh, I, I pray to Jesus, like, oh, you pray to God. And like, it's like, well, which one's the, and that's what they call the Holy Trinity is like the, the Holy Spirit is like the feeling of faith. And you but know, you're, just, this is very specific to one group of right religion. I'm just saying, it's like when people refer to the Holy Trinity, they call the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's like, it answers that question. It's like, oh, some people pray to Jesus. Some people pray to God. Some people pray. I just, I, it's an, Zeus? but that's, but that's not in the Bible. Yeah. That's not in the Bible. The Holy Trinity is something that that they have altered since because with all the different praying and 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 who's who should I be praying to and all that? And it's like, ah, it's just the Holy Trinity. It's all part of it. You know something that annoys me about religion? There's only one thing? No, there's lots. That's we need an entire episode. We would it. need an entire episode. But but please, I need you to buy me time. If you well when you're born, you're not born with anything covering your head. So I don't understand these religions where they're determined to cover their head. Do you think if God created you, if there mm -hmm. is a God, any God under any name created you, he gets offended by seeing your hair that he or she created? The God. There's no, I guess there's no sex. The, the God created. Why, uh, like, why is it important to cover your hair or your head? Uh, okay, so... Can you be more specific? Are you referring to like people wearing burkas I, and I, stuff like that? I am referring to any religion that swears by putting a head covering on because they believe that it's what their God wants. If you were born naked, then why would you put something on your head? When, why is it such a big religious thing? Uh, well, some- I, I understand it's important to people. To right. Them, well, it's shame. Personally. It's shame. What's shame? Like, well, hide your shame, cover yourself up. Never heard that? Hide your shame? Yes, I've heard that. Yeah. It's like cover yourself up, whatever. Um, you think the God or the gods, if it's a thing, cares? They're meant to be our creator. I don't think they care about material on your head. In fact, humans were alive for a long time without enough material to cover their head. Think of prehistoric humans. Yeah, but that's that's not what it First off, like in the- Prehistoric's the wrong- um, period of time prehistory 
just old caveman humans. Okay, BC, before Christ. Sure. Like, they didn't run around wearing all sorts of head coverings to appease How do you know? God. Yeah, but it's That's like a good point. But you know, no but, but you know, <laughs> but you know why? Like, okay, so this is all my basic understanding, and I don't like so. So again, I will argue tooth and nail when I'm certain of something. I am making it very clear that I am not certain of this. This I'm is, not arguing this. I, I think it's no, no, no. But I just mean like when I go observation that I don't understand. Right, and I'm trying to share information with you, but I'm sh- I'm sharing it with you in the sense that it was told to me by a Jewish person, but I can't say infallibly this is what the Jewish faith says. No, because you're not so Jewish. I'm just. Well, it doesn't matter. I could read the Torah and be like, this is what it says. I'm not I'm not Christian, but I can tell you what it says in the Bible. All I mean is that uh, this is something that a Jewish person told me. I believe it was even a Jewish rabbi when I worked at the Weston Hotel and they were blessing things. So I'm telling you that my the information that was given to me, I, I would have a good reason to believe it was coming from a credible source. However, I cannot tell you that in the Torah, this is what it says about the little yarmulkes. Right. So this is what he told me is that they wear the, the yarmulkes. So when God looks down, he can see his chosen people. That's what I was told. That's that. That's how he knows who his chosen people, the ones wearing the the yarmulkes. Sensible explanation I've heard. But that's what, that's what a rabbi, again, I'm, I'm 99% certain it was a rabbi that told me this at the, at the thing, but it was, I know 100% it was a Jewish person that told me and they were saying that's so that God looks down, he sees his chosen people. That's why they wear the yarmulkes. I don't know why the Jewish women don't. I don't think I've ever seen a Jewish woman wearing a yarmulke, but the guys do. Um, I, I know that in terms of the burqa and the niqabs and the hijabs and everything like that, those are supposed to be worn as a protective layer for women. Um, it has been described to me many times. It's something I find you brought it up this time. This one's your fault. I'm going to go into fucking Johnny ignorant pants. I don't care. I'm still going to talk about it. I'm just saying before anyone fucking attacks me, this is again, my understanding. This one I've had multiple. Yeah. We're an hour and 30 minutes in. How do I mute it? You want to stop? You want to pause it? You mean, I want to put this down. Okay. So I'll pause it. You or, don't have to pause it. You can keep talking. Where the fuck I've are you going? I'm to talking do. to you. Go fuck yourself. What do you have to do? Oh, you have to piss. Okay, I'll, I'll pause it. You can take a piss. I don't know why I had to do it right here. You could have just let me go. Oh, what do you mean? Well, well now your floor's wet. Oh, I, I, th- I thought you were making that joke, and then I was like, well, what is oh, he going with it? So uh, we found out that Costco, uh, sure, so I was reading a Reddit thing, and it would appear that um, some people who said like, oh, Allstate, if Allstate is the insurance company that Costco uses, which could be the one that they use in the States. Um, but Assurian is the one they use in Canada. And it said, if you have Assurian, then Costco does cover Burnham. So for the ripled price, Ryan of $129 on a, on a $2,000 TV, you would get six years coverage of Costco with, with OLED burn in protection. Whereas for fucking $800 on a $2,000 TV. So let's just say we cut it in half. It's $250 for Best Buy. You're paying still double the price for the warranty and you're getting two years less. I want one of my YouTubers to verify that. That's fine. I just showed you proof. I showed you the cost difference, right? Yeah, but so I you're only getting to, four years. I want them to physically go and buy these TVs, burn them and take them back. You know, yeah, whatever. It, th- I, I will tell you this right now. Uh, warranties are, are one of those things where you have to be tenacious because every company sells warranties because they're for, for the most part, they let's, make money let's, out of it. Yeah. They're, they're I'm 100% margin. It's like, we're selling you a, a guarantee. The only thing is that 
if they can convince you, you know, like that you shouldn't do it, like, like most people will forget they even bought a warranty and have no documentation of it. You know what I mean? And I've, I've actually had places like future shop, which was owned by Best Buy. It's going to, it's a, it was a Canadian company that is now gone, but it was effectively a Best Buy in Canada. And I have gone to some of them where they tell you, oh, when you buy it, we keep it in the system under your phone number or whatever. But if you, in the, in the age of people changing their phone numbers six times a year, cause they had pay as you go phones or bad credit or whatever it is. And you know, or it's, oh, it's under, be under your email address and people are like, oh, I don't even remember what email I would have used and all that kind of shit. There's so much like, we hope that you're never going to use it. We hope, you know, that, oh, we lost this and we can't find it unless you can bring us the receipt or whatever. Like there's so many ways that you can not have your warranty honored. Um, and then when you talk to someone, they're going to try to be like, oh, I don't think that's covered in our thing. And if you don't go, actually it is, here's the paperwork. Like the, the 15 year old, eh, the 20 year old at Best Buy is not going to be like, yeah, let me go out of my way to see if I can find this warranty for you because I don't have fucking sales targets to meet with no commission and no appreciation for my job. Allow me to waste a bunch of my time helping. People are just shitty in that way now. They don't want to go the extra mile for you. So all I'm saying is that for people who are buying extended warranty, it isn't even as simple as, oh, I bought the warranty, so now I'm good. You got to keep that receipt. You got to make sure that you go on in line and register it wherever you can. Make yourself a little folder that has all your warranties. I have all of this at home, despite the fact that I know it's registered and I keep all my shit. It's one of those, like you might still have someone who's like, I don't think it's covered. It's like, well, I know it is. And here it is. Here's the proof. Yada, yada, yada. So I'm just saying that I'm not going to spend 500 bucks at Best Buy for four years when I can spend 129 at Costco. Costco's range, just so you know. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just know that the Best Buy one's been tried and tested sure. and proven. So, but I, and I don't know about the Costco one, so I can't tell the listeners Fair. definitively to go and save yourself some money at Costco until someone's done it. But I can't, uh, that's, and that's completely reasonable. Uh, and I'm not even attacking you. I'm just saying anyone who's listening going like, oh, well the, the best buy one gives you a better value. I'm like, Costco's going with a huge intra, uh, insurance company, Assurian right? They are selling infinitely more warranties. Like the th- the whole idea is your average person is paying $2,000 for TV. They're not gonna spend $250 on top of it for a four-year warranty, right? Best Buy has priced them so high that to, to mitigate the cost for Costco is like, let's just make it so affordable that more people are buying it and it all works out in the wash. And, in the and end. they're just hoping that they don't use it. Theoretically, and all, all companies, all companies are hoping you don't use it. All of them are. I have had, uh, I bought extended warranties for my car and it took me two or three reps at counters before one was like, no, that is covered under your extended warranty. Like any business is like, I'm going to try to convince yeah, you to buy a gonna, new one. They're going to fight you. And that's why I'm saying that the tenacity comes not by based on who you bought it from. It's going to be on you making sure that you got your paperwork. You can prove that you have it, that you know what you bought. You've got it right there in writing to show them when they say it's not covered, like all that stuff. So it's just, I, but I've been buying extended warranties for fucking 25 years and I've, I'm, I use less than 10% of them, but when I did use them, like I'm glad because most of the time I don't have, you have a deductible on your vehicle. No, no deductible. Your insurance is deductible-less. You get into an accident, you pay nothing for your repairs. That's right. That seems insane to me. Once, one free one? One free one. Then what's your deductible? I want to say it's $500. Okay. And that's fair. I've, I've had policies where like, oh, your first one will be free and all that shit. Um, I don't want $500 deductible. 
I want the $300 deductible. I actually had an insurance company uh, where twice in one year I had to make use of that because a lot of people are like, oh, I, I'd rather spend, you know, I'd rather save $8 a month and have a $1,000 deductible. I'm like, yeah, but the day that you need to use that is going to be a really shitty day. Mm-hmm. $1,000. I'm like, I'd rather spend eight bucks more a month. Yeah, I understand. And I save $700. The windscreen on my vehicle is incredibly expensive and it's cracked, as you know. Mm-hmm. And you keep making fun of me for having yeah. a cracked windscreen. It's great. You, you have the only cracked, uh, you have the only ugly Tesla in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a Honda. Um, That's mine. But, but, and the windshield is immaculate. <laughs> but yeah, it is embarrassing. And, um, and I don't want to use my policy to cover it. Right. But you said your first one now that's, that that's also comprehensive where you're going to, your first one's free. Yep. Why don't you just use it? What are you saving it for? It's something worse, I guess. Yeah. But if something worse, it's 500 bucks. Do you know what I mean? Why not fix? Cause your, your, your screen is what? 1600. Yep. Yeah. 1600. So save yourself $1,600. You're paying probably a few dollars more a month for that first no fault or whatever, uh, comprehensive thing with mine. Um, I had a, a squirrel chew through my engine and bury nuts in it. It was $2,700. De- never told you the story. What kind of squirrel can eat through an engine? Okay. So is this a Chernobyl squirrel? Like a what? Chernobyl. Chernobyl. It could be, it could be Chernobyl. I've never heard it pronounced that way, but I'll, I'll concede that maybe that's, am a I thing. the only Australian, you know, um, I don't know. I think I know a few other ones, but they all taught themselves English once they got here. That's a lie. <laughs> um, I'm going to find you the pictures. Yeah. A squirrel. So my stupid neighbor downstairs, this is all pre podcast. I, I had a very nice lady who lived downstairs. Um, you just showed us stupid. <clears throat> I'm getting to that. This is gonna be the longest episode of the podcast ever. Um, there was a nice lady who lived downstairs initially and she was, um, sweet, kind, whatever. And then she got, um, I, I got a dog, which is where I found out that, you know, you're allowed to have dogs. No one's not, no one's allowed to tell you that you're not allowed to have dogs on your property. Um, I got a dog. She's like, Oh, can I babysit him during the day? And I was like, uh, no, I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Don't worry about it. Like my mom's going to come over. Welcome. Oh, I'd really like to be like, called me like three times in a day. Like practically demanding that I let her watch my dog during the day. And she had come upstairs a couple times to see him as a puppy. And I, I don't know you've, you've had puppies before, like puppy, puppy first yeah. four months of life puppy. They, they, they bite. And I don't mean like, like hurt you, but no, they have needle teeth. Yeah. They got those little needle puppy teeth. And the thing is a puppy's mouth is like a baby's hands. They're grabbing everything. They're, they're, they're basically exploring the world with their mouths and he's got little needle teeth and, and, you know, she, she'd put her hands in his face and he'd chew on her finger. Ow, ow, ah, oh, he shouldn't be biting like that. I'm like, he's not bite. That, that's just what they do. That's puppy yeah, he's, teeth. He's waiting for his teeth. You know, you don't, through. yeah. Don't put your fingers in his mouth if you don't want him to bite <laughs> you. Like he's not biting hard. You know, I'm watching him. He's just ah, ah, puppy, you know, mouthing, but she was like, ow, ow. Oh, he's always, oh, he shouldn't be biting like this. Oh, it's all right. And I'm like, did she I can't, learn her lesson? I don't know, but not long afterwards, she was asking me to let me, you know, let her watch him. And I'm like, you can't handle him being a puppy. Oh, I see. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's biting. And if that's all he shouldn't, he shouldn't be doing. I'm like, I don't need you to get biting would would lead to her not wanting to look up. No, she was like, and that, but it was like, I'm saying that's, that was how she responded to him being a puppy. And then I'm like, okay, well, I can't have you squirrels. 
the whole point is because I didn't let her, she was very nice and friendly until I, I didn't let her watch my dog. And then she released then a pet squirrel into your car. She, uh, no, Jesus Christ, Ryan. She, uh, insist, like she started, uh, sending letters, uh, to the landlord saying, I have a dog and, and, uh, I shouldn't have this dog on the property and, and we're not allowed to have dogs in our, our leases and all these different things. Um, so it was really, uh, it basically just became this, this horrific thing where it was like, every time I see her, she's mouthing off at me. She's complaining about everything. She's just a busy body. She was nice until she got told no, the, you know, and then it was like, okay, well, I don't, I, I, you can't have your dog here. You can't do this. You can't do that. I was like, wow. Anyways, I said my stupid neighbor, right? Because, uh, she was, this was before we weren't talking to each other. She was throwing peanuts out to the squirrels in the back backyard. This was in January, full on snow. So she was throwing peanuts out there. Now this wasn't intentional. You know, she wasn't trying to do anything, but I would come home late night because I was delivering pizzas at the time. And, um, the big, I'm going to show you these pictures in context. So I would come home late night from delivering pizzas. My engine was warm. There's these peanuts out in the fucking snowbanks. They needed a, 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 a warm place to stash their nuts. So they would take the nuts, I guess, crawl up through the underneath of the car. They chewed through what was called the harness. I, I don't know anything about cars, but they chewed through the harness and, and buried nuts in the engine and in the harness, not the engine. Well, it's not a har- The harness is like a bunch of wires. That's yeah, what I understand. It's an umbilical cord full of cable. Well, this is right in the engine this these nuts so they chewed through them to get to the center of the engine like it was like these wires were in their way so they chewed through it to get into the engine and just leave nuts in my engine so i get up one day to drive my car and the car won't go over like 10 kilometers and i was like what the fuck is wrong with this? so i immediately drive it to the dealership um and i i'm like i don't know why but I, and my dealership's across the city so bring it in there but i'm thinking this fucking car's brand new i've had it for four or five months it's under warranty, no matter what. Whatever the fuck's wrong with it, I didn't crash it, I didn't hit anything, it's under warranty. Drive it in there, leave it, and go, thanks so much, guys, just let me know, whatever, I'll be back. So go to my buddy Mika's house, we're hanging out, they call, they told me that the reason the car came in is that it was in what's called limp mode, so even if something's not working, it'll like allow itself to like limp into the the service shop, and I was like, that's kind of a cool feature. Yeah. So I was like, that's, that's very cool. All so right. Being it, stuck on the side of a dark road. Yeah. It's like it, it, it limped itself into the, the, the dealership. Great. They're on the phone. They're laughing when they call me back and I'm like, they know I'm a comedian. Everybody tries to fuck with me. I know nothing about cars. So like at this point, anything you say, I'm like, I'm dialed into, I'm like, you're just telling me the truth. they're laughing. I'm so aware I'm that going, you know nothing about cars. Cause you told me they were nuts inside the engine in the middle of the engine is what you i think you said sorry that's that's metal <sighs> fine it's not in the middle of the en- fuck you you know what i mean <laughs> the point is is there you open the hood there's the fucking engine there's a pile of nuts there like it's it's not outside the car so they rang they're, you, they were they're, laughing at so they're you. calling they're they're laughing they're giggling and i was like what they're like so okay so apparently like a, a squirrel or something got into your engine and left its nuts inside your car. And I'm like, really guys, like that's the best you can come up with. They're like, no, it's just, we've never seen this before. And I'm like, yeah, that's my life. The first time anything horrible happens, it's going to be me. So I'm like, yeah, so it shoot through the harness, whatever, you know, it's going to be like 2,700. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, fuck, whatever. I'm laughing, laughing. And then I'm like, wait a second. 
that's not covered under warranty, is it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, of course it's not. This is my life that I live. So, (laughs) and they go, so I'm going to send you pictures. There's only two pictures, but feel free to take a look at them. That's what they sent me. That's my harness and all the wires all chewed right through. Okay. And you can see the nuts kind of hiding behind it. Okay. There's the peanuts. Go ahead and swipe. And that's the overhead shot of all the shit they chewed through and a pile of nuts in my fucking engine. Ryan's Ryan's seeing this with his eyes. This is, this is a real thing that happened to me. First, I can confirm they're they <laughs> yes. not inside the metal part of the engine. No, they're not in the inside. Uh, but you- Obviously, this part of the engine would be warm for them. Right. Because it's up against uh, the engine, but they have clearly chewed through a whole bunch of wires and done, <laughs> left done a pile of nuts. I think could count probably a dozen <laughs> nuts in your car. They've been, so for the, for context and just clarity, this, this is not like uh, a bunch of shelled, like shell, like in a shell peanut, no, they've, shelled. they've shelled it. They've opened it up. These are like, these would look like quite honestly, like if you, you tore open a bag of peanuts meant for eating like trail mix and it was like the, they're just the, the peanuts yeah. they're already halved almost like you can see the little ridge in between. So the peanuts are already halved. So I don't even, I can't say with any honesty that my neighbor didn't throw like salted shelled peanuts because there's no like evidence that these ever like they don't have dust on them. They don't have little, they don't even have like little bits of skin that you think you might see. Right. So if they came out of a shell, they would have skins on them still. And well, I don't see where we're going with this point. The point is they're naked peanuts. Yeah. There's naked peanuts, shameful, naked, the way God didn't make them peanuts. They're not wearing fucking hats, are they? So the, the whole point of this argument was the first time I, I made an uh, insurance claim on my vehicle comprehensive was that I was like, I don't have $2,700 that 2014 Josh did not have $2,700. He could just go and remake his engine with, so I had to go through insurance, $300 comprehensive, not my fault, 300 bucks. It sucked to even take the insurance company laugh at you. I don't think they even got, I think they just contacted the the dealership and just dealt with it, but I paid the 300 bucks. Okay. Then so like, behind your back, they were laughing. Then like, I don't, I don't even give a fuck. You just, you just took $2,400 off my plate. You can laugh at me, call me whatever you want. I do not give a shit. So, and then five months later, I, uh, I was driving down the, the highway on my way home from Montreal and a, an 18 wheeler in front of me, the tire just flew off and started bouncing erratically on the road. So I couldn't even like, I didn't even know which direction to go to try to dodge it. Cause it would bounce twice on one side, then fly over to the other side, bounce right back again. Uh, and it hit the front of my, my bumper, knocked my, my bumper off my fog light, everything. And the truck had pulled over. I was like, oh shit. So I get out and I walk around to the front to take a look at the damage, everything like that. And then I, I turn back around the trucks fucked off. I'm not even seeing it driving away. It's just gone. So I'm like, oh, he's not owning this. Like, hey, anything happened to you? Are you okay? Did I fu-? like just fucked right off? I, I almost as if he was trying to like like stop and then I drive past him, or and then since I stopped, he fucked off, so I wouldn't have time to see anything. But it was just, anyways, just dick move. So again, comprehensive three hundred dollar deductible, right? To put my thing back in, fog light, new clips, all that shit. And, uh, and then I got a message from my insurance company saying that I was, I would no longer be, uh, uh eligible for the $300 deductible. I was like, yeah, because insurance companies hate too much money. Yeah. They hate when they, they actually provide you with the service you're paying for. Well, that's why the merry-go-round is stopping because they are hating that everybody is taking advantage of their free hotel nights and their free cruises and sure. free play on their, uh, machines. 
They're free alcohol, free food. Right, because it was designed for people who were spending tens of thousands of dollars a year at properties to lure them over to their properties. Exactly. Instead, they're getting people like and me. And your podcast hasn't who, taken off enough to make that kind of money yet. Right, exactly. Well, and does, I'm surprised that even the people I've given this back to, are, we, we are literally giving you the squirrels way through my engine in order for you guys to get in here and get the fucking good nuts. But... um. Anyways, so, but, but funny enough, they're like, yeah, you're no longer eligible for this. And then the next year they're like, oh, we, we switched underwriting companies and you know, you're good to have $300 deductible again. But my point is I've always been okay with spending three or $4 a month more on my premiums so that I'm, you know, $200 less than 500. I know people who are like, I got a thousand dollar deductible. I'm like, I'm glad your life's been great. I've been attacked by so many unforeseeable fucking variables that at any given moment, I could just owe that money through no fault of mine. Like, it's funny. It's like talking to teenagers who are like, oh, I'm never going to get into an accident when I drive. I'm like, that's not your choice. It's not your choice whether that, you're in an accident. why it's an accident. Right? Well, sometimes the accident is, oh, I didn't break soon enough. I wasn't paying attention. No, and it's your fault. Of an, of an accident is, is, well, I can look it up, but I'm not going to bother looking it up. Your it's point is that. accident. Right. But I'm just saying that like accidents don't happen, you know, when one person's not paying attention, they happen when both people aren't paying attention, I find. But the whole point is, is that people are like, oh, I got a thousand dollar deductible because I'm never going to, I'm not going to go to an accident. I'm like, well, you're just, I hope that day doesn't come for you. I hope that you're not like, shit, this is a rough month. Now I can afford, you know, no one's like, oh, thank God I'm doing it this month because uh, I just didn't need this thousand dollars. Ryan's body language is that of disinterest. We were talking about this because of the difference between spending the shitload of money on Best Buy. Oh, yeah. No. We, yeah, Best, we, were, we, we were talking about your windscreen. We Are you going to fucking call them or not? Get it fixed. You'll be so happy. And then, and then worst case, next time you got to spend the 500 but what are you saving it for? How big does the damage have to be? Because even, even if it's I'm a fucking- I'm not saving it. You've convinced me. I'll spend it. Are you serious? Yeah. Now let's talk uh, about this. Are you saying this just so I'll move on? We should- <laughs> Have you considered pausing the podcast? For what? Yeah. And then doing a episode 323-2. No, this is just the practice episode. We're going to record the real ones there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they're getting this. This is, this is, dude, the amount of people who are like, I just enjoy listening to two people argue. Like Chris and I, when I we record these, I want to talk about funny shit. Also, I needed to. I needed one You're last thing to prove. You're meant to be a comic, and I am yet to fucking laugh at your joke. You have laughed this whole episode. You got a smile on your face right now. I'm uh, laughing. I'm <laughs> smiling because I'm happy. That's fine. Well, I'm glad you're happy. That's then I've I've made one person happy, making a slight difference. Our German dinner, we had. Uh, I was I was not like this. I'm just gonna fucking get it off my chest. The titties did not fill out the costumes the way they should have. First off. You describe, you said one of them had big tits. Um, I wasn't looking for a Hooters, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm in marketing enough to know that if you're going to go with a theme, the company, you got to sell it. Yes. The, That's what I'm at. This particular company obviously dressed their staff to look a little bit seductive. And it was a little bit disappointing. At the beginning, it was great. At the greeting and the meeting and the uh, the reception... And then it was just all downhill from there. Are you, what are you doing? Are you looking for the Trying name? to get the name of the fucking outfit that they're wearing. I told, I, I told the listeners, it's the, just think about Oktoberfest in Germany. I understand. But if they're like, oh, well, I want to do women's Oktoberfest costume. What is it called? Name. Oktoberfest. Oh, fuck's sakes. Twitter. I, I have gone through Twitter a thousand times. 
turning off every single notification. I still get 75 fucking notifications a day and I don't know what's hidden. What's where, listen, onesies for the love of Christ, contact at one man podcast.com. If you know how to turn off Twitter notifications, I have got every notification set to know I've got every privacy thing set. So that's just, it'll leave me alone. And yet I still get tweets from people I'm not following. They're not tweeting at me just so-and-so tweeted this. I don't fucking care. How do I turn it off? How do I turn up? Please, for the love of God, contact at onemanpodcast.com. You could uninstall Twitter. No, I know that's an option, but I don't want that. I don't, why should I have to fucking undo something? Altenstieg, Ferenhausen. I, I have not looked at the article yet, but I think Elon Musk and Zuckerberg are having a fucking fight at the moment. What are they fighting about? Um, I think Zuckerberg has brought out something close to Twitter. I'm oh yeah, gonna, I'm going to look this up for the next episode so we can talk about that then. But yeah, they're going at it. A couple of billionaires pissed off about competing social media companies. I'm seeing the name Bavarian on the thing. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, Bav- Bavaria is part of Germany. Like it's a region. Oh, of, so it's a region. Of um, Germany. Women's, hold on, they're calling it, shh, fuck you, Amazon. Just want to click on the thing. Do you want to change your country to okay, flirty Fraulein? Except that looks nothing like what they were wearing. That right. sort of. Oh my god! Every site has to pop up with it. Give us your email. Just let me look at the thing I clicked on. That's I'm right. in a mood now. That's that flirty Fraulein. Whatever, guys. You know what I'm talking about? The fucking brown or green dress with the white frilly shoelace do up in the middle of the titties thing. I just was like, yeah, that's kind of cool where we're in the middle of Pittsburgh and there's some sort of German site that wants to. We didn't go there looking for this either. We walked in there because we were like, hey, we're hungry. We've saw this brew house. Yeah. Um, It's got good reviews. Let's go in and have some great food. And I like, I liked the theme and that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, we get a theme. So let's fucking live the theme. But if you're going to do the whole, oh, look, it's the Fraulein's or whatever. This was like, this was like a bunch of flat chested chicks, which... I don't know. I guess I'm trying to think, think what would be the female equivalent of like, wouldn't it be like if you're going to Chippendales or something like that? Do you know what Chippendales is? No. Okay. Is it's, that way? Is this a male stripper? Kind of. Yeah. They right. got the little bow tie, but they're like, it's like, sure. it's almost like a priest collar alone with a bow tie and then like no shirt and the, the cuffs. They got like the cuffs on too. Chris Farley used to dance with Patrick Swayze on Saturday Night Live and Patrick Swayze would be like and Chris Farley's big belly or whatever. And they'd be like two Chippendales dancers. <laughs> But sexy, but the point is, I guess, you know what? That's, I guess that exact thing is that you go in there and you're like, we're going to see the female version of Patrick Swayze Chippendales because, and and have a meal, right. And have a meal. Now that's again, wasn't the allure. We're going to go have some, some beers and have some German food. That's what I went for. Yeah. This was like a pleasant surprise. And once we walked in the door, I was like, oh, it's like a German Hooters. Or, or at least it looks like that's what they're going for. Where it's like, oh yeah, we dress like Fraulein, or just the theme of like Oktoberfest, I guess. But every time you see it on TV, I guess they're they're they oversexualize it, where they're like, let's make all of these Frauleins super hot. And even the promotional materials they had on the wall had like chicks with big boobs filling it out. Models. They had hired models. Theoretically, yeah. But this place was like the girls weren't rude, or you know, they weren't ugly or anything. It was just that like this is all very skinny women that can't even feel like, like it's almost like when the when the shirts were done up and the 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 shoelaces whatever the laces were tied right up to the 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 top it was like they were still like flapping forward you know what i mean in the sense that the they're still yeah like the forward? shirt was yes. clearly designed for someone who had anything there 
You could even be small chested and it would have stayed. But this is like, this was the shoe was so loose because there was nothing inside it. It was so, designed to be con- contained so something. I was a little disappointed. And again, if, if, if like one out of four, I'd have been like, okay, so the theme's kind of here. I'm, I'm good about equal opportunity, but it's just like, I don't know. Anytime you, if you're going to present a theme, I'm like, okay, cool. This is part of the experience. And then when you don't get that experience, you're like, why don't you, why don't you just get rid of that part then? You know what I mean? Josh, are you really mad that they didn't have tits? I, I shouldn't be, and I recognize that. <laughs> they could have they just been dressed up as restaurant stuff. And, That's what I'm and saying, and I wouldn't in. have cared. It was just It's just like if you're going to present something and then not follow through, it's disappointing. We had Reuben Balls, which I thought was more of like a New York sort of German thing where it's like corned beef, sauerkraut. Uh, what kind of, was it Swiss cheese on well, it? That is German. Except for the Swiss cheese. Why is it so big in New York then specifically? Because I feel like I feel like uh Reuben meat, the the corned beef is like a Jewish thing. Because it's more kosher. They believe they 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 prepare uh, the meat differently. I can't comment on that. But did you like the bowls? They were great. They were, yeah, they were like golden breadcrumbs and then deep fried. So it was like a little little take on a Reuben sandwich. Uh, you know, rolled in a ball. It was great. Uh, the schnitzel was great. I have always thought of schnitzels as like uh, uh, sausages. I've always thought of schnitz like schnitzel as in like a, you know like those pepperette things. Oh, it's a little schnitzel. Uh, I see, but it's not. It's pounded pounded chicken like, you're or pork, like a stick of pepperoni. Yeah, is that what you pictured when you heard schnitz? Right, because I know that that uh, what's the what do they call the sausages? Bratwurst and bratwurst. Yeah, bratwurst. Well, they had there were three sausages that had three different names. But right, we didn't eat those. But I know that Germans are known for their German sausage, Brat, bratwurst yeah. and Marienwurst and this and that wurst and whatever. Like it's all it's all German sausages. But I don't know why schnitzel. I've always thought because Jew, Jews have kernatzels, which I think are are pepperette sticks. I don't know why I thought schnitzel was always just fucking German. Well, now you know it's a yeah. big fucking slab of meat. That's covered in breadcrumbs. You know what it must have been? Cooked in oil. I must have seen a German thing uh, where they were showing the sausages, the bratwurst, and then someone may have said schnitzel right away. And I was looking, oh, schnitzel sausage. And it just, because I'd never had it. This was literally my first time having schnitzel. So it was good. It was like pounded pork covered in in breadcrumbs. And what, fried? They fry it after they're done? Yeah, it's fried. And then uh, I think ours was covered in cheese and ham. Yeah, so it was good. My sadly, my very last two bites were like a big piece of gristle in the meat. So I just somehow dodged it. Wasn't I didn't see it early, and so like my second last bite, I chew on it and I'm like, oh, there's a big chunk of gristle. And I look down, I could see just a little square with a big V of gristle right now. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Did we do dessert? I think we skipped dessert. We were going to, and then we skipped it. That's right. We also were going to do dessert at the That's Italian place. We it was were super disappointing. Exploding with fucking food because the the portion was massive. We didn't mention this in the last episode, but the dessert that we ended up going with was that, that chick convinced us that the cannolis were huge and it's definitely worth this $10 cannoli. Um, it was slightly guys, 15 to 20% bigger than your average cannoli. And they fucked you worse than a standard cannoli on filling it. They literally dropped like a dollop of cannoli. The, the ricotta is it ricotta. It's like a creamy shit. Yeah. The cream, the cream custard, whatever on the inside, literally like a dollop on each end. So it looks like it's full. As soon as I took a bite, it's empty. It was empty. It was an empty, tube. a good two inches, three inches of empty cannoli. I was, was like, wow. Super disappointing. I've had cannolis before from bakeries where you can literally see where they just stuck the thing in stuck it on one side, squeezed it. So when you get to the middle, there's like a centimeter gap where there was like, oh, just none hit. 
But this was like, they literally just like a dollop on the front, dollop on the back. So it looked full. Uh, most expensive cannoli I've ever had in my life. And most disappointing. Most disappointing cannoli I've ever had in my life. Um, you can get them for $3 Canadian. And it would have been as much cannoli, as much cannoli as I had there versus $10 American and 1.34, 14. It was a $14 cannoli Canadian. It was a ripoff. A huge fucking ripoff there. Tiramisu, which they said was great, was sold out. The, what was the other thing that we, they had that we were going to try? Was it panna cotta? Is that panna cotta? It might've been that. What is that? It's a, I thought it was a dessert. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. It could very well have been. This is two idiots on a podcast. So, Anyways, we're still talking about last week's stuff. But, uh, what What else was super disappointing was my German drink. You got the one liter beer. It was great. Um, and I got a, what they called a German mule, which is like did a They, mo- call, they a did Moscow call it a German mule, mule. If you've had one of those, it's uh, normally vodka and a, a ginger ale kind of drink. Ginger Very beer. refreshing. But was it a Moscow mule? What was different about it? What made it a German mule? The ingredient. What did they change? Do you I remember? Think, I think the vodka was, was a German vodka. But it was still vodka and ginger beer. Ultimately, yeah. Nah. But it was in a tiny little cup. So I ended up doing the old straw trick where you put the straw in the drink and put your finger on the top. And then it's like an eyedropper. He says it like everyone does it. I did the old straw trick, you know, when you go out to the drink and do a bar and the drink's so expensive, you, yeah, we were chatting. I don't even remember what the fuck we talked about. you had a one liter fucking beer and I had about a 100 milliliter cup of fucking vodka chose and ginger it. ale. It was a German restaurant. Everything was massive. I thought this drink would come. No. Massive. It didn't even well. come. They didn't, they, it would have even been cute if they had it in a little stein, but they didn't. No. So it was, was Ryan was disappointed. So we sat there and I don't remember what the fuck we talked about, but he just sat there caught like, like, and I mean, continuously, not like, Oh, I'm going to put my straw in my drink and have one or two of these. And then we'll chat. It was like nonstop eyedropper of just back to your drink. Like you're just like, it's, I'm making it last. It was just liquid in it's my what mouth. Brought it I didn't up. even get to swallow it. It would it evaporate and dissolve <laughs> in my mouth. You're like, I love it. It's making it last. Um, we went to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to save the activation part. Cause I feel like that one's going to take some time. So I just want to say that after the activation, we went back to Costco a one closer before we left and I bought an Apple TV, which I don't know why it's taking me so long. I wanted to get one for the house anyways, because the one that we have in the living room is kind of on the fritz, um, which I said to Ryan and I was like, I wonder why they call it that. I'm not going to bother going down that road because I went on so many already, but I bought an Apple TV. I'm very happy with the new one. It's the third generation one back to the silver remote again. It's got a few more features. Um, but it's just nice to be able to pick some stuff. Sadly, I'm having region difficulties right now, and there's no way for me to put a VPN on my Apple TV that I'm aware of. If you know of one contact at one man podcast.com, I definitely no, Googled I looked it, it up. You, you have to go through like bounce it off your phone. You, like, you gotta buy a router. I gotta buy a router, connect to the router, set a bunch of shit up. And it's just, it's too much work. There's not an easy way to put a VPN on that, which is super disappointing. Anyone working for Apple or has ties to Apple, like why the fuck can't you download a VPN app? on your Apple TV. Yeah. I can do it on my phone. I can do it. Well, here's the thing. I can do it on my phone and I can do it on my laptop. And then I could quite literally just airplay it to the Apple TV. And that's just circumnavigating it. So I can do it. It's just, it would be nice to be able to do that without having to do the workaround. So, I mean, I guess when I get back home, I can maybe do it in the bell, but it's just, it just seems like a lot of work. I'll just enjoy the region I'm in. Um, I can watch us Netflix right now and I may as well take advantage of that. Sure. As opposed to trying to watch my Canadian At crazy TV home, shit. You can change it to whatever region you want. Exactly. 
So we also bought some dollies, tables, and some step ladders. It was really kind of just a quick trip out. And then Ryan and I went to Caliente. So we may as well stay on the vein of restaurant talk. Um, something that happened uh, during the week, and I believe I told you guys about it is that we, when we dropped off, oh no, I didn't say it because our errands that we ran started with us running a case of two cases, uh, two cases of hot sauce to the head office of Caliente's. Uh, we found it the day before they're like, Hey, can you guys drop off some, some hot sauce? And I believe we talked about in the podcast. We were none too pleased because again, all of our time off seems to be quickly filling up with errands. Now, in all fairness, the last few days they left us alone after the activation. I think they might be scared to be asking us to do shit. I mean, you snap back pretty hard with about the scope creep. Yeah. And you were like, yep, this is getting, getting out of control. It's it's just, uh, it's enough when they keep asking for stuff. I, I want to go on record, full sincerity, hook me up to a polygraph. Um, I like the people that I'm working for. Um. There's a couple that I feel like could do more. I don't think it's their fault. Either. No. I think this is the client that was like, we want this because the, the artist is going to go and hand out pizza. Right. So hand this sauce over to this company so that they can use his special sauce on the pizza that he's handing out to his fans. Yeah, it was. And so the company asked that, the client asked that last minute and that got ditched onto us to drop off this sauce. Which just again, like I, I get it. We're, we're here. I, I think that this client who manufactures the stuff, um, asking us to do it last minute, like generally speaking, I, I don't mind helping out where I can. I don't. Um, one of the things, and again, the episode hasn't been recorded, but I wrote the notes down today is that they keep, um, they keep asking to do, um, um, little extra things. It's frustrating, but we haven't even had an opportunity to meet the person whose stuff we're carting around the country. No. And these people did. And the, yeah. And the, the people at the, 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 the pizza place, we got to provide them with what they needed to do this, but no one was like, Hey, and if you guys want like tomorrow at this time, they're going to be handing it out. So if you want to come in and help out. I mean, we're literally the hot sauce tour. Mm-hmm. Why weren't we a part of that? We got to drop the stuff off, but then who knows what, if there was a different company that was responsible for it, or if it was just something that, that the client had, had set up between the restaurant. Like how did that get to be the place that was doing it? Now, in all fairness, Caliente's, when I called them, um, they're like, we're the official fucking sponsor of the the pittsburgh penguins and the official sponsor of yada 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 like so they seem to like want to get on a lot of big shit um so maybe it was just like they reached out and they're like hey we heard he's coming to town anything we can do like maybe caliente's paid for him to come yeah as a publicity stunt for them because they seem like they're spending a lot of money on like you said like football stadiums and and sponsoring teams yeah that kind of deal they want to be they're the official pizza or whatever they do have what um world famous they like yeah to we're gonna it. we're gonna get to that but i i just wanted to take a second and say like if you're gonna ask us to come and deliver the sauce like here's the thing if they paid it then the client could have sent them their own boxes of hot sauce they used us as a way to get them product that's already there and if, save a few bucks if i was to take a guess they couldn't get product there in time mm-hmm. this is a fairly last minute thing and they're like you know who does have the product is ryan yeah. and josh so let's get them to take the product out there now at the minimum they could have said do you guys want to hang around and meet the guy? 
Yeah. Because we're kind of working for him. Yeah. Or at least we're working for his team and the company that's producing this. However, the only thing is that they did this, if I'm not mistaken, they did it in the day that we were activating. So it would have been just one of those, we can't be there. Uh, Would they? They go, why would we offer them something they they can't possibly say yes to? Because they don't know our activations information. No, but, but the people who asked us to deliver it on their behalf do. So they could have been, they, the client in all fairness could have offered and said, Hey, if they want to stick around and have some, and they could go, no, they're at the stadium. Right. And, and so why tell them, Hey, you're not going to be able to do this thing. They were just like, Hey, they just want you to drop off some of the product. They, our people didn't even tell us what it was for. We found out when we dropped it off. Yeah. So it's just, um, the, the thing is we're just, uh, we're, we're, we're enjoying, I just rolled my eyes at myself. We're, we're a part of this. And we're taking some pride in doing a good job. Um, but that no one knows we exist. That's the feeling I'm getting. We're not even yeah. allowed in the stadium during the concert to use stadium restrooms. That's right. We have to go and use the Porta Johns. Porta Johns they've set up around the car parks. Yeah. Um, because we're not allowed to have in out privileges, which I think is a load of shit considering that we are. Um, there on behalf of a company promoting this artist's source. Yeah. Uh, and we should be able to just basic human right to go in and use a nice restroom yeah. because we're staff, but we are not treated like we are I think staff. somebody- th- And that's my rant. No, that's- And I agree with you. And I think part of it is the- um, I'm not liking the overall sort of courtesy culture- for lack of a better term down here. Like I, I got American friends who are great, super nice people. I've had many conversations with Americans down here who are very nice right off the top. And, and I don't mean the customer service people. Um, some of them are great. Some of them are terrible. Some of them have absolutely no customer service. So I'm not saying people who have to be nice to me are being nice to me. I'm saying the, the ones who, who I thought had to be nice to me are being rude at times. Um, I'm saying people who just walking by, some of them are very personable and willing to have a conversation and be friendly and polite. And some of them are like, eh, not my problem, not interested, but I'm noticing that there just seems to be way more. I'm not getting the random person that surprisingly is unprofessional. That seems to be the norm is there's a certain level of unprofessionalism. And so where Ryan and I are used to being like, Hey, isn't it just human decency? You've literally been looking at us for hours. We're standing 25 feet away from you, handing out sauce and doing work. We are not trying to trick our way into the the show. No, you could just say, yeah, through those doors, boom, come right back and go, thank you so much. It's just having to go to the bathroom outside like an animal, you know what I mean? These Porter Johns, a lot of the places and activation days have been hot. Yeah. Been th- they stink. 30 degrees Celsius, which I think works out to 100 Fahrenheit or something, 98 Fahrenheit for the American people, something around there. Right. So it's a hot day. And then you go in there, these things stink, they're hot, they're uncomfortable. It's disgusting. And you can't wash your hands. That's the big one for me. Yeah. It's your little hand sanitizer. Like, sure, I won't get sick, but I still have piss and shit on my hands. It's still there. Yeah. Like it's, well, if you piss and shit on your hand, that's a, that's a, I won't problem. even shit. I won't even shit in them. So there's no shit on my hands. But I'm just saying, but we are food, a food vendor. Yes. So you would think that they would at least allow us to use facilities where we could correctly clean ourselves and we can't. We have to come back to our own activation where we have set up our own washing stations for our staff because we know they have to go and use the Porter Johns or whatever they're called. Right. And our, our, our staff is not necessarily coming back and ensuring that they're washing their hands. You know, we have a water station that has tepid water. Yes. Right. There's no hot and cold running water. Exactly. Uh, but we have provided them with all the cleaning 
stuff. Oh yeah. It's there. I've joked a million times. Like when you go into a restroom, it says all staff must wash their hands. I'm like, there's a lot of things people have to do that they don't. Just, I guess the the point is let me in the fucking stadium. Yeah. I'm not there to creep up on the tour and, and look at the concert. I I mean, I've heard it so many times now. Yeah. I'm over it. So Um, over it. I don't, I don't need to run in there and, you know, I don't know, throw my underwear and my brain <laughs> or something. Um, but just let me use the goddamn restrooms. Like you said, I think it's and an overall vibe that we're I not think the, super. The tickets in the last location at the, the last minute tickets were selling at the gate for 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Yeah. Now, if I had in out privileges, I would consider paying for that and just charging it back to the company. Um, but there's no in out privileges because they're huge on security here. Yeah. So imagine having to pay 50 bucks to piss. Like people joke like, oh, you know, if you pay to use the washrooms uh, in, in Europe and it's like, yeah, but it's like a dollar or two. And apparently they're very clean. One euro or two euro, depending. I've yes. never and seen them. I have used them and they are very clean. And don't they like power wash themselves after every use or something? There are stainless steel ones that are set up around the city that like steam clean with high pressure, hot water and steam. And then they- Randomly or after every use? After every use. And then they dry themselves. So they have a drying, like a- giant blow dryer which wash i guess blows all the water off the walls seems nice seats and everything because when you go in there they're clean and they still have a little bit of heat from the steam but it was the summertime that would be horrific right the hot just making that steam like a sauna this was when i used them it was in rome so i don't know how hot rome gets in the summer i was not there in summer right but they yeah they were super clean i wouldn't have a problem using a clean porta potty you know it's just it's it's like I said, the subject is we delivered what was necessary for them to do a fun meet and greet with Ed Sheeran. Um, something I'll reference quickly, although anyone listening to this episode will have not heard the one about Toronto, but um, a short short thing that we'll talk about in length on that episode is that uh, we were told all day Ed was coming out. So the very first activation that we did with this uh, on home home turf um, all day long, there was logistics of, um, you know, he's going to be coming out. We got to make sure this, we got to make sure that. And, and despite the fact that you and I were told all the things we need to do and move and watch and everything, we were never a part of the conversation with the client, with the security, with his organizers, his management team. We were not a part of all that. No, we weren't. We and were then left on the sideline. Exactly. And and then it was just like, oh, he's not coming out. It's not good enough. And I, and I think it made sense. There was a lot of people there. And again, I don't want to talk too much about it now. It's content for another episode. But but effectively, we were going to meet the guy. Um, I believe that, that we a lot- We ramped up the security. We closed down the site. We mm-hmm. put barricades in place. The entire Toronto police force turned up to act as security guards. And then the management team were like, no, he's not doing it. Yeah. My entire police force, I think he means four guys at the intersection, but- No, no, there were heaps. Were there? Yeah, when it was go time out on the road, they shut down the entire road. Oh, okay. In okay. Both directions. So he could get his car up, get out of the car. Yeah, and then just decided he's not doing it. Um, his management team made that call, though, not him personally. No, of course, and nothing on him. But it's just one of those things where, like, your Sheila came out for the opportunity to meet him because that was what was communicated to us was that yes. he would be there. Um, I think uh, our, our one of our boss's fiancés, you know, came out. And with her parents seemingly in, in the understanding that we're going to get to meet this guy. Yeah. And then it was just like two minutes before he was supposed to be like, nah, he's not coming out. Nah, maybe in Chicago. Yeah. It's like, sorry wow. you did all that work, but. 
And, and like I said, for myself, it was like, I, I chatted with one of his management people later, just introduced myself. I said, I'm going to be on the tour myself and the other gentleman right there. We're going to be on every stop of this tour. So if you guys ever need something or whatever, and, and you can't find, you know, our two leads, feel free to communicate anything with us. We'll make sure that it gets, and he's like, Oh, great. Like he was super personal. Oh, great. Great to know that. But to me, I, I, I don't know. There's a bit of a sense that like, we're not important despite the fact that it comes down to you and I to put out every fucking fire on this tour. Um, it's, it's a little frustrating. That's something we'll talk about with the actual activation day. But I thought that, uh, it sucks that we're outside working our asses off. Like we're the first ones there and we're the last ones to leave. Yeah. You know, I know that I, all I can say is that if I was in charge, little, little hearsay, whatever, but if I was in charge that first day, when we're talking to all the people, I would have taken a second aside to been like, and these are the guys that are going to be on your entire tour as well. It's despite the fact that we're you know, the producers, these guys are your fucking boots on the ground. So if ever we're not available, they can get in touch with us. You can talk to them. They'll get in touch with us, whatever it is, or maybe they can help you out. I took it upon myself to very politely and, and respectfully and, and shortly let one of the guys know that if you need anything, you can't find them. Myself or that other guy, we're, we're your tour managers. We're going to be at every stop on this. And I'm sure your listeners can relate. You know, everyone gets the feeling through life at some various stage of being underappreciated. Of course. And that's what, that's how we feel. It's like that. And it's a very, it's very obvious to, to that, that without us, things would be infinitely more difficult. I don't know. I'm like, I'm the kind of person when you're, when you're doing a lot of my work for me, like I, I sent Ryan a nice text message last night just to let him know that I appreciate, you know, him covering every, every blindsided aspect of whatever I'm not covering. And he's like, what are you drunk? <laughs> but I'm just, it's important to me that like, I'll bust your balls. I'll make fun of you all day long, but I, I am eternally grateful to anybody who's, who's taking care of me and making my life easier. And that's what you do. Whereas we are doing that on behalf of our bosses, things that they've missed oversights, maybe something that they don't have a, a as, as good an understanding and as busy, we do. They're busy with other shit as well. A hundred percent. And I empathize with that, but it's just one of those, like there's been a few opportunities to be like, by the way, you know, this is, we really appreciate this. And like, I know you're doing stuff that we could be doing or we should be doing. And that's where, that's where, when it was like, Hey, can you drop off this stuff, you know, to, to, for this event? It was just like, that's where I was like, this is good. Like at, at this point, so underappreciated doing so much extra shit. You know, this pizza place is going to have them hanging out. And they did, they did. I saw Facebook stuff. I saw videos of it happening afterwards. He was hanging out in a pizza place and everyone who went in there for lunch got to meet Ed Sheeran. Whereas you and I have been fucking waking up at the crack of God knows what working until, till we so delirious and in pain that I, I can't even think straight. Yeah. Last week I felt physically ill at the end and and then we got back to the the hotel with uh, a new problem a yeah new problem and yeah it was very very early in the morning uh, i think my my last message to my uh my my sheila was at 4 a.m and yeah. i was like just got into bed yeah and it was uh it was it was pretty rough so the caliente's place i saw the uh i saw the facebook ads this was while we were recovering in bed from the the day slash night slash early morning before um and i'm just like oh this place is like you know I'm, I'm looking at their their menu and everything online it's like oh they've got world famous pizza or whatever so i i called them right it was sunday i was hungry in the evening and i'm like i want to try one of these pizzas i don't know when i'm going to be in pittsburgh next and these pizzas won like world best world pizza at like the las vegas um 
you know, pizza competition or something. And so I'm like, okay, if they were like, you know, there's, there's hundreds of places that will call themselves the, 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 oh, the best in the world from, you know, Bill's, Bill's penny saver newspaper. It's like, yeah, anyone can win one of those awards, but because it was like Las Vegas pizza competition, I was like, okay, that seems to be a real thing. Um, so get this. I don't even know if I told you this, I called them. And there was two locations within range of our hotel. And I said, can I get a, you know, delivery? And the guy's like, no, I'm not doing any more deliveries today. And I was like, oh, what time do you guys stop doing deliveries? Like, I just don't have a driver. So I'm not doing deliveries. And I was like, oh, and in my head, I'm like, this place is like the best, of the best. They just had Ed Sheeran at one of their locations mm-hmm. and they're, they're not, not willing to take orders. Well, maybe the for driver delivery. was there meeting. Yeah. But the whole point is like, if you're, if you're that good, why don't you have like two, three drivers? Of course. Instead, they had no driver. So he's like, I'm not doing it. Not like, okay. that, but the, you know, 10 food delivery services that are available across the US. I also said like- Why aren't you part of that? We're the guys who just, well, they are. They are part of Uber, Uber Eats. I had to find out, out afterwards, which by the way, he didn't tell me. Again, going back to this culture, we're talking about people not letting us into the bathrooms. It's not even like we say, hey, can we come in and use the bathroom? And they're like, oh, I'm very sorry, but unfortunately, like they're very strict on the, nothing. Just like, no, no, you gotta have a ticket. Yeah. It's like, Okay. So just the, there's just this whole, like, not my job, not my problem. Like that whole culture, courtesy, lack of courtesy culture. Um, so this guy, I'm like, I'm like nothing. Just not, no, no, we don't have a drive. I'm not taking any orders for delivery. Sorry. doesn't say I'm on Uber Eats. Why don't you, you check on Uber Eats and you'd be fine. Nope. So leaves me at that. I call the other location and they go, we've only got one driver. I don't think we can, we can make it to you tonight. And I just said, because I was point, like they do five mile delivery. I was 5.5 miles. So I just said, listen, if you'd be willing to take my order, if at any point you got a driver, who's going to drive some, like you're, you get an order that's somewhere near where I am. I'd be more than happy to you know, place the order. Give me a call. Say, Hey, we got it. We're going to come. I'll pay. I'll take care of your driver. We're the guys who dropped off the hot sauce for your event. Like we're with the insurance thing. And we just heard it was like a world when it, like I'm kissing their ass, like nobody's business. You know, I'll even give your driver a few bottles of the hot sauce. You can take back to the restaurant. You guys can have for yourselves. I can't do that. I go, you can't even take my order just in case. Like I'm not telling you have to do it. If I don't hear from you, I'll assume it's not coming, but just in the event. Nah, I, nah, I'd love to do it for you, but I can't. Well, well, doesn't sound doesn't do sound it. like you'd love to do it for yeah, me. If that you'd sounds love to like do it, then fucking put the order in. Sounds like you know it's a headache to you. But all right, glad we could help you guys promote your business. So then, not helpful, right? So the next day, I tell Ryan, I want to try this place. I want to try the place. It's I've I found the location. We went up to Costco. I bought my Apple TV. Very happy with my Apple TV. And then we went to Caliente's. We went and sat down. What? Oh, did I do? Did I break something beforehand? I feel like I broke something beforehand. Um, we drive to the the location park. Find a nice big parking lot park. Um, we went to Caliente's. Ryan had um, the the pizza called Mima. It said it's the best pizza in America. Won this award, best pizza in America, 2019. Although it doesn't say where it was because the where's the one that really won? There's one uh, the duck one, the Quack Attack. I think it was called. Yeah, it was called Quack Attack. I'm trying and to find that was Quack the Las Attack Vegas on here. One. Maybe it's not on the menu. Las Vegas was one the award. I just want to know what the best pizza in America award was. And I don't know if it was, it was lost. There's a award winner, Luca Brazzi. So I'm looking for this, these, these, uh, scratch tags there, the, 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 the red stuff on the menu. Maybe they put it right on the front because it's like the big one. Well, it doesn't seem to be on this menu gang. Um, it was called quack attack. I brought, I stole the menu so that I could tell you guys what was on it. Gourmet pizzas. It duck. Hence the quack. Yeah, the Luca Brazzi eight mile pie, grandma's pies, Mima. I'm not seeing the I'm not seeing the quack attack. Jersey cheese sticks. 
Jersey, the Jersey Shore they have. So maybe it was only one location that had it. Grandma's Garden. But the Mima, which I had, they Porky's only make, what, 19 per day or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, so this is what it says. The Mima, which Ryan... Oh, there it is. The fucking giant in the world. That's why I didn't have the red. Number one pan pizza in the world. So this pizza won first place in the International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas. Uh, pan seared duck breast, roasted garlic butter sauce, wild mushroom ragu, tomatoes, baby arugula, fontanella, parmesan, and truffle garlic oil. It says no substitutions. One size, 23 inches. Available daily. Nine cuts, 35 bucks. USD. I kind of wanted that. I don't know what mushroom ragu is. I hate mushroom. I didn't want to have too many tomatoes or other things. They're like, no substitutions. I was like, you know what? I'm not paying $35 for a pizza. This By the time I've taken all the things I don't want on it, it doesn't taste like what it was intended I to. I love mushroom. You can enjoy your mushroom. So I, I opted not to get that, but I was like, if these guys are winning pizza, how different is... Penis Envy you is have, my favorite mushroom. Is that, a, is that actually a name of a mushroom? Yep. Penis Envy. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. Is it shaped like a giant cock or and just the, the, the cock is. head? It looks like a giant cock. <sighs> all right you gotta look at it now aren't you? you find it while i read the pizza <laughs> get off my phone fuck face you got you got your better device there. well we've been talking you've been talking for so fucking long my phone's gone flat it's gone flat dead no i know what it means the battery hey siri show me a penis envy mushroom i swear to god if this pulls up like a blue waffle <laughs> kind of thing i'm gonna be very upset it says search the web all right sorry i couldn't find anything on the web ryan you're full of shit if the penis envy mushroom existed oh, sure give me your phone you do the reading of the menu. I'll do the research. And I have too many porn windows open right now. Fucking my ignoring thing. me. Penis envy stems from Freud's concept you also of the Oedipus complex. Open if it's not in incognito mode, why are penis? What are penis envy mushrooms? Penis envy mushrooms are a variety. I want a picture. That's they don't even look like cocks. That's not them. Was it those gross like white things that it showed? Those guys. Go to images. Right there. Oh, okay, fine. Fuck, you're a pain in the ass. You're a fucking pain in the ass. Those guys, look at it. So in that, the first image is the one. Yeah, they look, that's disgusting. You're telling me they don't look like penises? They're not really your favorite mushroom. You just like saying it. They are my favorite. That's your favorite mushroom. You'll just shove one of those mushroom. in your fucking, oh, this is so gross. Anyways, Ryan went with the Meemaw, best pizza in America 2019, our signature five-day fermented dough topped with olive oil, five-year-aged Parmesan, local rapini cooked with peppered bacon, shallots, garlics, onions, crushed plum tomatoes, porchetta, which I don't know what it is, or porchetta. It's a meat. It actually has an it's H in it. meat. Um, but it says porchetta, not porchetta, and I know what porchetta is. Porchetta is maybe the same thing, just with an H in it. Shaved black truffle, pecorino romano, salt, pepper, and more aged Parmesan. 12 cut, $37. Uh, I liked how your cheese was crispy on top. Yes, it was delicious. It was like, um, yeah, what, what would be grilled? It was like grilled hard. It was like cheese chips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're, uh, this is the best thing I can liken it to. When you cook a lasagna and you got that top layer of baked cheese on top where yep. it's crispy, crispy on the top or whatever, or any kind of baked cheese from the oven. So it's got that crispy layer type cheese on the top. Um, Ryan asked for it and then they said, we don't have any left or we can't, we don't have the ingredients to make it. Then he, again, this is what I don't like about America. Why is the customer trying to find ways to please find the themselves? Solution. Yes. <laughs> Why are we always trying to find a way to make it work? They don't give a fuck. So my enough. solution was okay. I what, don't like what don't ingredients else. you have? I don't like anything else on the menu, um, which is not true. And I was like, just give it back to the chef. This is the pizza that I want. The meme out. Um, if there's missing ingredients, substitute 
something, chef's choice, surprise me. I will be happy with whatever the chef comes up with. That was the solution. It right. was an easy solution. And then she returned with? She returned with, oh, actually, we do have the ingredients, but they have to mix them, which will take an extra 10 minutes. And you were like, do it. I was, yeah, I was like, do it. That You should have just told me that in the first place. Right. And how fucked up is that? That just, they don't give you options. The people are so lazy that it's no, like, ah, just. They just wanted me to pick an easy pizza pepperoni that they could have whipped up in five minutes right and thrown it in the oven and again we started off by giving them some free bottles of of tingly teds letting them know that we were here with the tour like and it's like oh nothing nothing nothing. like garbage customer service almost almost everywhere we go so i i didn't the the big winners had too much vegetables on them for me so i just went with something that i know i love and i just wanted to try their dough so i went with the pineapple express which is just a double pepperoni i don't know why i can't find it. it's right here pineapple ham bacon and more pineapple and you know what dough was great everything was great on it i put a little it was very tasty on it. It was but great. i'm one of those people that likes pineapple on pizza yeah and we discussed it that it's the sweet and the salty yeah that's I, a great match but then there's people out there that will argue until they're blue in the face and they say the same thing they hate pineapple on pizza they've got pineapples no place on pizza that's exactly the verbiage it's always pineapple has not pineapple doesn't belong on pizza it's always pineapple has no place on pizza oh, okay but your fungus and your veggies do don't get it i don't get it i like the fungus and that's fine. Listen, but you're also someone who's like, I like that and I like the pineapple. You're not putting weird shit on a pizza and saying pineapple, the classic sweet, salty combination that just makes things work. No, that has no place. People are fucking lunatics. I don't know why they don't put other forms though on pizza. Did you know that Hawaiian pizza was invented in Canada? No, it didn't. Yeah. By its name, I would assume Hawaii. Right. But Boston pizza was invented in Canada. It has nothing to do with Boston. What about Chicago deep pan pizza? That's because it originated in Chicago. Okay. That's that's a type of pizza. So we tick that one off the box. Right. But I'm just saying every now and again, you get something that's like, oh, that's that's not from the place. But um, I don't know why people don't like slice pear and put it on pizza. It's sweet. You know what I mean? Like there's other sweet things you can put on pizza. I guess they get fucking weird with it. But there's like a, I guess there's I like, like a, a pear and walnut salad. Because the pear and the walnuts kind of fight each other for yeah. sweet and salty. Yeah. Well, and, and and what did you say, almond or walnut? Walnut. Walnuts almost have like a drying effect. You ever notice when you're chewing walnuts, there's almost like it's like dries your tongue. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like just there's there's a dryness to it. I don't tend to look at them too long. No, you're you're chewing in your mouth, and it's and it's like something about the skin, like almost saps moisture from your tongue on a walnut. So it's like I taste the walnut, but I my my mouth almost has this dry. I wish I had walnuts here right now. I go, just, just, do see what I mean? I think I, I realize why they go pineapple. Um, because the acid, there's a lot of acid in pineapple and acid cuts fat. So you got a lot right. of, you got a lot of fat from the cheese. Yep. And so to be able to, which is the whole reason that burgers, fries, and soda work And together. also all the meat that you just listed is really fatty. Right. Whereas another, another fruit would just be like kind of sweet and it wouldn't really cut through the so fat you, you answered your own question yeah i'm super smart um so anyways we had calientes i was happy you were happy i was happy uh, yep. it was a huge pizza i only got through two slices you never ate any more yeah yeah i'm back in my hotel okay I did, but at the actual restaurant the pizza was massive the slices were deep yeah it was like a meal per slice 
Yeah. I, I would probably equate it to one slice of this pizza was four slices of a regular Canadian pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I think, I mean, it was, a, yeah, yours was way bigger than mine. They brought you a, a serving tray of pizza. It was pizza. a fatty pizza. Yeah. Um, I liked it so much that the following day I actually ordered another one from them. Cause I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be back here for a while. And I liked my pineapple. I liked, you gave me a slice of yours. I thought it was nice, but again, I was just, it was, it was like, I, I keep saying tabbouleh, but there's like another middle Eastern salad thing that they make. That's right. got like green stuff and spinach, spinach and, and shit. Yeah, what is it? it it's not tabbouleh of, though, right? No, it's not tabbouleh, uh, but I can't, you put me on the spot, so I can't. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, it, anyway. We're going to pause for a sec. I got to piss. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that was so, so relaxing. I just had a quick talk with Ryan about, he's like, we're just bitching. I'm like, yeah, but it's, uh, it's kind of what this is. Yeah. Onesies know what you're getting out of it. I'm sorry. We're getting it. We, we are pretty funny when we banter <laughs> together and you get us on a roll. We can, we can banter backwards, back and forth and, uh, shit gets pretty funny, but this has just been a bitch fest. So I apologize. No, no. Well, you know what? I, I, uh, I think it's very kind that you're looking out for the, uh, the, the, the onesies. Um, and I'm sure they appreciate it too, but just so you know, I think guys, in all fairness, uh, if I'm going to be as transparent as I can be, um, I just want to say that like this, this trip has been hard. Um, hometown hockey was hard. This to me is harder. Um, to me, this is scarier. Um, we'll get to the Saturday activation and maybe once we're done talking about that, um, it might give you some insight as to why, but as it stands right now, we're kind of, um, when we did hometown hockey, we had more camaraderie. We had more people who were kind of in the shit with us. Yes. And so there was a lot more outlets and I can speak for myself. Me, Sheila Crystal, whom everyone knows, um, oh, Mrs. she's going, Mrs. she's going through a lot right now. And so we're, because of the nature of the work that we're doing, like I can't have a day where we're, where we're not doing a whole lot in the hotel and it's a lot harder for her to come home from a really hard day at work and sort of empathize with I'm bitching because I've been sitting around and I feel like we're, you know, being told we have a bunch of shit to do or how much we're not, you know what I mean? So it's, I feel guilty bitching on a day where I've been in a hotel room, but I'm like, but I'm so worn out. That's, that's all I can do today. You know, it's hard to bitch when we're talking about, you know, I'm, I'm connecting with her bitching about a thing, but it's like, oh, but Ryan and I got to go out to dinner now. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like I, so I, I recognize and I empathize with the fact that like connecting with my partner, they're not really in line. Like you just mentioned your partner just started a new job. Uh, Yeshila started a new job. And so for her, I'm sure she's going through a ton of stuff, makes it a little harder to, you know, step out of her own shoes and look at yours and vice versa. Right. Like we all care about our, our significant others. Um, so what I'm trying to say is that like on this particular tour, I think that we only have each other to kind of be able to vent. We're the only other person that kind of knows what we're going through right now. Um, you're staring at me lovingly with your eyes. I'm not staring so lovingly. No, I'm looking right. for it's recognition and like you're blank. just staring at it's me with your goddamn stare. dead doll eyes. <laughs> but I just, that's all I'm saying is so, so like when you and I talk about, and this is the first time we've just sort of sat down at length and not been exhausted at the end of the day or sharing one or two sentences back and forth. Then, okay, I'll go grab this thing and you're putting that away. Like, so I think that, uh, I'll just say for those of you who've listened, um, it's the first like human lengthy conversation I've been able to have in some time. And maybe I know you are not as talky as me, but for me, I'm a talker and poor Ryan has been the only person who's been subjected to 
listening. And you are a good, I am you are a good listener. I person that's happy to sit in my thoughts silently. Yeah, I'm so not. And like, you get me out of my own not. head. In fact, I'm going to share a YouTube video with you okay. after this. Oh, okay. So that you can watch it. Uh, I would suggest watching it on 1.5 or two times speed because it, it is like 25 minutes long. Oh, and I don't you care. have a I short can... attention span. But in it, it comes up with uh, one of the uh, the things they talk about is sit in a chair, stare at a blank wall 20 minutes. Don't okay. say anything. Because it's important for those thoughts that are going to buzz around in your head to come forward. And the more you stare at something boring like a wall that's not fucking doing anything Mm -hmm. the louder those thoughts are going to become but your brain's not going to work through those thoughts unless they come forward in all their nastiness and the easiest way to do that is sit in a fucking chair and stare at a wall for 20 minutes and don't say anything that's fine you will figure them out (laughs) your thoughts will figure out and you'll become a more positive person at the end of it Okay. It's a real technique. I'm not making this shit up. No, I, I know that you're do. not. I know that you're not making it up. Have you, there's another one that's similar is, is the stream of consciousness writing exercise. Do you, have you ever done that? No. It's predominantly called stream of consciousness. However, it's also been called morning pages. It was, it was presented to me as just pages. And the idea is that you sit down, it's a writing exercise, but it, it is the same idea as forcing the thoughts because a lot of writing or creative endeavors or things like that cannot be done when you're distracted with a million other thoughts. And so they, when it was told me that's like, you know, a lot of people say start with 30 minutes and then there's some people who do it for an hour or two hours before they do anything. But the idea is that you like, I, I started doing it. I set a 30 minute timer and the idea is that you just put pen to paper and you just start writing and you don't stop writing no matter what, even if you're like, Oh, I got to walk the dog today, but I think I can't remember where the leash is. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just remembered that I've got bills to pay. I have to get that Telus bill paid. I've been meaning to pay it for weeks, but I keep writing that. And you're just writing this down. If your mind changes, just keep writing. Even if you can't think of anything, I can't think of anything. I can't think of it. Just write. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. You just keep the whole idea is that you do not stop writing like for, for 30 minutes and be effectively too is the reason that, that, that writing it down is better than just staring at the wall and letting the thoughts come is that if you're anxious, like I am a big thing is that the fear is forgetting to do the job or the thing. And so by writing it all down, you have a record of all of those thoughts that were like, we want your attention, which is why we're coming forward. And it's like, great. I have a record of it. I gave you my time. I thought about you. I thought about you till I couldn't think about you anymore at all till I even worked through a resolution, blah, blah, blah. blah. And now it's all done. So that when you sit down to do the thing, the creative endeavor, whatever, I refer to it personally as like power washing the walls of my brain. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I got all that shit off and then it's out and then, and then go ahead. Well, so the, I think more specifically about this particular um, YouTube clip that I want you to concentrate on is the, the chemicals in the brain for reward. Dopamine. Dopamine and serotonin. Mm-hmm. And the differences between the two and how they both act on the body. And so staring at the wall is one of these activities to balance those out because when one overtakes the other, you um, it, it affects your body negatively. Um, okay. And you you should try and keep everything in balance, yin and yang, all that kind of veng, veng shui kind of shit. Feng shui? Feng shui, thank you. Um, feng shui is like energy movement. Watch it. Uh, tell me what you think about it. We, sure. can, we can talk about it in another podcast. I'll commit to it. If you found it, it useful. Um, but, yeah, it's something that 
there there are other things in this video that I'm not going to spoil um, that are important. I think yeah. for you to pay attention to. Yeah, uh, and me, and me myself as well. This actual this video specifically was targeting gamers, people that play computer games, mm-hmm. um, for many many hours at a time, like a hundred hours a week, for example. Okay. Um, or even less, maybe ten hours a week. I think he mentions, and how that affects the brain and development and uh, the power of thought and your overall mood. And the mood is is created by that imbalance in chemicals, leading to a lot of uh, anxiety and stress. And you're just not helping yourself. Not you personally. No. I'm saying that's what the video is referring to. So that's what we're going to watch. Sure. I'm happy to watch. You want to watch it with me or you want me to watch it by myself? Oh, uh, yeah. We can watch it together because you might. I have, have YouTube on the Apple TV, dude. We can just fucking throw it right on the. Fucking Apple TV. We can't put a VPN on. <laughs> but you don't need a VPN for YouTube. No, you don't. You don't. So. Um, yeah, no, that's right. So I guess, I guess, like I said, to summarize, I'm just saying that this episode has had a lot of opportunities to sort of exercise some complaints that we've had. Um, and, and again, trying to, to share it with sharing with someone who went through with you out loud is, is a little bit easier. There's recognition. There's you remembering things I didn't remember and just getting an opportunity to voice our thoughts and opinions. And also to get a little bit of validation that like, Oh, I'm not crazy for thinking that or feeling that in the moment because you were there and you felt that too. You know what I mean? That's what it is. It's the validation that I'm not just some guy who's just bitching at the wall, which is what happens when I do it solo is just complaining and, you know, (laughs) going like, I fucking, I can't believe we, I get to drop off the sauce like a good bitch. Nobody asked me if I want to stick around and meet the fucking guy. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I feel the same way. It's disappointing. Um, So we're going to keep fucking packing trucks and driving across the country and all that stuff. This is the halfway point, is it not? Theoretically, we've done like, like on the actual time in the country. Yes. Like we drove, we, we got here on the 26th of June it is the 13th today, so this isn't a, a day late, um, but it's the 13th today, and and then we're gone on the 31st, so like, yeah, kind of midway point, mm-hmm. but we still have four, well, and, and that's not counting Vancouver, so we have, we've done three, we have three left, yep. but then we have like most of August off, and then we're in Vancouver, so we got one more, but at least that one, we don't have to drive the knock on wood. Because we don't know how they're getting all that stuff. They're shipping it across the country. Yeah, they were shipping we're it gonna, here. We're gonna, we saw we're what gonna, happened. We're going to take it out of a truck. I'm just That's saying. They claim to be shipping it. They were claiming to ship it here. And, and if we're there, and they're like, listen, guys, we're having some trouble. Are you willing to? Of course we are. Let's go <laughs> Do you some, think there's a chance I could have it? Are, are we done? Oh, no. We're not let's, done. Let's eat some food. We're going to eat some. Well, we're going to tell them about that in a little bit. All right. So Calientes, we did. I ordered the next day. I ordered the Porky's Revenge, which just for, you know, I didn't grab this menu. I didn't get this menu for nothing, you know. I had Porky's Revenge the next day because I wanted to go full meat. I went pepperoni, Italian sausage, bacon, ham, capicola, and salami. Was it good? Yes. I ate that pizza while we watched our our documentary. And you want to do, you want to talk about the documentary first, or do you want to talk about the, uh, I, I had to order Uber Eats because, again, I called. And he's like, no, I don't have a driver. I'm not delivering. I was like, fuck this guy. Same guy. Well, that's how you got your fucking porky pizza? I got the porky pizza. Yeah, Uber Eats. Because I, I he was not going to deliver again. I tried again. No, I don't have a delivery driver. I go, Do, are there certain days of the week that you guys have drivers? Because the first time I ordered, it was like 7 p.m., 6 or 7 p.m. And I'm like, I get it. It's kind of after dinner rush or whatever. Three in the afternoon. Didn't have a fucking driver. 
Um, you mentioned, let's take a little sidestep here. You mentioned that you got a, somebody turned you on Aussie man reviews. Was that the guy? Oh, so he alerted me. I think it was a, uh, an old video that popped up of a Mexican weather chick. And so I started watching. Is she Mexican or is she like Venezuela? Like, is she from Mexico? Or when I Googled it, I just typed in Mexican weather chick. Okay. And so shout out to, uh. Aussie man reviews for bringing my attention to this because wow. Um, a lot of this tour has got us down in the dumps. Um, <laughs> She's the light at your new tunnel. And her name is Yannette Garcia. Uh, Garcia. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> that's, that's a shot. She's, she's like Garcia. You're like Garcia. Um, anyway, <laughs> she's, she's stunning. She's an ex model. And then she became the Mexican weather girl. Uh, so did I you got, find out why she got extradited out of modeling? I don't know. Maybe she got sent back from the fucking state into Mexico. I wonder what the X stands for. Like an ex-wife, ex-friend, ex-best friend, ex-girlfriend. It's EX. It's always EX girlfriend. Do you think extradited or excommunicated? Fuck, I don't know. Why do you ask these? It's it's fascinating. It's language. It's I like to know the origins of things. You write down these notes and you didn't do the research. Well, no, because it just came into my head now. But I was just saying, you're like, you're like, she's an ex model, and I'm going like, oh, she was extradited. And then I went, well, wait a second, what is the ex for? That's where that came from. She's curvy in all the right places. What's her name? You just said it. Told you, Yannette. Yannette with a Y. Y with a Y. Could have been a J because in in Mexican they like to yeah with the J sound. Could be. Oh no, they J they J wise. Anyway, if uh, you're feeling down about your life, you should definitely watch the Mexican weather. Fair. So so Ryan's got a little bit of a crush on uh, on her. Every time um, she turns around, it's just yeah, yeah, she's got a she, she's got one of those wicked, Latin can, butts that just sticks you out can or whatever. Talk about fucking typhoons or sunny weather, rainy weather. I, I don't know. One one of my one of my things I'm just I don't I don't know why I don't find that big butt shit particularly. It's not particularly big. I think she's well-rounded in she's like symmetrical. So she's been making you happy? Has been making me happy. She's like your uh what's her favorite Raquel Welch poster on the wall of like Shawshank? She, you yeah. feel trapped and you're just like looking at it. Yeah, exactly. One day we're going to be where's Ryan and we look behind the poster and you've tunneled your way out. You know, when, she's, when my shield is not available, when you're not available, I just put. You think about me? I'm I'm your number two. You when, think of your wife, when then I want me, to and then the Mexican. No, not in that order. <laughs> does she listen to you, the Mexican weather lady, when you're complaining about stuff? She does. <laughs> she tells me about sunshine. That's yeah, brighter days. Brighter today's day. today's bad, but the sun's coming. Makes the me happy. The she sun's coming. Um, I, I pointed this out. This is something I haven't even told the listeners yet, uh, cause I haven't recorded the episodes, but since we moved, we've been having issue with, uh, my landlord. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, it's way too long. Uh, I'll bitch about it on a previous episode, but, uh, we're having big problems with the landlord. I have spent so much time. So even this week I spent, I lost like a day to online reading and, and getting stuff. The last episode, I lost the data stuff and making phone calls to the landlord tenant board and it's just one of those things like we're we're gonna be okay but just so people know like this is the first episode that's dropped since i've moved well technically the last one is but this is this one's gonna be the closest to its actual release date because i recorded the previous one but it's coming out like two weeks late who knows which one you guys are gonna listen to first but uh the fact of the matter is um our landlord sucks 
And the guy who owns the house that we're living to apparently has never set foot into it. He has a property management guy. And that's the one that I'm referring to. Um, is this person from Canada? The person that owns the property? I don't know. I don't know. The, by, by name, I would say no, but that's just me, I guess, stereotyping based on the name. Based on name. Yeah. 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 Like it's not deliberate, but I, I would say no. Um, I would say that the property management manager based on accent is not originally from here. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, we, we asked for things gang and we'll chat about them on another episode, but they, they didn't do it. We got the keys and the place was a disaster. Um, it was dirty. There was human hair left all over the place. Uh, carpets were not cleaned. All sorts of things that we asked for. Uh, we had to, um, ourselves fix all of these problems and then send him the bill. Then he refused to pay the bill. Uh, so we paid it ourselves and then with, withdrew that from the, the rent, at the beginning of the month. Uh, and then, you know, then he started threatening eviction if we didn't pay him the difference. Um, we've made sure to cover our asses. Everything's okay, but we're off to a bad start with this guy. And it's only because he won't do his job. Um, and sadly, like, you know, as much as we want to just, Hey, look, we just wanted to pay our rent and have this shit done. Um, sadly, it's really put a damper on, on things. And of course, having all that going on while I'm like, well, I got to leave middle of the way through June and I'm going to be gone for a month and I'm not there to make sure that these things get done or, you know, it's just, it's been tough. It's been tough. So, um, as much as I've, I've promised to have these podcasts out on time, I, I do apologize. There's, I'm still not happy with the fact that it's not done, but I, I assure you it's not because I'm sitting around with my thumb up my ass. There's no, a lot that's of threatening eviction. Yeah. Not? Yeah. Yeah. He's threatened eviction, uh, a few times. And so at the moment I'm, I'm very comfortable. Um, if anyone has any questions, again, I got my onesies that love me and, and send me messages and stuff directly. You know, if you want to know anything more, feel free. Again, I'd be more than happy to be transparent about it. Um, on the podcast. Uh, I just, it's not for this episode. It didn't happen this week. The only thing that happened this week is that he's still, so for people who happen to be, you know, maybe in a few months from now, they're listening to them all in order. It'll be like, Hey, what's going on? Well, this week he's been like, it's the 11th and I still haven't, you know, received the rent. If I don't receive it in 24 hours, um, I'm going to move forward with the eviction. And I'm like, we understand your position. You know, you've, you've made your side clear and we understand your position. And that, that was my response. Um, we're also waiting on a ton of repairs that need to be done and he hasn't done since the day we moved in and we've been asking for it. So it sucks. Home, and I have a feeling sucks. that won't happen, especially now if they're threatening eviction. Sure. They're not going to move forward with repairs. Um, yeah. Short version gang is I have a bunch of online forms I now have to fill out with the LTB. Um, it's just work on work on work. So I guess I'm, uh, I'm, I'm procrastinating that with, uh, with this lengthy conversation too, but that's where that is. In case you're listening chronologically, that's what happened this week. We were threatened eviction. Those of you who will listen to this before getting those other episodes, um, some of you already know you've talked to me, you, you, you're aware. Um, but some of you don't, again, I will get to it guys. I have the podcast stuff set up and as far as I know, tomorrow I'm off. So I'll try to get some old episodes recorded. Uh, Ryan, we're going to talk about the documentary we watched. We watched a documentary called Unknown Killer Robots. Um, was that th- Netflix? That was Netflix. That was it's Netflix. It, And it was like, for me, when I when I turned it on, it was like the, the thing it was showcasing. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to go looking for it. It was right there at the top. The documentary is about AI and how quickly it's evolving and, and how super great it is and everything. And I found it like I was, I was interested. I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. So when I was driving yesterday, there's uh, which again is technically next week's episode, but fucking in for a penny and for a pound. I was driving, I was listening to a podcast called taste buds, which I like a lot featuring Joe DeRosa and Sal Volcano from practical jokers. Joe DeRosa, great comic played the veterinarian on a better call Saul. Um, 
and they were talking and Joe was pissed off at the beginning of the episode right away because his um, producer was fucking around with chat GBT and doing some stuff on that and, and things. And he was just like, dude, like stop with the fucking enough, enough. Stop trying to train this thing, how to do all of our jobs for us. Like enough, like the, I don't know if you know this, Ryan, uh, I knew it because I'm in the industry, but uh, there's like a writer strike that I don't know if it's done yet. Um, but it was an ongoing thing for some time where like all these writers are, sh- are striking in the entertainment industry. And one of their, like, it's like a, a non-negotiable for them is that they are not going to be letting these, uh, AIs do first drafts. Um, Hollywood is allowing chat GBT and those things to do their first drafts for shows like an episode, like they let it write it first and then they get the writers to tweak it, to clean it up. Yeah. And, but it's still eliminating a shitload of work and they're like it's no we're not specifically chat gpt but it is an ai right this is what you're saying i yeah i i can't say with with any level of confidence that it is in fact chat gpt but i know it was chat gpt that the producer was using and he was playing around with it on a few episodes back and they were like and joe was like he was laughing at what he was making but he's like this thing is going to put us out of business so fast he's like so, so joe is also okay, a, so, a so writer how do you feel about this Without, no. Okay, so the internet. Mm. The internet changed the fucking world. No one, no one can argue with that, right? But libraries weren't happy about the internet. You right. know why? Because libraries would go out of business. So what would you prefer right now? Would you prefer to have internet access or would you prefer to still have libraries? I, I'm trying to draw the parallel. Like I get your your example. The, I'm, the trying example to, I'm trying to say that it's- Information ex- at your fingertips. Because right. libraries is where you used to go to get information. To get information, right. And that's if it even had the information. So, And then we had the internet, which had all the information. And then it grew from there. The only issue is that... So here's... here's Because AI has got to do with this. So I, I agree with you. The information was great. The only thing is that the information has been super corrupted. So now yes, you're... Now you are... Like, did you ever watch Social Dilemma? Didn't stop the internet though. No, no. And and, and and he's not even saying like, like stop doing this. But the idea is that like, because we're all like putting in these searches, we're training it how to give us what we want and therefore putting someone else AI will out be, of business. You could even say ATM, biased. ATM versus teller in a bank, exactly. right? It's, yes. it's a self-checkout. These are all letting computers do what a human being knows how to do to to save money like automating a human process is effectively what it is but i think the people most at risk are the people that don't learn how to talk to an ai if you don't learn how to effectively communicate your thoughts with ai to for to allow it then to generate content you will be left behind and you will be out of the job but that's your fault because you didn't take the time to learn to speak to AI. Right. It's like the people who didn't want to learn how to use a computer. Exactly. And it's like, well, and every they job is a computer now. didn't want to learn how to use the internet um, because they were like, no, it's either it's too tech or I'm just not interested in using it because I think it's the devil or whatever their fucking, yeah. uh, their problems are. And they got left behind and out of the job. Yeah. It's I've said same. it nauseam. As this soon as you decide you're done learning, you're done. Like as soon as you're like, I don't want to learn a new thing. I don't want to learn Snapchat. I don't want to learn TikTok. I don't want to. I don't want to. But I will if someone wants to show me how. I'll I'll learn it because everything's like you. you uh, one of my favorite. But you do know how to use these platforms. No, 
Really? So I could I could figure it out. I didn't know that. I wouldn't like I, I sort of do, but I, like Snapchat, it's like where's the notification? What where's why is it telling me I have a notification? Where the fuck is it? Right. So you and you swipe left and right. I don't know intervals. how. Right. Right. I know what it does, sure. but but I don't know how to do it. And I actually, I actually, in all fairness, don't know entirely how how it works. Like I'm, I still like they're changing even the ones I know, like like Facebook and and uh, Instagram, where it's like, how do I add this to my story? I don't want to add this. I want to send this to me. How do I post this on my timeline or whatever? Like, it, it, they're changing how it works, so making it more and more difficult. And at the end of the day, I'm like, why am I even bothering to learn the new stuff on Instagram when everyone's on Snapchat and everyone's not on Snapchat anymore now? Everyone on TikTok. Why why do I learn TikTok now? Because the next thing like like the vines, you remember them? Is this is this because we're 40? We're both 40. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm saying that like you get to a point where you're like I have learned the things that I use in my day-to-day life and it's like replacing something needs to have a purpose to me. Like why I don't need I have Instagram, why do I need it? Like I totally get that that's just again, I was about to say there's a quote that I love which is the only thing constant is change. Right? So everybody, people are afraid of change, but if you, if you, the only thing that stays the same is the fact that things change. And, and so I, I'm open to that and I'm totally aware. It's just that like, I kind of want to wait until I need to learn something new before I'm like, yeah, just give me every new thing. I don't have that time. That's, it's not, it's not an old thing. It's that when you're young, you have fuck all to do. You have no responsibilities. So you can just sit and learn all and you the wanna, new shit. You want to stay current with your friends. So you, you take the time yeah. to do what they're doing. And then if they're doing yeah. all the social media platforms, then you're doing all the yeah. social media platforms. Well, that's happening now with AI. Right. Kids now are using AI for fucking everything. Yeah. Gone are the days of knowing how to spell or do complicated math in your brain. You no longer have to do that because you can ask AI to yeah. do it instantly. I don't even, you don't even need to know the formula anymore because you used to need to know a formula so that you could type it out and do it and, and, and get your results. Now you can just ask. I like, like, you know, what is it? If you do, if you want to know the percentage of something, you divide the, the little number by the big number and like, what's the percentage? You can just say, Hey Siri, what's 14% of 2,765? And she's going to do it right now. <laughs> she switched on. 14% times 2,765 is 387.1. Yeah, that easy. And and there's like again, like there was a time where it's like, yeah, you needed to know how to to type. You know, you need you needed cursive. And the whole point of cursive was to save time when writing so you don't have to lift the pen. Well, yeah. now we don't we don't write we don't anymore. Write cursive they anymore. do not teach it anymore because it is not necessary. We communicate, it's obsolete. We communicate in emojis, which is kind of like hieroglyphics. hieroglyphics. So we've gone full circle. Right. Um but but AI, I, I'm just going to tell you it right now, like learn to talk to it. Right. They're just, I, I think that the issue is just, like I said, like some people are like, you're, you're putting yourself out of business training it now. I, I'm like, you're concerned about the writers on strike at the moment because they don't want the AI to run the first run of the, right. of the episode. They right. Write the script. They're like, the write first, it, write it out first and the then first script. And then we'll work on it. You want the human to write the first script and then have AI. Yeah. It's like scabs crossing the picket line, clean it up. And then humans will do the third pass on it to make sure it's, all there's still going to be one guy telling the thing what to do for the first episode. And, and you're guy, saying be the guy, but I'm saying that that guy is the scab that crosses a picket line. What does that mean? You don't know what that is? No. Uh, do you know what striking is? What, like a picket strike? Yes. Yes. Right. So you know that they call the people, like everyone's supposed to stop working. You know that they call the people who are crossing the line to go into work anyways, they call them scabs. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. So it's like, that's you're, nice. you're the piece of shit that's going, Oh, I don't care that we're getting fucked over. I'm just going to keep working for you. Some people, have and to. some people do it in terms in, 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 in a way to earn favor with the, the boss. The boss. That some people yeah. have to do it because they need to feed their fucking family. Yeah. But, but it's one of those things where like now for, don't get me wrong. Unions and all that shit used to have a good, better purpose. Now they protect the lazy and the stupid, but effectively it was like, these people are, that should be their slogan. Yeah. Protecting the lazy yeah. and the stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the whole point now is that, that, you know, there's people who are, they're trying to make your, your working conditions better. So yeah, you need to feed your family, but we're not all getting fired. They can't fire all of us. So stand with us. Let's make things better for you. And, and the whole idea with this, this chat GBT is like, oh yeah, there's going to, we'll, we'll fire the writer's room and we'll let one guy, first off, it's like anything else, right? Like, you know how people say that, uh, you know, technology makes our lives easier, right? Sure. That's the saying. And I've argued, I say, no, technology makes tasks easier, right? Your life isn't any easier because productivity isn't changing. In fact, if anything, our lives are infinitely more difficult because of productivity. Back in the day when fucking Jebediah, his only, his only task of the day was to sit on the buggy with the horse and go into town and mail a letter. Fucking, he did that, came home. Eh, I got the job. letter mail. That was my job. Now email in a second. It's not like, oh, now the rest of the day is mine. I did my one letter today. That's all I'm supposed to do. This technology made my life easier. It didn't. Now you're expected to send 732 of those messages a day and do the X, Y, and Z because all of these pieces of technology have made those tasks but easier. But now AI can do this. So where are we going with this? <laughs> but We're that's the thing. Spiral. So it's saying AI will do the creativity and it's like, well, yeah, but you just fired how many writers rooms? Cause now that one guy who can talk to chat GBT, he isn't the head writer for one show. He's the head writer for nine shows, nine, nine T shows, because now he shows up in the morning and goes, okay, I want an episode where this, this, and that happens. They're fighting over this. Go. Okay. I want an episode Would of this show. Blah, 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 blah. Shakespeare was good at his job. Was he a good creator? Um, well, art's subjective. I would say I liked You're his right. works. Art, art is subjective, but overall, he's used- I think it's a fair in, consensus that he did a good job since we're still talking about him hundreds of years after exactly. his death. Like he's, he's, that's my point. It's right. still used today as a teaching point. Correct. Right. Is Who would you say is a Shakespeare of today? A Shakespeare of today? Yeah. I don't know if anyone's creating content at that level because now it's not so. Okay, um, can I give you an example? Try and I and I am sincerely trying to answer your question. Okay, is Shakespeare didn't create because his his publisher was like, dude, we need another, we Stop need another. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you we need another. Yourself. We need another. Uh, you know, sonnet out now. That's not. That's not what it is. Now you have a publishing company that says you have a contract with us. You got to put out three books you know, okay. everyone. So, so it's, to me, it's like the but, same as music, right? If you listen to Bach and Beethoven, who's, who's composing classical music right now in, in a, in a way that's taken over the world. Like, again, it's the same as like, you know, the microwave came out like, this is an amazing piece of technology. And that was like, you know, if there was like an Oscars of invention every year, like it would have been like, oh, remember back in fucking 72 when the microwave came out? There hasn't been anything. We're still loving that. for Now there's a new invention every fucking week that 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 makes the last one old fucking news. Like the level doesn't of progress. doesn't answer the question though. The, que- the question is, what I'm, what I'm saying the is Shakespeare of today? So that's what I'm saying is that right now, the you saw the work of passion. He made those stories because he loved what he was creating. He believed in what he was creating. You know how like artists like Adele, right? Like Adele, the Beatles, like when they were singing about shit that mattered to them. Yep. Right. It's like 
you will, I've said this about other things, but you will never trump uh, sincerity and, and honesty with contrived shit because these are people singing about shit that actually affected them. And you can feel the honesty in what they've created. They, they made it because they gave a fuck about it. They were passionate about it. And you don't find that in a lot of things anymore. Like Taylor Swift is, is a good artist. She's clearly selling out the stadiums that we're, we're trailing behind. Same with Ed Sheeran or whatever, with the expensive but there's apparently. a trend. Exactly. But there's a certain level of contrived material in it. It's like what sells to this age group. So they're not making stuff that's like, oh, this is so important to me. Like I'm not, I know Taylor Swift is a more genuine artist as is Ed Sheeran, but in 25 years, 50 years, 300 years, will people be singing their songs? Shake it off, shake it off. Uh, uh. Like the amount of shit that's being created, you know, is, is just, it's deafening. And so where is that artist? That stuff is so pure of heart and everything like that. Like there's, there's George Orwell's right. But writing. No, but so who is it? Like, I don't know. Spiraling around. What I'm saying is, I don't know that there's people creating, which is a good answer. That, right. You, you don't know because no one stands out right now. Right. But it's but because they don't care. My point is that. And I'm saying chat GPT will not care. I'm not saying chat GPT. I'm AIs in general. I'm not, I'm not just going to. Fair. Fair. I'm, I'm calling Kleenex tissue, whatever. Chat GPT knows the works of Shakespeare and can recreate anything you want in the same form as right. Shakespeare did, even though it is a machine and it doesn't have emotions like humans can. Right. If you can communicate well enough with the AI to tell it to create something in the form of Shakespeare, it will. If I tell a human being to do it, it takes either it can't be done or it takes way too long, over budget, too much money. Time, effort, resources, all gone. Right. All I'm saying is, is you can, like human beings have influences and, and what you're saying is that you can teach this AI to have, to create something with the influence of Shakespeare. They still teach painters, classical painters or or any artists today can still go to France and sit in the museums and paint like Picasso's. Sure. They're staring at the real thing. Yeah, and drawing and they, inspiration from and it. And they are drawing their inspiration from it. They're trying to recreate it. And AI can also do that. I don't have the skills to paint like these painters, but I do have the skill to ask certain AIs that this is the image in my brain and I want it to look like a Picasso. What can you show me? And then I can tidy it up until I'm happy with the product. And then I can release so it. So who, who, who built it then? Well, me. Because I had the initial idea in my brain. I just don't have the tools and skills to create it. But the AI does have access to that. So, but I'm saying like, but can you see my argument? It's almost like, well, the AI made it. You didn't. I had the idea. Yeah, but. So I had the image in my brain and I'm trying to get the image out onto a screen in front of me. And I'm going to keep asking the AI questions until it nails the image. And then I'm going to release it. That's my image. Because I thought of that. I created that in my mind. I just, I think there's people that would argue and say, well, the computer did it. If you could have created it, you would have. 
I don't have the skill. I can't paint then you like can't Picasso. Create it. Then you can't create it. So you're saying I don't have a right to do that? But that's like, like... I can't make these beautiful paintings? Because if I, I hired paint. you to write a song for me, if you were a songwriter, and I said, I want an intro song for my my podcast, and I want it to be kind of like da-da-da-da, and then they come back and they give you the song, and go, cool, I wrote that song. You didn't. Someone else wrote it because you gave them a couple points for them. Did you see my argument? You didn't write it. You didn't write it. You gave somebody else. You said, I have an idea. Someone else wrote it for right. you. I and then you're the, claiming. The terminology there is go and write it. But if you said to me, go and create it. Either way. The point is, is that you did It's not either way. Because if you told me to create it, I did create it. If you, get, if you say, go and create me an intro song to my podcast, and I come back to you with AI-generated content, I still created that because I authorized the AI ultimately for the final product that I was happy with. But what I'm saying but is- In my mind, I'm not going to let it just auto-generate something and then pass that on to you without me as the human like checking its work. I'm saying you're the guy who asks the musician to go make it. Not that you're the musician. And you, I'm saying that if I, you hire a musician who goes and makes you an intro, even though you gave him some influences and some ideas of what you wanted to make, he went off and made it. He brought it back to you and you can go, I don't like this part. Go change that. And then when he gives you the finished product, you go, I made, I wrote that song. I created that song, but you didn't. Someone else created it. You made edits and you made changes and you gave, feedback or 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 notes i'm not i'm not and i'm not attacking you i'm saying I'm that like I'm, I'm saying that that at the end of the day for someone to turn around and be like i made it and it's like you didn't you you directed it you did a lot of things like that's and that's all i'm saying is that that's what the creatives are saying about like about this stuff is is that it's taking away work that someone else can can create because if you did have the skill people who have these skills effectively what it's doing is it's giving everyone who has no skill, who's put no time and effort into it, the ability to create. I'm not saying that these, these AIs aren't incredible. I'm just saying it's taking a lot of people who've honed skill, who have passion, which you can't teach. You and thus, cannot teach they passion. they are sad and upset about it. Like the libraries were when the- Sure. And the cab drivers when Uber came out. Like technology exactly. will, will innovate. If like, you fight this, you will lose. It's, I will not disagree with that. I'm just saying that the people who like, the issue is the people who stand to lose from it are the ones creating their own fucking replacement. When the creatives are playing with this while it's new and going, oh, I want to like do it. It's like, great. You teach this thing, right? Because we're all funneling information back to its main database so it can learn and get better. So writers are fucking with it, teaching this thing how to be a writer. Artists are fucking with this thing, teaching it how to be an artist, right? We're, they're training their own replacement Sure, is what I'm saying. And if they held off a little bit being like, cool, computer nerd who doesn't have my set of skills, you go teach it how to take my job. I'm going to keep earning for my family in the meantime. And despite the fact that people who know how to talk to chat GBT will still be able to chat with it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with a lot of what you're saying. What I'm saying is, is that you're just, you're, you're, you're making yourself obsolete faster. You're contributing to your own obsolescence, right? Whereas like Uber, okay, I don't want to be a cab driver. Like go, go join Uber early and get on board, become grandfathered into their payment plan. Cause that's going to replace you, right? You don't need somebody else to teach you how to drive a car or whatever. I'm just saying the people who already have the skill are training this thing, how to do what they already know how to do. And that's what Joe was saying. It's like, stop teaching this thing how to do your job. But they're not going to stop. So are you just talking about North America as a writer strike? 
Is that? I think it's just the U.S. I could be wrong. Just the U.S. I think okay. so. But so, I just. But my point is, there's more countries out there than just the U.S. So, and Josh is sculling a bottle of water because he's been talking too much as usual. The guy doesn't know how to shut the fuck up. Anyway, um, there are other countries out there that are not going to give two shits about the sure. the creative strikes happening in the U.S. or North America or any other fucking country. There are going to be other countries out there that don't care and they are going to progress with it. Sure. They're going to move forward with this regardless. The local- Yeah, sorry. If you don't, if they, you don't keep up. If you don't stay on top of this, you will be left behind, and you will be worse off than you were if you just adopted it and moved with it. I I I don't disagree. There's just certain things like again, how fast do we get the truck loaded? We got ten local labor versus four. The guys, the four who are there, are going to make more money because it's taking longer, right? Sure. It's like it's like a guy getting on the phone going, I really need this money. Let me call three. See how this is connected. Let me get on the phone and call my four buddies to show up here. We'll be done half the time. Is he making the same amount of money? No. No. He just make half the money because he got the job done faster. He hurt. He shot himself in the foot trying to get it done faster. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying don't learn how to do it. Don't whatever. It's just. These guys will make more money by not by not hiring their own replacements, by not training their You're own replacements. You're bringing up a completely new argument that is no. That's that's what I've been now. trying. That's what I've been trying to say the whole time is is that yeah, it has to be done. I'm not saying don't don't use AI. I'm just saying when people who are in a field are using it for their own purpose, like oh, this is gonna make my job. I'm playing around with. It. I'm gonna teach it how to do my job, and it's like well, then you're just cutting your own work but this, in half. This documentary was not about anything that we No, no, just we've just been chatting AI. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is is that in this documentary they don't say it the way we're saying it, but we saw evidence of it. This documentary is about these robots who it's like, "Oh, we teach it this and then before you know it it's it's going like, "Oh shit, it's better than any human being." Yeah, so I, the I think the example there was the fighter pilots. That's one of them, yeah, the, for sure. the AI aircraft has no emotions and it does not fear death. Right. They were talking about building simulations. Human pilots do fear death. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about human pilots would, uh, fighter jet pilots would try and attack from the rear of a target Mm -hmm. if they could get a clean shot. And the uh, AIs, they didn't care what aspect they came in from. They would go nose to nose with you if it calculated it could take the shot quicker than you. And yeah. it won one hundred percent of the rounds. Yeah. The 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 programmer said that like an AI will not fear death unless you program it to fear death. Yeah. And and so basically, um, I think they went into it at length, but but effectively they were saying that like a pilot's less likely to try X, Y, and Z maneuver because it it's really cost. hard to recover from and you could you could die. You could die. Whereas if the computer's job is to kill that thing, then it's going to do whatever it can in its capability to kill that thing. And so they had to go up against a, a guy who they're like, his title is this, 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 and that. He has this, 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 and that experience. He's like, basically, I'm Tom Cruise from Top Gun. Yeah. That's, you that's know, like, that's what I do. I do dog fighting and they explain dog fighting and all these different things. But the documentary was like, t- 
time and time again, it was like, here's how it worked, you know, in simulations and it won every time. And then the ultimate goal is to like, get it so good that it has to face off against the best human. And then it just smoked the best human. Yeah. So it showed after, examples like, of, uh, it went up against the world's best chess players. Yeah. Kill it. Smoked them. Smoked them. Um, it lost the first round, but then it learned its mistakes and it, yeah. and it won. And then the game Go, which I'm not super familiar not with. Not familiar with the white and black checkers. Um, it looks white, like sh- white and black dots on a checkered board. It looks like the game Othello, but yeah, it, it, it but they like didn't call it that. Maybe it's just a different name for that game. But, but it's literally black and white. That there's beans. as many variables to the game as there are stars in the sky. I mm-hmm. think that was the reference they used on it, which is a lot of variables. I was eating Porky's pizza at the time. Well, the AI smoked <laughs> yep. the, all the best players for that game. Um, and then they were saying, look, we, we created these, uh, robots and machines to like carry heavy things. They had the mm-hmm. little dog robots running around. Yep. They were using examples of search and rescue. And on the other side of the coin, it has a machine gun bolts to its back. Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's like people effectively and Ryan and I were talking about this, even while we're watching the documentary is like every single application of anything it's like the second it shows any promise it's immediately like and how do we militarize this or weaponize it so like the little robot dog with all its senses could go out into the forest or onto an avalanche area and find a human being right which is great you know you've saved someone's life using ai and a robot the only thing i i I did i meant to bring it up while we were watching it and i never said it and i'd like to get your thoughts it's just like but it's a robot so it's still got electricity, which means batteries. And if you're like searching for someone in an avalanche, that battery is going to freeze and, and go to shit in yeah, no time. You're right. I, I meant to say that at the time. And I was like, I was like, like I was waiting for them to address it. Right. And you and I were doing a lot of talking while I was on. So I was just like, all right, I'll just let this one go waiting for it addressed. And then by then I'd forgotten about it, but it's like, you're like, oh, well this thing won't, won't lose you. I'm like, well, a fucking helicopter's warm. If they're searching over and they got infrared and stuff like that. I'm like, how is this dog? It doesn't have fucking shovels on its feet. It's not going to dig down into an avalanche. Yeah. I understand. So I was kind of like, I, I really, honestly, that one thing shy of like a kid's lost in the woods and it's walking around and maybe using a coos, they can never, and they never even said this, but I'm sitting there going, okay, if this thing's like looking for a kid in the woods, it won't get tired, but I don't know how long the battery life is. But I'm like, it won't get tired. It can walk around. But when they start saying avalanche, I'm like, you're but not going to have an avalanche on the beach. No, so what the fuck? they also went into like the swarm technology, not to sure, like, sure. cut you off there. But the um, so if one gets low on battery power, there's going to be like 10 more to take its spot and sure. keep going on. And then when they run out of battery, there's 10 more for each one of those to keep pushing forward on the search for the lost human being. But who's replacing the batteries? I don't know. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's like, I guess this is the, this, I don't know. This is how my brain works. I'm going, okay, great. But you're taking, you're taking a, a person's job, which is fine. We, that's the only thing constant is change. But it was just like one of those, like, but how much better of a job is going to do? And I'm like, it's searching. I'm like, it could have radar and shit. I'm sure it can do a lot more than just some guy, but human beings have fucking tools that we can carry in our hands while sure. we're searching. Well, basically we're a battery as well. We need water, food, and sleep. Yeah. Um, and you starve those out of a human being and we cease to function as well. Sure. But we can carry those around with us in a backpack, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe so, go longer. And that's all I'm saying is I'm, I'm curious as to like, sure, they could probably put batteries that roll over, but it's going to have a, they deploy all of them at once, right? 48 hours, the first 48 hours, is the most important. We're not going to be like, okay, we're going to save the uh, exponential more ones for when the first one dies and we'll send out 10, then we'll send out a hundred. It's like, we're going to send them all at once. So theoretically, all those batteries are dying at the same time. 
theoretically. If they're battery powered. Right. That wasn't really talked about. Right. And then, but if they're solar powered, and they stop working at nighttime, right? But what if they have a, Do you have a, a one to one ratio? What if they have a form of a nuclear battery? And I only bring that up because That's fair. satellites that we send out into deep space have, have nuclear have batteries? Nuclear batteries in them because they last such a long time. Yeah. Um, not good if they break open. Right. Or if they get damaged. Well, that makes sense. Like a war machine gets shot up and it's a nuclear battery powered. Are That's they bad? Are there nuclear? I, I don't know much about this at all. But I know that you look into the space stuff. Is uh, like I know that uh, origami is used so that these things can go into space and then open up. And I know that they use a lot of solar panels because the light's available almost constantly and in certain spots of space. Until they drift away too far from the sun. Right, and then they have the nuclear batteries in them. Yep. Okay. So I think uh, a good example for anyone that cares about science and space and, and shit, they sent a satellite to go look at um, Saturn and Jupiter. And I'm not sure if it was. Oh, are you going to talk about this now? The thing you told me the other day? Nope. Okay. Nope, Just checking. I apologize. Um, but the, anyway, the, this um, they didn't want to crash the satellite onto a moon that potentially could have life on it in our solar system because it was a nuclear powered. Uh, satellite. Okay. So they sent it into, I believe they sent it into the Saturn, which is a giant, a gas giant. So the pressure and the gravity would have just crushed it into nothing. Kind of like that submarine that they lost that went down to look at the Titanic and it imploded. So the thing wouldn't burn up and explode. It would, the sun would crush it. It, it was Saturn that crushed it. it oh, did, Saturn. They said it, Saturn. Sorry, it they said burnt the sun. up and it broke apart in the atmosphere of Saturn. But as it can continue to descend towards the center of Saturn, it just sucks it, everything it in and would crushes have been it. Crushed into um, like an atom, basically. Okay. So that's how they. Which is effectively it. nuclear fission, that's, is splitting and crushing atoms. That's how they didn't poison the moon. I think Europa. Um, Who? Europa. Not our moon. No. Okay. A moon of Saturn. Um, someone could correct me if I've got the names fucked up. Ryan deGrasse Tyson. Um, anyway, <laughs> so they didn't want to fuck up this uh, this moon because it has a lot of water on it and or liquid um, and signs of life. So they didn't want to put a nuclear powered fucking satellite and potentially poison the place. Right. And if there's life create our first fucking internet intergalactic enemy yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway that's uh that we spun it way out of fucking control there where were we before that uh i was talking about these dogs that will run it about i just i just remember seeing it and they're talking about they, as soon as they said the word avalanche i thought oh cool Frozen right batteries i'm thinking like oh radar or sonar or or thermal detection like yeah and then i'm like like i'm like it won't get cold but then i'm like but it's a battery it like mm. that that will so you've still got to so i'm just like what's the to work with these robots and machines right and, and the was, creators were talking about how like the second they saw their dog with a gun on its back they're like that's not why we made this yeah and that's that's true of a lot of things i talked a long time ago on this podcast did you ever see the documentary the social dilemma yeah i think i did yes yeah and that's literally where they're talking about like social media and how they spin doctor everything how it's literally designed to polarize you and show you only the stuff that's going to keep you on their platform and they're not talking about like oh here's some random doctors and social media they're like they're like this is the guy from google who invented this this is the guy from youtube who invented this this is the person from twitter and myspace these are the people who designed these horrific algorithms and they're all like i did not like some of them are like i am actively trying to shut this down now yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is not why I made this. Well, on the documentary, there was like that one lady that mm -hmm. was talking about how she's trying to um, put regulations and rules on the development of AI. Yeah. And then she's like, our building has barely anyone in it. But then over at the military building, yeah, that's full. 
That's packed full of people yeah. who are working on this. That's and that's something that like I I just I watched it and and it was like one of the things that you and I saw was these guys who are like using AI to be like, oh, I wonder like we're we're using AI to try to create molecules that are like helpful. And then they're like, but then we just thought to ourselves, geez, could we make a molecule like that's the most toxic? That was and the then scary asked part. them and then asked the AI to do it. And and this is where I think like this is why I fucking hate human beings is that instead of them like it 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 didn't take them a second to think about what they just what they just did. They didn't go we really don't want it to start creating this. Like Apple they despite their flaws, they should have thought about maybe we shouldn't ask yeah, the AI yeah, this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh uh you were so busy uh trying to to figure out whether or not you could uh, you'd stop to think if you should. Right? Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park, straight up. Yep. That's that was the I even said that when we were watching it. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh, you got the package and now you're now you're packaging it. And yeah, and you're selling it. You want to sell it. He's paying the table in the scene. That's why I'm doing it. But it was just it was literally that scene. And and I'm going like this is ridiculous. And then of course they're like, Oh, we came back the next all we had to do was change a zero to a one, and we came back the next day and and it had created millions of super toxic molecules. And it's like, and then like they're like, What have we done? I'm like, you asked it to do it. What did you like? It's such horseshit. I I I wouldn't even I be surprised was, to find out that they didn't care and they were just like, we have to act appalled, or we're immediately the worst human beings on the planet. They they literally couldn't. This is where I say Apple fucks up a lot, but one of the things that they they have even said that they didn't do is like when when the FBI asked them to create a backdoor into their 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 phones for the Sandy Hook killer. They're like, they're like Apple, the FBS create a, a backdoor way into your devices so that we can break into them if necessary. And Apple said, no, they said, because as soon as we create that, then it exists and it's out there and someone can use it for more nefarious purposes. Yep. So they just said, no, that's, that's another reason why every time someone's like, oh, you know, you can hack an iPhone. I'm like, it doesn't fucking exist. And we like, both, the FBI couldn't get Apple to do it. If, if you're a little faggy, you, ugh, sorry, negative term. I apologize. So bad of me to say that. We're, I'm working on myself, guys. I'm a work in progress. Sometimes I drop um, evil words. I'm very sorry. But I mean, some little piece of shit on YouTube has created, oh, look, I, I hacked an iPhone. Bullshit. Anyways, the point is, is that they have the wherewithal to go. We don't create it so that it doesn't exist. And these fucking idiots sat in front of a computer and they went, oh, let's uh, let's see if we can create. Oh, what have we now that it's been created? Oh, what have we done? And that's the scary thing was it wasn't the the millions of results that it came up with, but it actually worked its way down to more and more toxic molecules mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, this is the worst thing for a human being ever. That That's the point it got to. And they created that by asking it not to find the cure for cancer, yeah. but to do exactly the opposite. And it's like, what is the most efficient way to kill a human being? Yeah. With a, a chemical. What is the most toxic molecule we can that make? that really opened our eyes that we were watching robots with machine guns running around um, and small little robot tanks running around and how terrifying they were. And even flying drones that were dropping grenades and things on, on people. Yeah. That was all very scary. And then we quickly realized that this is not going to end with Terminator where it's human versus machine shooting each other. Right. This is going to end up being a chemical or biological release that a fucking AI has created because we taught it how to well, do I, it. And that'll be the end of humans. We you, won't see, smell, hear no. it. You, yeah, you said that. You're like, this is, this is, you said this is like my biggest fear is that it's not like, and I, I was, was always under that impression. Like we just, there's been tons of horrific wars. Didn't shut down the world. We just shut down the world for two, three years because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? It was a biological thing that had more of an impact on the world than any military thing ever. And in all fairness, like how many movies have you seen where it's like zombies? It's, ah, it's just a plot device where it's like, oh, the military is working on something that they could drop on a group of people and they would just have them turn on each other and kill themselves with it. Fucking one of the Jurassic Park movies was like, oh, we want to weaponize raptors so we can drop them in because they're a more lethal killing machine. It's like we're constantly looking to make biology or biological things, weapons, that that have infinitely more to do than it might like the 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 you told me about it like a fucking umbrella and where you stab a guy in a leg and he dies that happened of, that happened yeah they put a, a ra- but it was radiation russian, right? it was a russian assassin uh put a radiation uh radioactive seed which is about the size of a, a grain of salt um in the tip of an umbrella and stab someone in the calf muscle yeah, and then they dead. died of radiation poisoning and then the assassin and died then right the shit was so radioactive that both the assassins died and the hotel room they were staying in is like locked permanently because it's so fucking radioactive at the yeah. moment. But that's, I guess that one's radiation we know of. It's not exactly like a biological weapon. Theoretically it fucks up biology pretty quick, but yeah, that's a, it's a difficult one to, it's, it's just like watching the documentary. It that was, was like, the real dark side. I think to, to the AI documentary was like, you know, we can use it to cure cancer Right. Uh, and all these terrible diseases for human beings. But by just changing a zero to a one in the code, you can do the reverse. It's it's really um, the scary part and the, and the thing that I wanted to kind of just sort of bring up because you don't get this sort of tete-a-tete very often. Do you know what that is? Nope. It's French. I know you don't speak French. It's head-to-head. Um, the, I, I, the biological stuff is just like – you you have human beings know right from wrong. I would say that that nine times out of ten, you know right from wrong. You're influenced to do whatever is best suited to yourself, but but you know what the right decision is and what the wrong one is. And people will decide against it. You know what I mean? Like to, to decide against what's right and do whatever they want in an instance. And the thing that's frustrating is like we're gonna take machines that don't know right from wrong there was a moment in it where they talked about how like you know um a little girl you know was 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 sent to spy on information and based on the rules of war they could have shot that little girl and it wouldn't have been like a war crime or whatever it is because of how things work and most adults would be like oh my god it's a little girl horrific it's like yeah but she is you know against your people whatever well a computer if if you've categorized right like the the, the rules of engagement and the, the war crimes and all that if you've categorized that and uploaded it into a computer it would have shot that little girl done yep it doesn't care about her age gender or exactly anything. just it like you're just like you're a hostile debt have committed the you have done an act that's in my programming that says that you can die right so it will engage and kill the little girl like whereas a, a soldier on the on the ground would have been like that's a little girl I'm not gonna shoot her right and even even like somebody dies and drops a gun or something like that and you know little 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 kid runs over like a two year old runs over and like goes to grab the gun because he doesn't even know anything and the second its fingers touch fuck it who knows maybe the second it goes for the weapon right because if you teach it you know attempts, grabs a weapon threat dead neutralized faster than the human mind could whereas a soldier like hey, hey, hey put that down no 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 well, you know what i mean like something so where you that's where you need to that's i think where you really need to teach it and right uh, i want to bring the conversation back to like 
regardless of what we do in North America as a as a whole, right? Um, or even of the the allied countries, there are other countries out there that are doing the fucking opposite. So, how much restrictions do we put on ourselves in developing this technology, knowing that other countries are not putting the same restrictions on the development of their AI? So, no, of you, course, you want the but that's AI, a shit argument. Like, you want the AI that can cure cancer. Um, and we want to be working on that side of the coin right. because we already know that there are countries out there that are working on the AI that's not curing cancer. It's doing the opposite. Yeah. And that was the North American monkeys that were doing that. I, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you've got the people who are like, we can't, we can't take away guns because then all the good people won't have them and all the bad guys will still have them. So we better keep guns too. Like I, and I, to me, that's, that's what I'm hearing when it's like, well, they're the, the other countries are going to be working on this stuff. So why can't we? It's like, but I think this is far more lethal AI than guns. Oh, hell yeah. So, but I'm, but so then, then so let me, let me see if I understand. Saying, are you on the side of keep developing it because the bad guys are developing yes. it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, th- I think we can put, um, many regulations in it to try and, and make sure that we move in the direction of curing cancer. Right. Um, but our development needs to be fast or faster than our enemies. I mean, but uh, they always say like one day the genie is going to be out of the bottle. That, that day's come and gone. Well, th- that's We're the already, opening Pandora's box. We is are what already they're... fucking with it. Um, it. So there are, you know, I said to you while we were watching it, this is the age of the nerd. Yeah. The nerds are going to win this one. Absolutely. There's, did you, uh, there was one thing that I, I just wanted to ask because it was essentially how the documentary started and what it focused on first. Fuck. We talk about some dark shit on this channel. I thought this was meant to channel. You guys changed the podcast channel. I, I wanted to ask this because this was one where I knew where I would feel right away, but, and, and on my side's not right. It's just based on my experiences and everything like that. And keeping it regular, relatively ambiguous, um, the first thing that they focused on in the documentary was like military applications to, and it was very like light in comparison to where they went with all the other things that it could do, like much more horrific. Is they they it wasn't even really an AI thing. They were just talking about like drones in the battlefield being able to fly into a building first and like look around and and, and identify clear hostile the, targets yeah, and clear stuff the like that. Building before people go in there. Yeah. And there's, again, there's a lot of people saying like, we created this, the AI for this, that we don't love the military applications, but, but, and again, like for me, just in general, every time I see like something militarized, I'm like, I roll my eyes and I'm like, of course, like, how can we make it a better killing machine? But the thing is one of the aspects, right? Like, I don't like the Terminator aspect. Can it tell the difference? Can it make human decisions? Right? So I always get to look at these things from my safe comfortable, inexperienced, ethical, calm position. Whereas someone like yourself has been in situations like that. And I thought it might be interesting to just ask, like, you know, I don't want to see machines weaponized, but you're somebody who's been there and be like, it would have been a lot nicer to have had that than, than the casualties that were. The only answer I have to that is it's very nice that you don't want them to be weaponized. Yeah. But you're too late. No, I, I get that. So let's just say from the position of like, well, yeah, it's, they, they, I'm saying like, I don't want it to go more and more Terminator. Like they have been weaponized, these machines, of course, but I'm saying that like, 
Yeah, I, I guess it's like my my comfort is that like, oh, if it's people rushing in there, then they make better human decisions and they're not like just kill anything that moves. They did say on the documentary that at the end of it that they don't want the machine to be able to make the decision to kill. It can... Three rolls of the robotics? It can, well... Because that's not just for my robot, but you did mention you watched that last yes, night. Yes, I did. Um, but they in this documentary, they said that they want it to be able to to find the target, track the target, have mm-hmm. the ability to engage the target, but not do it until a human says it's okay to do it. Okay. That's what they said in the documentary. However, from the chemical biological experiment, yeah. we, we quickly learned that just by changing a zero to a one, in the line of code, you've just given the machine the ability to what make if, the decision. What if they did a mix of the Russian thing to the drone? What if they just fucking fired a little fucking seed onto a drone? Radioactive, poisonous, biological. Well, these are war crimes. What's you, that? You realize that, right? That's a war crime. Not if you don't know where it came from. It's still a fucking war crime. doesn't matter where it came from. Okay. That's what's, that's something I've never really understood because there's war crimes that are just committed off the record all the fucking time. And so how do you know that they're off the record? <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, Oh, we, here's our, we, we, we sailed out to international waters before we tortured this person. It's like, then, then just stay on land. If you're going to be like, Oh, we're here's the loophole. It's like when people try to loophole religion, I'm like, you, you are you so ignorant? It's not torture. It's enhanced interrogation, en- enhanced interrogation. Sorry. My point is, is that when people try to like, Oh, I have a technicality on my religion. It's like you, your God knows what's in your mind and in your heart. So you're going to fucking tell me that you, he's up there with his fucking legal aid going on. Oh, no, he got us. He got us, JC. Uh, that's uh, that's right here in the thing. He didn't do exactly that. He used uh, a language, English, not Aramaic, as it was written. But uh, it's actually, yeah, he got us on the technicality. So you got to open up. Uh, Peter, open the gates. He's coming in. He got us. Got us on the technicality. It's not fucking Judge Judy up there. <laughs> Just, right? It's that, And that's what I'm saying. So like the whole idea that like, you know, people are committing war crimes. That's why I say like human beings are fucking unethical things maybe it would balance it out in all fairness just popped into my head maybe it would fucking balance out maybe the computer operating on this code maybe it'll it'll shoot a few fucking kids but maybe it will not torture people and not make the negative decision do you know what i'm saying depends how it's programmed what if right but i'm saying that like every time a human being was told don't you're not like as humans are told don't shoot that guy he's unarmed you're pissed off. He just shot your buddy. Bang. You kill him anyways. You're going against your programming. So what I'm saying is like, yeah, maybe the, the computer will kill a few kids, which I do not condone for the record before this gets played, you know, the day after I get some big comedic promotion and they just tear it away from me. I also really don't like that. I said that other word earlier, despite the fact that I'm a good person, but I, I do not condone the word. I'm not going to make excuses. Right. I said, I'm a work in progress. I'm working on it. There's other words in my vocabulary. I do say retard on occasion, which won't end your career, but I don't agree with that either. I'm trying to get the bad words out of my, it's all very Canadian of you to say things like this. It's important to me because I do have, I do have gay people in my life whom I love very, very much. And that word is not a word of hatred towards them. It was just a word that was used repetitively when I was young and it became Speaking. a word to mean someone small, a word of, of weakness and, and smallness, which unfortunately at the, I guess when it was contrived was was associated with gay people i uh, but i use it as a word of speaking of gay people yeah that thing i heard today on the news you clarified the person nixon conservative richard nixon richard nixon isn't he dead 
the oh, well, fuck, he looked like he was dead. This dude. This couldn't was possibly. So old. Hey Siri, what year did I mean, Richard Nixon I die? I think it was him, Junior. Though in general. Oh, wow, that would make sense. Are we checking Siri? Yeah, I want to know when he died, but she's still listening, so she's she's trying to get the whole question. Oh, she's been listening the whole fucking thing. There's some of the stuff. No, but I mean, saying. she's still trying to gather my question. She's still pretending to be listening to me. <laughs> but anyway, this guy comes out and says that there's something in the water that when they tested it on frogs, they all turned gay. <laughs> and so now his argument is turned the gay water is, so is turning young men gay and transsexual that is what he was quoted as saying please get a bottle of this water so that i can like okay we were talking about ai i first off you do you don't believe that believe what that water turns you that this water turns you gay no fuck no i don't i think it's one of the stupidest things that yeah why would a a dude that's trying to become a a politician he's trying to become the president of the united states of america right why would you come out and say some dumb shit like that because dumb people vote jeez dude there's people that believe the earth is flat well, spoiler alert, it's not. Well, no, listen, we no, fuck, you're, we checked it. You're just part of the system, man. You're just you're just trying to keep the lie going. My this my is point, not fucking Asgard, okay? We go all the way around. <laughs> my point is that we have, I don't know, man. The the the. I want to get back to the the military shit. Okay, in a minute, okay. but I but I but I'm saying that like too, like we were talking about the AI is like, you know, we want to teach it to reason. But then maybe reason is the reason that human beings fuck up and we go against our code, right? Because everyone's saying like, oh, teach it, teach it creativity, teach it compassion or whatever. But it's like, but it's reasoning skills, right? That's, that's probably the biggest growth that we have as human beings is learning to reason. As a child, everything's just fun and crazy, whatever. But then you learn to reason. So understand that AI right now is a child. Right. But and and it, so what I'm saying is the more we- It's kind of like a- a puppy more than it is a human child. And I say that because like dogs don't live as long as humans. So like their puppy first year of puppiness right. is like our first 10 years as a human being. Does that make sense? Right. So the AI is going to develop much faster than a human being develops. But at the moment it's an infant. Right. But I'm saying that like, you know how like every movie where Ultron wants to destroy us, this, that, because and the other wants to destroy us. Because it's like, oh, the worst thing for the planet is humans. Is humans. Whereas that would that would be a case for you're saying like whoever knows how to talk to AI. Because whoever's talking to it says, listen, we are not trying to save the planet. That is a very bad miscommunication. We are trying to save ourselves. And to keep the planet in a state that will be habitable for us. So if you're trying to save the world by killing us, you have failed in your task. That's why that's a perfect example of dude. That that is that is quite literally every fucking horrible genie movie where it's like careful what you wish for, right? Did you ever see Bedazzled with Elizabeth Hurley and Brendan Fraser? No, it's like he he makes a deal with the devil, and every time he wishes for something, she just fucks it up because she plays ah, with yes, I have she plays it. with how he worded it exactly right, and yes. it's like oh you didn't ask to be smart, and so you're an idiot, and then you oh you didn't ask for this, so you're you're you know whatever, and then it's like oh you didn't ask to be straight, so she made him gay, and one of the like it was just basically like this is why people want to regulate it. This is why they want rules and laws right. to regulate AI. The problem is that shit can't keep up regulations and laws can't keep up with the development of AI. And there's going to be some little fucking nerd kid on the other side of the world that's been bullied too much. Right. That's going to operate quicker than what fucking our regulatory. Of course. Whatever are are doing. Like, do you understand my point? I do. You're not going to keep up. 
No, and that's the problem. It's, it, dude, it's literally like what I was saying before about just how why we won't learn Snapchat. It's like we have shit to do and there's people who have nothing to do but sit around and learn this shit faster than it can be learned. Like every fucking, how many goddamn movies are there where like the Pentagon and fucking NASA and all of them working together and then they cut to a scene where it's some guy in the basement eating a pizza on his computer and then like his mother, shut up, mom, shut the fuck up, blah, 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 right? And then the next thing you know, the FBI is like coming down his stairs and fucking hauling him off because he's the only guy who's smart enough. Like that, that how, a million movies with that, the, the fucking nerd who knows more because he's devoted his life to it and all these other guys are sitting around hating their goddamn government jobs which is why they're underpaid for what they're doing just reinforces my point about we need to get on to developing this thing as quickly as we but can. it reinforces god than our enemies it reinforces my point earlier about passion the people who are like passionate about the ai developing it and whatever versus the people who are like oh i'm just using it as a job i'm using it as a, as a side cart to my work or whatever yeah and and so okay let me see if i can pull us all together here and and, and grab all the little pieces floating around in our fucking galaxy of conversation here is it's not going anywhere and i agree with that um and no ai is here to stay 100%. it is already the genie out of the bottle so if you Correct. hear the reference let's not let the genie out of the bottle and the genie is the ai it's too late right my thing is my position is we're training it we're training it it's not training itself we're training it and then we give it notes on what it did so we are the educators do this that's bad. That's good. We just told it. We yeah, just grew its brain. Lots of bad people teaching it too. Right. Right. But my point was, is if you're in an industry, stop teaching it your job, learn it, learn it, stop teaching it how to do your job because you're building your own replacement strategic, except that it's here. It is not going anywhere. If you want to keep your job, stop telling it how to do your job on a daily basis. And then when they show up and go, well, you just, you just built 10 months of posters on it. There's, Guess what? It knows how to make a poster now because gone, you just trained we've gone it around this merry-go-round before someone else on the other side of the world doesn't sure. give a fuck about sure. what we're doing here about stopping to teach. To but I'm not saying Canadian guys stop, stop teaching. I'm saying if you work in an industry, don't teach at your job but, wherever in the world. Cause you're going to get unemployed everywhere. Teaching at the fucking job. Only the guys who know how to do the job. You, I, I can't, I can't tell a computer right now how to, how to make music. I can ask it to do something. I can correct it and I can give it notes, but I'm effectively training it how to do that. You know what I mean? Which is why I say that like, it's, it's well, whatever. I mean, look, I'm not going to slow it down at all. I understand people are just going to do it anyways. Cause there's people that the fascination, these fucking idiots who made the most toxic molecules. Like, I just wonder, I just want to see if it can. Yes, it can. Yeah. And it now, can stop asking it to do problem, things that you don't want to see happen. The problem with that now is that there's record of it, right? The, the it is that information is now sitting in a computer um, yeah, they never said anything about how we deleted it or anything. They're just like, the oh. fact that they've showed it on Netflix now, like how long ago did, did that happen? Where is that information now? Right. As soon as an AI learned how to hack and get into other systems that it's not meant to be in to access their information and it stumbles across that file of super toxic fucking molecules, now it knows those. Well, you know what I mean? Like oh, 100%. Genie, genie is already out of the... Stop asking it to make things like again the Jurassic Park thing. 
stop figuring out whether or not you could and ask yourself before. I think that a sense of, again, it's human beings. So accountability is fucking out the window. But if you're going to like, there's so many, what trolls we used to call them motherfuckers beforehand. I'm a troll. I'm a troll. It's just a dismissive way. That's like saying uh, post-traumatic stress disorder instead of shell-shocked. It's diluted what the condition is. These people are fucking little pricks, cocksuckers, assholes. They're not trolls. Oh, the trolls are cute. I like bothering people. You're an asshole. And you're going to have trolls that are out there creating shit. And instead of being like, oh, I can't make a bomb because I don't know how. So I, I have to go, oh, I don't have the time to do that. Now you can say... AI show me how to make a bomb in under five minutes or some stupid shit like that. And you're going to have these losers like, Hey, can I, what can I make a bomb with around the household thing? And then other people teaching it all the things in a house that can do it and uploading all that back to its central, all these horrific things that you should never do. These guys are just going to keep plugging. I'm just trolling. No, dude, you're fucking around with things that are way bigger than you. Dude, I, I, uh, as a kid, like, I don't believe in supernatural stuff, but I'm freaked out by it. Cause again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know for a fact that that shit's not real. I don't, but I never touched a Ouija board because every bit of shit out there was every like, horror movie you've seen with well, a Ouija board. But even, bad. even it was just like, you're inviting it in right? That's all they ever said is like, if you touch the Ouija board, it's an invitation in and then you can't just get rid of it. And I understand your (laughs) rant, but you are too late, my friend. I don't know what else to tell you. That's fair. So what do you think of that? I think we need to be working on this as hard as everybody else is working on this. When you say that, what do you mean? Like every, every person comes home from work every day and works on chat GBT. This is a fucking yin and yang situation, right? There's going to be a, a, what are we at in 8 billion people on the planet or something? There's going to be 4 billion people working on the dark fucking side of AI and 4 billion people working on the let's cure cancer side of AI. Like if we don't all start working on it at the same time, you don't want one side to get ahead of the other side. Well, actually, yes, I do. I want the good side, obviously. But, you know, in some parts of the world, we're not the good guys. No, of course. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know about that, but all I, all I can think is what I'm sitting here going like, oh, well they're never ch- like AI is not going to board a cruise ship, not going to board it like a human being. That it's not going to be, it's not going to be a guest on a cruise ship. So what happens when AI takes over every human task and now there's nobody doing there's, the leisure thing? Like how do you, how do the big evil billionaires stay in business when your business is like leisure and recreation, it's like, there's no reason, like you're not making any money to take their trip because all of your jobs are gone so, to So now AI. you're diving into territory of like, do we need money? I'm not asking that. I know that, I know that, that we that's. Could, we ultimately, there, there is a, a project out there called the Venus Project. It has been around since the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. 60s to 70s. Um, Jacques Fresco, I think is how you pronounce his name, is the creator of the Venus Project. Is this conspiracy theory? Is no, it open knowledge? Okay, real, just asking. They even built a little village here in the US to prove the concept where it is a, an entirely uh, computerized controlled city 
where human beings don't have to work to earn money. This was conceptualized in the 60s or it was initiated in the 60s? Like, like started, it was executed? They started, uh, I don't know when they started building the village, but the conception was 60s, 70s. There's a whole book I just would have had a hard called, time believing the computer called, power worked back then exactly, to, to automate everything. Right, exactly. In this, and now look at our computing power right. now. Now it could. Right? Right. So yeah, now we have, uh, like I think your phone is, is a million times more powerful than the, yeah, the one, sh- that took the men to the moon. Right. Yeah. So my point is like, we are at a, a pivotal point in our growth as mankind where we probably don't have to work for money anymore. We could, we literally could build cities that could provide for us and be completely autonomous and just let humans do whatever the fuck they want to do. We, we could do that now. We won't do that now because billionaires are greedy. Right. Of course. And people with money want more money. It's addictive. Right. So how do you move to a society that's cashless? You're going to tell all these billionaires that they have to live like everyone else? We're all going to live in just fucking four-bedroom, two-bathroom houses because the city- Who upkeeps it, though? That's that's like that. That's what always this, is like. This like is things some real break sci-fi down. shit. It, it honestly is some real sci-fi kind of stuff, but they built it like a mini city, not a city, a, a mini village to prove that it would work. So, but then what? So nothing has broken down. Like if it's got a grant and they have money behind it, if something breaks, they can hire someone to come in and fix it. Does that 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 ruins their proof proof of concept? Because the concept is you don't have to do anything, right? So if, if no, no, so you missed the part about humans can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. No, I didn't miss that. So, well, some. Do humans, you want to fix something? Yeah, I love fucking tinkering with things. Right. So if you give me the opportunity to go and say work on an aircraft even though i'm not qualified to do that i would love to do that though that doesn't sound like it's not you being know, qualified that, has not stopped people in the past that, for sure. the record. okay sure like, but see like that that's a, a passion of mine your passion is is to write uh comedy right sure my passion is to make people laugh okay the, the work part of it i don't like to do, to do but if i want to do to perform and make people laugh right would you still do that if you weren't getting paid if i didn't need money yeah yeah, see, that's my point. But it's not hard you work. Could, you could do your passion and not receive money because you don't need money. The city's going to feed you and take care of you. There are going to be people out there like the nerds we've been talking about that sit in the basement, that it's their passion mm-hmm. that want to repair these machines. It's their passion that they want to maintain the city and make it the most efficient city. Who wants to can. crawl through the pipe to unclog the shit? Some people will be passionate about that. You know what? It might not be a person crawling through the pipe cleaning the shit. It might be a machine that goes and does the pipe. But when the machine breaks down, the person will clean, will fix the machine. But I'm saying, how do you get them? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm not saying it couldn't work. This is not news. This is I didn't just make this shit up. No, this this Venus project is a real thing. You can look it up. I believe it. Read about it. I believe in it. But these people are passionate about not having to work, so they're trying to design a society that would, would remove that. What I'm saying is, is like. One of the things I'm thinking of is, okay, the society is built. What happens to new generations that are born under this that have never had to work? We're banking on this urge to work just being instilled in them out of nowhere, that they're just going to like grow up to want to clean shit. No, you let them grow up to fucking do whatever they want to do. Right. And I'm saying an entire generation or or three generations in of people who've never really had to work this concept that you have to earn your keep. We already have three generations of people that don't know how the fucking work. Right. And I'm saying, and you're still kind of supposed to right now. So I'm saying when the, when the expectation is not, 
that you have to do anything. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Then I don't want to do that. And then you get you get you get people just like this. Well, we need to keep ourselves up. Someone else will do it. Not my job. We're already seeing that. And that's I'm just that's what I'm saying we, is like you're the banking city on a, relies heavily on technology. So you need people that are passionate about technology to assist the technology in repairing itself to keep going. Right. right. There's a reason that communism doesn't work. Yes. And the whole reason is, oh, well, the, but there'll be those people who want to do that job. It's because the farmers it doesn't, have to work 18 hours a day and the city workers only work eight hours a day. So the farmer is like, why the fuck do I have to work 18 hours a day to feed the city people who only work eight hours a day? Right. And um, you think that they would force other people to break up that 18 hours. But it's just one of those, like, but also like the whole is like, well, why am I a garbage man and he's a porn star when, you know, I don't want to do this. Why does he get, I want his job right? There's like that conflict is what pushes humanity forward. Like that's why utopia is not possible. Utopia is not possible because of fucking money. It's not possible afterwards. Cause you're always like, it's the fucking, the dog didn't have money. The dog doesn't know what money is. The dog looked in the reflection and saw a dog with a bigger bone. You know the story? No. You never heard the story of the dog. I'm just who, watching you lean over the table. No, but I'm saying it's 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 an instinctual thing. It's like you doesn't have to be taught money. You never heard the story of the dog. He's got a bone. He looks at the edge of the dog. He's looking in the water. The reflection, the dog in the water, has a bigger bone. So he opens his mouth to go get the bone from the other dog, and he drops his bone in the water. Right now he has nothing. But the whole idea was that that dog just wanted something bigger than what he had. So it, it, dog doesn't know currency or economics. Sure. Right. And I'm saying that on an instinctual animal lizard brain level, we're just going to want more. Right. That's why the, the idea of content, sure. contentment or whatever is like. Right. So why can't that more be exploration, which is our grassroots is what we started doing as human beings in the very beginning. It would be like expecting, you can't expect everyone to want one thing more and then be like, but, uh, but this one likes to build engines and this one likes to clean shit. And it's like, I, I don't know. I'm not saying I have the answer, but I'm saying that like a lot of stuff sounds very romantic. But then when you go, okay, we already have kids that don't want to do something and they need to, they know they need money to live. They're all like, I want to be the person who does nothing. Well, now they just want to be influencers. Right. They're like, I want to, po- I want to post shit content that I spent no time and effort on to, to go viral. Right. Whereas like the people who are influencers, like they, that's their passion. They see no idea of how many cuts or how many, how many takes they did, how long the editing process is nothing. They're just like, I just want people to watch me and do nothing. There's chicks with big butts and big tits on Instagram. And every picture is a, is a shot of their chest. And I'm like, where, where is the person or personality? It's like, great. You look good. Those will fade. You better develop a personality or some sort of other skill because that will not last. Yeah, you'll go broke. You know what I mean? It's like, sure, some people can get by on just their looks temporarily. And then those same chicks with the fucking leather faces and yank back big baboon ass lips who've done the plastic surgery to try to look like they're hanging on to their 20s, early 30s, mid 30s. They're 60 and they're like, I look 40, right? No, you don't. <laughs> like, like it's just, you, you're chasing it so bad. And then that's just an empty shell of a person because you, you uh, whatever, fuck, I don't have any answers. I talk about my dick. My point is just like, yeah, this is huge shit, huge shit. I've had a fucking blast talking about it. And I, I want to keep talking about it. Like we're, we we got to teach computers how to reason, right? Sorry, Ultron. I didn't want you to kill human beings to protect the earth. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I want a peaceful planet. Well, human beings cause more conflict than this killer. But all right, not, not killing us is not an option, right? Says one country. Well, what country is going to say kill all of us? 
there are many organizations out there that sure. want go ahead and kill all Americans. By the way, can can we stop selling these com- countries the fucking weapons they need to kill us? Is that an option? No. Can the American no, because, com- can the American because rich people fucking countries richer. stop? Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's not like oh we need to develop our AI because the rich people go eh, give them the AI. We've developed a better one. But if we sell it to them, we can make a mint and we got our bunkers or whatever it is. Dude, dude, everything's fucked. Human beings are, we should be fucking destroyed. <laughs> See how dark this is? No, it's just, it's fine. Like, like that's what I'm saying. People are so fucking, and the, 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 the whole, you know, sell them the rope to hang yourself with or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, the rich people are so willing to fucking, oh, make a buck. Like you said, oh, that meteor is going to hit us. But it's like, yeah, but there's so many minerals on it. It's like, it's going to kill you. You, anyways, that I don't movie, know. don't look up. If you haven't watched it, I encourage you to watch it because uh, it really does highlight some of the issues in society today. The last thing that we're going to talk about before we move on, and I'm going to power through it because I'm I hungry. To, I only, I know, so am I. And we only have to record. I, do you want to know what time it is? You said your phone was dead. Fucking oh, I have six thirty three percent. So suck it. Fair. Uh, I didn't make the claim. You did. <laughs> Um, we did our activation Saturday. Um, Ryan and I were sitting, we're having a nice breakfast. Um, you were under the impression that we had to be at the site for eight o'clock. And I was like, well, the good news is they said to come at nine because we were going to try to get there for seven. Yep. And so waking up, uh, we had our breakfast and we're like, okay, well, let's try to get there for eight. We got there. I think what quarter to eight or 10 to eight. We got, no, we got. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We got there early. We slightly before eight o'clock because right. because we were and we were we expecting s- seven. You're like, oh, it's quarter after. And we we left for started breakfast. doing work as soon as we got there. That's right. We arrived on site. Ed Sheeran's trucks were all over the place. We had to go around. Like there was like a hundred fucking yeah, and lining eighteen wheeler uh, semis. I would say that the the car park parking lot outside of the stadium on the side that we were was like several square lots. And then in between them was several roads. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, there was a, it was like a big, uh, like a Sudoku fucking puzzle, bunch sure. of square lots with roads between. And every road was about three lanes wide. Two of, of the lanes everywhere were full of trucks. Yep. So there was like one road. You could get through every artery, but it was one clear road. Cause everything else was just, what are they? 52 foot footers. Uh, well, the container is, it's got 53 feet painted on it so okay so would you think that's nose to tail or just the containers i think that's just the trailer so these things are are parked in the area ryan and i get there uh as usual we ask security for help borderline useless we have to go to our own forms and look and see where we're supposed to be we get both trucks um at the spot and then where we were backing up there was a curb so we were in a position where we couldn't unload our assets because the truck and everything that we have on it has a, a lift gate. So instead of those moving trucks, we also have those ramps, the ones that I'm sure a lot of people are thinking of where you're, you're moving ramp, you pull it out, you hook it on, you can walk but stuff, the stuff up and down. the stuff we're moving is too big for a ramp. Exactly. So that ramp is not even, not even in contention. Um, so we need to use the lift gate, which is basically like an up and down, uh, you know, elevator elevation thing it's not a forklift it's It's just a a, platform that goes up and down exactly thank you it's a platform that goes up and down so the problem is is that the way that the truck is parked beside we can raise things up and down but we have a curb that we have to go up so you can get all these big things down they are way too big to to go up the curb and so we had to back the truck like in a perpendicular angle 
So against traffic, basically blocking the entire road so we could unload shit. And then we had planter boxes that would prevent a lot of our bigger assets from getting through to the space. The planter boxes were there to stop like trucks and cars driving into the people. Right. And one, we found two planters that were at least four feet apart so we could fit some of the standard pallet would would squeeze through yeah and then we asked them to come in with a forklift and just move one while, and they wouldn't why we did it and they just wouldn't yeah oh we're not sure maintenance guys aren't around da, da, da. yet there was forklifts driving around not everywhere but here and there a forklift would drive by and like oh if he could stop for two seconds this would make our life easier but you know but what no not my problem not my problem not my problem. Yeah, no, it's not my problem. You got to call maintenance or whatever. Like, again, no courtesy. And I have a forklift license. Yeah. And I know if I ask one of those guys, okay, it's not your problem. Can, Can I, I use, use your forklift for 30 seconds? He'll be like, no. No. So our jobs keep getting harder because every time we show up somewhere, there's a new variable that's not so bad. In Foxborough, we had the benefit of, of a forklift and it did make things easier. This time we had to pull some kind of dangerous shit to get our, our stuff off. People could have got hurt. It's not uh, entirely safe. Um, it worked. A lot of people pushed hard and, and burned out a, a big portion of their energy, swinging a, a big crate onto the back of a lift and getting it down and then getting it up off the curb. Like we, we worked our asses off. We asked for 12 laborers. We got five. That was um, the morning. Most of them were late. And they were all meant to come back in the evening. Those five. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Ronald, who was the only rep who was there on time. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out last week to Brian, one of our BAs who was particularly kind, warm, whatever, and uh, mentioned he'd be listening to the podcast. So if he did get to, to the four hour mark of this podcast, he will be pleasantly surprised that it got a little shout out. So Brian, thank you for helping us out. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We didn't really go into things on in Foxborough much. Um, we had five people show up. Ronald was the only one who was on time. Then we had people kind of showing up 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Every time these, these local laborers get to a, a stadium, they don't seem to be able to find the place. Um, we had a woman who was 60, 70. She looked very old and yeah. she looked very brittle. Yeah. So she's trying to carry shit and we're watching her arms fucking shake. Like her, her, the, the equivalent of your knees shaking and bowing when you're, you know, scared it's like her arms were doing that there well, she wasn't I, I would say if i could like measure or just straight across her arm we'd be looking at two inches yeah she wasn't very big hey look i again i'm all for people having work i don't want anyone hurt she was like skeletal from <laughs> fucking he-man it's because she had purple hair you're thinking you're mixing that up with the fucking cowl she yeah and and um I didn't feel comfortable giving her tasks. Not long into the the build, some of the local labor just started slowing down, but it was five people. Um, we were behind getting set up because we asked for 12 people. We had five, two of which didn't seem very comfortable with, with doing stuff. Our support staff from our team and our company showed up at 9, 9.15, um, became very comfortable with chatting with the same gendered uh, local labor reps, distracting them and just having conversations while the rest of us were moving things. That was frustrating. Um, we just had a, a long time getting shit to do. Uh, we finally moved the trucks out of the way. Um, we did our best to build our stuff. Once the activation got going, you know, our BAs were, were relatively good, helpful. We were slow cooking, but, um, the, the, the BAs 
generally did what they were asked to do. Yep. I, I don't have any the complaints. The VAs versus the local labor are two very different creatures. Yeah. Um, shout outs to uh, Linda. I wrote down everybody's names here. Shout out to Linda, Ernesto, Misha, and Haley. Uh, just some of the names that I remembered. Uh, I believe it's Misha. I know Ernesto was helping us uh, in the end. Some of the things, you got to buy those laser pointers. You got to buy those laser pointers. Sure. Um, shift went okay. Um, this was the first time, you know, we've done, this was our third one, uh, Toronto, Foxborough. And now this, this was the first one that they're like, Ryan, Josh, you guys can go take a, a two hour break, grab the rental car, you know, go, go get a meal, whatever it is. Um, sadly, um, on our break, I, I encouraged Ryan to walk with me down to maybe where we could find some food, everything in the air. It was kind of cool because it was sort of like a riverfront area. There were several big restaurants, bars, gastropubs, whatever. All of them had giant lines. Yep. Um, so we ended up being like, okay, let's go back and sit in the truck. Uh, taking the rental card, well, sorry, card, car, a uh, nice sentiment. Sadly, the whole place is locked down because of the concert. So you're not getting And your security right won't now. let you move around because there's too much public moving around. Yeah. They so just... as much as it's like, hey, take the car, go, go have a meal, not an option. Um, when we were allowed to go have our meal, um, this was a few hours before the concert. So all the bars and pubs are, are, are available or not available. Sorry. They're busy. Um, Ryan and I went and hung out in the trucks after, after like we had 20 minutes left. I took a look. There was a McDonald's. I had asked this from the, the, the guys at the restaurant. Like, there's no like fast food around here. They're like, yeah, there's a McDonald's up the hill. So 20 minutes left, left in our break. We're sitting in the trucks, turning the trucks on, you know, they keep shutting themselves off. So in order to get some cool air, you got to keep turning the truck back on. It's going off. Turn it back on. Goes off. It just—it's not an opportunity to. It's designed maybe rest. not to idle. Right, you're so, wasting. So it turns itself off. You're just polluting the place. So it's like right. It shuts down. So I, uh, I'm just like, okay, this is not. I'm not sleeping. I'm not getting any kind of rest. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. It's hot. I'm in a Korean sweat box. Like I'm gonna go for a walk to McDonald's. I want a coffee. We still have a long night ahead. I want to, I want to wake up, tried to, I, all I did was put my fucking engine way, way down, but I never went to sleep. So now I'm just low energy. I'm like, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to get your a air conditioning, your fan. Is that what you're talking about? Just me. Just, I was, I wanted to rest and I think I tricked my body into thinking, oh, we might get some rest, but I couldn't. Right. It was too hot, too hot. And I couldn't, and I'm not sleeping if I'm awake every three minutes turning the fucking truck back on. Yep. So I'm like, I'm going to go for a walk and I get coffee. I, I went and I knocked on your window. You want a coffee? I went for a walk. It was, uh, it was a, a short distance yet. It was against, I actually stopped too cause I'm a sweetheart. And I asked the other team members from our, our marketing company, uh, if they wanted anything. And then, and then, and that was like one of those, the second I asked, I'm like, oh, they're not going to take me up on what I'm offering. Um, I've, I've encountered this before. I drink coffee, coffees, two, three bucks. Um, when you ask other people if they'd like a coffee, they want a large mochaccino frappe, blah, 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 six, seven, eight, nine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, good. I could have bought everyone a coffee for 10 bucks. Now I'm bringing back a $28 fucking order. Yep. So, um, and you just seem like the cheapest piece of shit. If you're like, I'm just, just coffee guys. Like, I just, do you want a coffee? Black one cream. How do you take your coffee? Oh, I take it with like sugar and cream and fr- I'm like, oh. anyways, um, one of them's like, I want, I want, they, they do iced tea here, but if you ask for iced tea, it's no sugar. So I want like the sweet tea. And the one's like, I want iced tea. You want like the sweet tea? No, no, I want just the, like, I actually want the original stuff. Okay, great. What do you want? I want a black, I, I'll take a coffee, but I only want oat milk. Really? If there's no oat milk, do you want me to get you nothing? No, no, just nothing. Then if they don't have oat milk, I'm like, what a McDonald's, like how many different kinds of milk you think they got? Anyways, 
I walked uh, salmon upstream against all of these people. I can't tell you how full of human beings these sidewalks were. Like, no question. Which is why I stayed in the truck. They didn't get in my way. It was just so many fucking people. So I went up, went to McDonald's, got got the coffees, they got everybody else over, came back. I was probably 10 minutes late because the the McDonald's took a long time to make the orders. They were very busy. Um, I hadn't factored that in. But uh, we got back. I would say that the, that by then, you know, we were back working for maybe an hour or two before our counterparts took their break. Um, and I, and I remember I, you know what, again, I, I thought maybe it was strategic. This could be just me being little sour grapes on everything or just, just self victimizing. But I was like, you know what? Our, our counterparts went when the concert had started and they went and they sat with the bosses from the company, from the company. Yeah. And they had themselves a company meal activation. Yes, exactly. So the people who had done the, done the least amount of physical labor, um, they're not going to sleep in a, in a sweat box. They went to sit in a nice restaurant, air conditioned, and have a meal on the company and enjoy themselves with no time frame Cause they're with the boss. That's right. Um, now I can't say that at the exact same time you and I were breaking our backs in the same time frame. So, you know, we didn't have it that hard, but it was just like, well, you know, earlier when we were sweating in a box, it would have been nice to be, we had literally tried to go and find ourselves a meal and sit down and be comfortable. Um, and it wasn't in the cards. So I might say, we'll, we'll go for the second shift when everything in the area will be quiet and we can go find a meal. You guys take a break in the middle of the day where you can't drive anywhere. It's the sun's at the highest peak of the fucking anyways, I, I, you want to turn the time. I don't want to say, yeah, them. I don't want to say that this is all strategic. I don't think that it's self-aware, but there's part of it. It's like, oh, you waited a few hours to go when everything was, was cleared up. I don't know. I don't know who they have contact with. It could have just been a horrific coincidence that looks terrible, but, uh, it, it was rough. So Ryan and I, we kept going. We got the BA's story. We, we have learned a little bit. We've learned to start creating our tear down and prep for, for ending things, you know, a little closer on time and, we can start actually doing behind the scenes tear down and stuff like that, as opposed to starting everything right at the tail end. And, um, and that's what we did. And then our local labor, um, we had, um, our team had communicated to us that they requested 18 people and we got six, none of the morning staff who we invited back all, a few of which were like, Oh, I need the hours. I'll take it. I'll come back. Not one of them did. Nope. And three of the six, initially showed up two and a half hours late was they were supposed to be there for nine uh no one turned up until 11 right and they were supposed to be there at nine so two yes. hours late supposed to be there at nine didn't show up till 11 and then some more showed up at like 11 30 12 and the second wave that showed up stayed for about an hour and they're like i have to go i have to go i have, I have a to bus catch to catch or whatever catch. but you're gonna pay me right from eight o'clock yeah until oh well we couldn't we midnight. couldn't find the place we've been here since nine it's like i'm sorry but if no one called us saying how do i get there we're here. How do we get to where you are? Um, Don't fucking stand in the morning. around. They like they know what our activation is called. Yep. They know what to look for. Walk like, around the building. They, they get given training before. Does the local labor? Our BAs do. I don't know if local labor does. I'll, I'll give them that. I don't okay. think that they. I think they're hired to show up well, okay. and ask for Ryan. Fair enough. If you don't get training, but you're standing in a group of people not doing your work. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. So I did hit you, mute. Are we stopping? Is it dinner time? No, I, I meant to hit 
my mute button so I could fart, but I tried and I can't. Don't, don't fart. I'm right I don't here. want to fart, Ryan. It's not something, if you hold it in, it gives you cancer. It does not. So I, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. <sighs> For fuck's sake, it's just a joke, man. Um, I, 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 I was going to mute myself and try to rip not ass. Funny. Didn't work. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. You're an idiot. <laughs> Where's the C? We're applauding you. I was going to do that after you did your big science talk earlier, oh, Jesus but Christ. I forgot because I have, I have the brain memory of a goldfish. Let's wrap this up, brother. We are. Um, we are. <laughs> we got to stay to the job is done, right? That's the one benefit we don't have. So um, these people show up late. Don't call us. Don't, don't say walk, anything. They don't walk around the stadium. They don't fucking yeah. and, um, do anything proactive to find where they need to be. Right. I mean, why would you? When you can stand around and then complain and then make sure that they pay you from yeah. eight o'clock whenever it was you meant to clock in. It's it's tough, gang. Again, as much as it sounds like bitching, um, we're building like a giant. T- we're basically building. I think the guy in fucking Foxborough phrased it best. He's like, I didn't know we were building a restaurant out here. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Except we're not building a great restaurant that makes our life easy when it's a restaurant. It's like we're building most of a restaurant and there's tons of shit that needs to be adjusted and made it right. So um, we need to build half a restaurant that will still somehow pass a fucking health inspection. Wow. What a tall order. Yep. What a tall order. Um, so we start tearing things down, getting things going. Our local labor shows up because we're, we were told when we started this project, you know, you guys are going to be the managers. You're going to be on site. You're going to be telling people what to do and you're going to have labor that's doing it. And that's, that's not turning out to be the case. We are building the stuff. We are packing the trucks. And the issue is we got two types of, of people we seem to get three. I apologize. We get ones that are standing around, do nothing worst type, which is again, as somebody who's big on fairness, I don't like seeing two people sitting around on their phones. You don't like the smokers. I don't like them either, but that they really get under your skin. The people who show up and smoke, there's some that'll put a cigarette in their mouth, light it and start carrying things around with everybody else. And it's like, fuck, like I, I couldn't do that because I'm like, I'd be winded and you're, I'm going to fucking take even more oxygen into myself by smoking while working. I don't care if you poison yourself, just don't fucking poison me. Yeah, get away from and us. Also, I want you to work with two hands, not one hand. So right, know, like, don't fucking smoke when you're working. Yeah, surely you can go four hours without a cigarette. Yep, uh, but it doesn't seem to be the case. I don't think it's something that they they have as an expectation. They show up and like within ten minutes they get a cigarette out of their mouth and they're working. I don't know what job sites they're used to to being on, and maybe that's just a cultural thing here. People walk around with a cigarette on a work site. Who knows? I don't like it. You don't like it. And it's frustrating when we're trying to work, you show up two and a half hours late and, and within 10 minutes, you got to have a cigarette in your hand and you're in your mouth. Um, so there's that type sit around, do nothing or they smoke or whatever. They're just not contributing. You get the ones who you tell them to do something and they do it wrong. And this is not hard stuff, guys. Go pick that thing up and put it over there. You come back two minutes later and you're like, where's the thing? It's like, I put it over there. That's not where it needs to go. Um, or they just start, you know, I don't know. They, 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 they don't listen. And, and so Ryan and I are now long, no longer getting anything done because we're busy explaining something two, three times to people. It's very frustrating to, to have people who cannot take direction. Um, we've got our own crew who are constantly coming up to us. And I don't mean the local laborers. I'm talking about our, our marketing people coming up going, where does this go? Where does that thing go? Where does this go? And we don't have anyone who's doing anything because we're answering questions to people who should know people who designed this thing that we learned 
you know, don't we, know where we, things going. We learned from pictures yeah. and shit that they sent us on WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, and so everyone has access to this information. So it is frustrating when other company members stand there not knowing what to do when they have the same information that we have. It's um, my manager at TELUS used to say that like people come to you and they, they got like a monkey on their shoulder. And when they come to you, the monkey puts one foot on, on your shoulder and one foot on theirs. And what they're trying to do is unload the monkey onto your shoulder and then they walk off. And so she said to me, like, I don't have a problem. I'll work with you. But when you leave, that monkey's going with you. It's your monkey. Don't come and fucking bring me your monkey. Weird, weird metaphor. That but, is weird. <laughs> but it's, but I get it. It's like, and that's what we're getting is these people come over like, oh, where do I? And it's like, it was your monkey. This whole fucking tour is your monkey. You know what I mean? So we're here to be the other shoulder the whole time, not for you to come over and be like, I'm tired. Here's my monkey. Fuck you. I've got 19 fucking monkeys on my shoulder right now. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's, that's what we get is our own people coming over who can figure it out themselves. There's paperwork everywhere. There's other people that, they can get on the phone. They're sitting on their phones. They can literally text one of the other members who's not here and say, how do I do this? How do I do that? So Ryan and I being the only two people who are trying to get shit done are delayed infinitely by our own people who know they can pick something up and try not to shout out to Jenna who was up ladders, disassembling things. And I, I feel trying to, to contribute. contribute. Yeah. Um, and, and I got to say our team was like on top of shit at the, the, the activation portion, the brand ambassador part. It's the physical labor when we're all tired, just being awake all fucking day is enough. But when you've been picking shit up and locking shit in and the mental exhaustion of, of delegating and coordinating human beings all day, it's, it's enough. So we're all tired at the end of the day. Um, this is like the shit that's really been grinding Ryan and I into the ground is the fact that we don't get the staff members. Like we asked for 18 people. We got six all of which showed up two hours late, some two and a half hours late. And Leave an hour three later. Three of them left and weren't really physically physically capable of doing the job. Yeah, I'm not physically capable of doing the job, but I give I give what I have. Well, I mean, you're good at talking, so <laughs> you and your job is to give direction. I do I do my best, and I'm there. I'm there. Like when that crate is getting moved on thing, I'm fucking right there underneath it with everybody else lifting with everything that I have. Cause I'm not going to have somebody else be in danger and I wasn't, I wasn't a part of it. So for everybody that's listening, the crate is five foot wide by 10 feet long. By five uh, or six feet tall. Six feet tall. Yeah. It's um, like a raptor cage. I keep, that's how I, what I call it on the side. I'm like, it goes in the fucking raptor crate over there. Like it looks like it a Jurassic Park. it fit on the lift gate of the truck. So you have to position it. So the wheels are hanging off the lift gate as it picks it up into the air and then everyone has to grab the bottom of it and try and get a corner yeah. with a wheel onto the back of the truck so that I can grab it and start wheeling it in. Yeah. there's and Effectively, you're pushing the that, wheels up. It's that point where everyone gets underneath it and picks it up that it's really dangerous. Yeah. You're, you're standing on the ground because at that point, the lift gate becomes a forklift under this thing. Yeah. So, so it's now... Four four feet in the air. Yeah, the legs are the the wheels are hanging over the sides of this lift gate, which means they're not. It's not like oh, the wheels are on a surface and we can just push it. What you're doing is once it gets up high, 
everyone is trying to spin this thing and lift it at the same time because it's wider than the truck and its wheels are not on anything. So you're sliding a giant heavy fucking crate on the ground and then trying to lift it up on one side to get the wheels up, support the back end, which still doesn't have the wheels on and then get the wheels up in that regard. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. A forklift would have solved all of the problems. Yep. And even then we have issues getting this big, long 10 foot thing on a forklift because there's no forks long enough yeah, to deal no, with it. You have it. to strap it onto the forklift. It's which is not it, safe. Either. It's it's a ton of work. And then when you get people who show up and they're not willing to lift or do anything, and I, and again at the same time, I, I realistically, if any of them were like, "I'm not touching that," it's not safe. I can't tell them they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, but Ryan and I don't get to leave until all this shit is done. Nope. We are so, the last. We've got our truck. Or yeah, our trucks. Yeah. Um, plural. So we don't get to leave until everything is buttoned up and locked down. Yep. And uh, and that's that's the issue. So we're there, you know, first ones on site trying to get this shit back on the trucks. We have, like I said, there's three types, types that don't do anything, the types that you tell them to do stuff and they're just not getting it, um, which is really frustrating because it's like doing every job two, three times, having to like tell someone to do it, then they do it, do it wrong, undo it, put it back. And then there's the types which fuck me i love but it's so hard to work with is the ones we've had on both sides we've had someone who is a very hard worker very hard worker does not speak english and so i i I, want to take it um and not the the not speaking english thing that doesn't it's not what i'm i care about during this part but it's the they are so proactive that they mm. start doing things that they shouldn't be doing at that that's what i'm addressing of breaking this this site that's what i'm addressing because i can't communicate to them that that has to wait so my i can't say the truck like they don't understand me when i say listen everything has to be put in in a certain way they're getting frustrated or it doesn't fit yeah and everything's moving so slowly so they're like well i'm going to be proactive and just start pulling and i empathize i empathize because you and i are in that exact same boat and the problem is i can't say to them like like hey listen it all has to go in a certain order and when you keep shoving it right at the back of the truck you're bottlenecking now we have to get around that to put the next thing on so i i empathize with them um i know that you just want to get some work done but i can't communicate to you listen we got to take that thing down then this thing goes in next and this that and the other like we have to and it's sometimes it's just like i i'm you're in the truck and you're strapping shit up. We can't throw the next thing at Ryan until he's got this thing in place. So it's almost like, and and one of the biggest things that's fucking me over too, is that I, I said it with the BAs is that I wasn't on site during the turnover and I'm not there to tell them like, we're going to do it, this, that, and whatever is that I'm, I'm there. Don't show up on time. So I can't say, Hey guys, here's how tonight's going to go. I need you to all to understand that there's going to be times where we're like, go, go, go. And then we're going to have five minutes to stop because we got to strap some stuff in before we can move on to the next things. Mm -hmm. So those will be your smoke breaks, your bathroom breaks, whatever. And then we need all hands on deck again, doing, doing stuff, doing the next thing, but they don't show up on time. So we just start going and then some new person will show up while in the middle of something. And it's just a a fucking shit show. So I want to get us to a point where everyone understands that there's going to be go, go, go. And then there's going to be stop. And then there's going to be go, go, go. And then there's going to be stop. And it's just the nature of things. And during the stop, if we all understand how everything's going to go in, guys, we're going to be barrels first, all hands on decks, barrels. Dude, uh, we have barrels that have holes in them. The things are busted off of them. They're not going to fit water. They're going to have to just be a concrete barrel. Yep. And then so, and now we're not reaching, oh, I don't want to go into it. Yeah. 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 Uh, the whole point, guys, is just that like we stayed there until three. Yeah. 
three o'clock in the morning to the hotel and we were supposed to leave at two and they're like yeah but if we have so many local labors you guys should get out early not even a chance the the thing that really bothered me is that we had some of our our team kind of bug out a little early in terms of sit in the truck and, and stop going as hard the worst i swear to god i listen i love my people i get it they're not in the same boat i don't they they are not deliberately hurting us they're tired they're trying to get out of it it's just keep coming to me and ask me how much longer drives me fucking crazy help help and it'll be faster you know um we don't have and then what happened was they came up to us at one point and we're like listen i got uh you know two tired drivers that got to drive back to the, the the hotel or whatever i don't want them having an accident on the road and i'm like me and ryan because we're in 26 foot trucks full of assets we're tired and we were there early we've been here we've been doing the work all day long carrying things and whatever and we were leaving last yeah so, so my point is like we're when we are bitching about this which you've all listened to about five times during this podcast um we have been there i think this this one was like 20 hours from seven to seven is 12 and then we were there till three so what's seven to three another six 18 hours so, okay. Did I do the math right? Five. Hold on. Seven to seven was twelve, and then it's five hours to midnight. Eight. We're there twenty hours. Twenty hours. That's what I thought. Huh. So, and, and we're not we're not sitting in a chair and, watching. And you something. heard about our break. We, uh, um, I personally just sat in the truck and tried to sleep close, in a chair. Close my eyes. Um, Brutal. Uh, yeah, and so we're frustrated and we're angry at the by the end of the night and mm-hmm. and just absolute exhaustion. Um, I, I was, I felt physically sick at the end of the, by the time I got to my bed. Yeah. And well, and it was, it was, I think in that moment, it was just, to me, it was a poor choice of words to come up to the two people who are the most tired, who've done the most work and to say, I'm worried about them getting into an accident, you know, driving tiny little vehicles. Yeah. And it's like, we have to drive back through the city in giant trucks. We're tired. We and could get these, into an accident. These trucks are full of stuff. They're heavy. Mm-hmm. We don't We don't stop quickly. We're driving across bridges and all sorts of highways. Like it was just, I, I again, I don't think it was malicious. I think it was an excuse. I think it was kind of like, oh, this is my, my sort of bullshit chat that I can use to get out of, you know, I got some drivers. We're going to make sure. And it's like, I'm going to empathize. Oh yeah, of course. I don't want anything to happen to them. So if we could do more of the work to protect them. It's like just poor choice of words. I get it. You want to get out of here. You don't know. They're like, ah, we don't know what to do. They I think we're just standing here. I'm like, that's your choice to read the material that, that we were given. Yeah. And we did take the time to, to learn it because we knew we were going to be handling it. <laughs> so if these people had taken the time to, to learn how to pull the tent down, that would have been helpful. Yeah. We Cause they could have given direction truck. to other people. Cause they could have just stood on the ground and been like, okay, this is the part where you take that thing off. Yeah. And they didn't do that. Instead, they just fucking stood around asking us what to do. And we're like, we're busy loading a truck right now. You yeah. Go there's, manage. There's an old, um, there's an old uh, exercise that we did in sales, but I've, I've, I've retooled it to just being an example of, of what you and I are going through. I've used it for crystal. I've used it for your Sheila. Um, it's, my sales manager, one day, he uh, he put a piece of paper on the wall. Did I tell you about this? Yeah, I know this one. Yeah. So I'll just say it quick for the onesies. But the idea is they put a piece of paper on the wall and they say, go put up, you know, they put it up high. It's a post-it note. Just go, <laughs> go, put, no, a, it's, well, go put a post-it note on the wall. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that would they, work too. And then they come back to you. Yeah, put it as high as you can. And then, you know, when you go back and they're like, can you, can you put it any higher? And you might like stand on your tippy toes and put it a little higher. You know, is that really as high as you can go? You might just jump up a little bit and do it. And in the... 
in the uh, the sales example they gave, this was at back at Future Shop, no longer a store. Um, they they had a piece of paper and they drew like a line and then they drew it higher, higher, and then you know asking you know okay can you is that the highest you can do? What they did was they they went over and they grabbed one of those like moving stairwells like they have at Home Depot with the yep. wheels on the bottom, yep. rolled over and they went over and they went to the very top of the paper because they weren't going to draw on the wall but the very top of the paper and marked a line and my manager was like see like sometimes when someone asks you to like you know hit a target or whatever like you think that you know this is this is the size you can go and this size and if you keep trying and sometimes even if you use tools like you can achieve more than you thought possible but it's a sneaky fucking example it's true but i use it more in the pointing out the nefarious of it which is just you people will if you if you show them that you can draw a line higher and every time they ask you to go higher you do they're gonna keep asking you to do it and so eventually you have to go no no i can't do higher than that no i can't do more than that and that's exactly what's happening to to ryan and i is there's people that will show up they're all supposed to be our support and they look and they go uh ryan and josh are doing it i don't need to go draw a line you know what i mean and then it's going to get to the point where we're like no our job is to drive the truck when it's full we were told there's local labor we're going to sit in our trucks until they're full and they're packed and then we'll drive away because at this point, you got two really tired guys packing trucks that if something's not sitting in place, something falls over. Like we've already been shipped replacement pieces for things. We're picking up paint for barrels that are scratched. Like there's a lot of people that walk away at the end and we're the ones still standing holding the broken shit. And it's like, but you were the one driving the truck. Why is it broken? Yeah. We haven't really faced that yet, but that could be a real conversation. You know, um, I got a, I got a busted wall in my truck. You know, the back door is broken because we had to move offside. Here, get in the truck and move it. Great. I wasn't even the one to put it in there, but my name's on the fucking thing. And when I get back, it's like, why is this broken? You know, well, he was the guy that was driving it, you know? Anyways, we got uh, last part of the story, guys, is on top of all of this, on top of being made to feel like we're the only ones that have to be there till the end, we pull back into our hotel, uh, you know, the, the lot's jam-packed and there's nowhere for the trucks. So Ryan and I back our trucks out of a parking lot. Because there's no That stuff stresses me out. There was like so many cars in the car park. Yeah, you couldn't turn around. Um, they were even parking on like where there were no car parking spaces. So we could not turn yeah. the trucks around in the car park. So we reversed back out the way we drove in, mm-hmm. forward. Tried to, I don't even remember where we put, we parked the trucks on the side of the road. This is 3.30 in the morning. And we went inside asking if we could park in the roundabout in the front, which would have housed one, if not both of the vehicles, not particularly ideally, but we could have made an agreement like, Hey, we'll come back at 7, 8 AM and move them. You know what I mean? I, I don't know where we would have put them. Hopefully a few of the cars in the parking lot may have been gone or something, but we, we would have, we would have worked with them. Uh, the woman was like, no, you can't park there. It's like, but there's cars already parked. There's three cars there already. She's, She's like, like, Oh, that's can, my car. You can't park there because it's the fire lane. Right. But she's like, but I'm front desk. And I can go out. There. Yeah, I can go out there and move it if I have to. I'm like, I'm right here. I'm like, what about the car behind you? She's like, yo, I don't know. I'm like, there's also a Kia. Oh, I don't know who that is. It's like, okay, well, clearly you're, those people can. And we're still there in the morning. Um, So those people could park there, whoever the fuck they were. Um, She, she, in all fairness, had eventually given us a place. We're like, so what, just drive around, you know, until we find a place to put two giant fucking trucks and not get a boot on them or something in the morning. Mm-hmm. She gave us a spot, went and found it. It's actually a little easier than I would have anticipated. 
So I think you, it was the universe. wrong place after we drove out the next day. I think Fuck, it was the wrong place, but it was a big patch of dirt. Yeah. It fit the trucks. We parked there. Gravel and lot. I think yeah. our saving grace was that it was Sunday the next day. So exactly. There was no uh, reason for anybody to call for a tow. Yeah. It wouldn't have been a Monday business day. This was when you, we got up pretty early and went out and moved them back in. And by then most of the lot in our place had cleared out. We had, we had room to put our trucks again. Yep. So, uh, it was just, it, it felt like a, just a little add insult to injury, nothing to do with our people, but it was just, I think that that was, she was not very helpful at reception, which we, I think were at the end of our wits and we didn't want to put up with the shit that was coming out of her mouth. And I just, we've learned that that's America, not my job. Can't help you. Don't know how to help you. Like there's no, there is no problem solving. Oh my God. Let me give you customer service and see if I can help you solve this. I don't know. You could try over here. Like I said, she did give us a place as opposed to absolutely nothing, which I've got to say is more like at that point, yes, we're tired, but that's more than I've got from a lot of people. Yeah, I was at the point of just parking the trucks in the lobby area where she said we couldn't park and then just walking off and being like, call the cops. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. Like try and tow them. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was rough. Um, but we made it work, got the trucks back in. Um, and it was just sort of like, again, starting, earlier in the week with just that where do you put fucking trucks i think that's where i'm like i'm i'm i have no problem tomorrow saying the truck parking is like you guys gotta have a spot as a backup we'll try we'll put the first steps but i we don't have the time to to locate it that's that's a logistical thing that is not our problem and we've been we certainly don't have the time to to locate it at 3 30 in the morning no this we, is not something that we uh should be thinking about right all the assets have to have a storage place and everything like that. Uh, well, looking back on it, it would have been better to leave them at the stadium locked and just got an Uber back to our hotel. And then but the stadium, apparently we're not there's- allowed to do that because the stadium doesn't want us there. Right. So that sort of, you know, no longer makes that an option, but that would have been the ideal option. Absolutely. If we have no, if our hotel has no parking available, which we could probably have phoned ahead to check. Well, um, that's the thing is that. Or on- we could block off spots, but then there's no guarantee that people won't move. Like if we put down um, pylons, or, pylons something. or something, there's yeah. no guarantee that someone won't come along and move the pylons to squeeze their car. In. There's a huge prickish sense of entitlement and stuff to a lot of things. It's just get that the fuck out of the way. I'll park there. I've never seen double parking in my life. But I've heard of it on, on American television a million times. And and apparently they do it all over the place in New York and stuff. People double park. Your park they someone will park right next to you and go into the store. It's like so if you come out, you just can't get out. There's a car parked next to you. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Nobody fucking cares. Um so that was that was our weekend. Uh the days since we went, like I said, to Costco. We had pizza. We did a few things. We drove here to Detroit. Um and coming up this week, guys. So again, anything you've heard, this is the longest podcast I've ever recorded. You should split it in two. It can't. It's it's what happened this week. That's that's the nature of this podcast. That's this is what happened this you week. This find, is what's on our minds and our chest. Find that point where you took a piss, record no. an outro, and then a, another intro, and then just. Have I can set it as two different episodes, but they're episode still consuming at the same time. Three, two, three dash two. No, uh, it's four hours. They pause it. They go back to it when they're ready. If they don't want to listen to it all of that, if you've made you this far, have, you should have done it that at the beginning of the fucking podcast. Hey, if this gets too long, pause it and come back to it. Listen, if you guys have stayed this long, I just want you to know, I appreciate you very much. Big applause to you guys. All right. Thank you so much. I never use these buttons. Um, if you have stayed this long and listened to the whole thing, 
there is a 10 question quiz on Josh Williams' website. If you answer my the questions correctly, we will give you 100 US dollars as a prize. What's the website? Your website. What is it? Josh Williams Comedy. That's it? Dot com. That website redirects, I think, to this podcast or whatever. Also, that's not uh, that's not true, right? If you want the $100, answer the 10 question quiz. What is, what's the first question? On the, it'll, I'm going to line it up with every hour of this. You know what I mean? Like we're going to cover. Like, why don't you offer? Why don't you? Do you want to put that out there? I'll I'll tell people to go to your your questionnaire. You want to do the work, right? I've just done it. I've just told them to go to the question. No, you didn't if make the questions. Made it this far. I haven't made the questions. By the time this is released, the questions will be on your your website. He's just joking. That's there you go. True. That's how you know. Uh, the questions will not be there. Um, but guys, if you want to ask Ryan any questions or me any questions, Ryan will be back with me next uh, week. Which we uh, well. This week, no, it, it will be a part of the next episode. It's it's literally what's happening this week. So we are activating. We are here in Detroit. We have not been shot yet. Um, we we will, are actually on the wrong side of Eight Mile. That's the wrong side. This is the wrong side of Eight Mile. Talking to the mic. I am talking into the mic. There, you can hear yourself. Better can now. you hear me now? Yeah, you can hear Hello? yourself. Are these working? They're working. We're on the wrong side of Eight Mile. I need to put you up to the same level that I am. There you go. Um. Yeah, well, I, I don't know anything about that yet. Ryan looked into uh, some things for us to do. Uh, NASCAR, if you want to drive a NASCAR around a track, it's $250 for five minutes. Huge ripoff. We're not doing that. What was the other things that you looked at? You're, well, you've said it a couple of times. Um, that I don't think you've ever fired a gun. Is that correct? I have. You have? Yeah, I fired oh, a gun I the day my Facebook account got hacked. I sent a couple pictures to my American friends what? like, look, I fired the guns. And then Did my you account- take care of those people? Is that when you fired the gun? No. Okay. No, no, no. Just checking. My friend Mark took um, me to a so, firing uh, range. But I looked up if there was somewhere we could go go shooting just for um, fun because I didn't actually know that you had done that. So I thought I was going to surprise you with that. But You phrased it differently. You were like, I was looking for somewhere where we could, you know, go and do gun activity. And I was like, the downtown Detroit. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's everywhere. It was, uh, yeah. I. Um, <laughs> and then the other things to do in Detroit were, uh, according to Vida, Viator? Viator? Yeah, I, I know Viator? what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. I don't know how to pronounce uh, it. Scavenger hunts. Nope. That sounds stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Um, that's like the top five things to do is five different scavenger hunts through Detroit. That was dumb. I didn't even see a uh, hop on, hop off city tour bus. I don't think this city. I just I don't know what it, this city was was known. It's Motor City. That's its nickname, right? Chicago is the Windy City. Uh, New York's the Big Apple. You can go and see the the uh, I think the original Ford GM plant. Oh, or something it's a Ford plant here? where they rolled out the Model T. Huh. Um, again, that was hundreds and hundreds of dollars to I go on that well, tour. I don't care. I don't know anything about cars. Like I would Google image it and go, okay, that's it. But like, if I saw a plant making, I wouldn't even know what part of the car like it was making. Do you know know, what I mean? You didn't even know where the engine was because you said there were nuts inside your engine. Oh, I forgot about that. It feels like eons ago. That was, that's going to be one of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> what what was chewed through his engine? No. So you really should do these 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 questions. Um, I think uh, I just wanted to, to throw this out there too because it was one of the things that I thought would be fun to do because you were looking for Pittsburgh Excuse me. You were looking at Pittsburgh uh, for stuff to do. And one of the things we saw, because we were staying, that is one thing that the Spring Hill Suites had going for it, is that we sort of stayed on like a waterfront kind of thing, like a river that sort of went through the the, the, the city. Yep. And they had all these little, what did you call them? I call them river boats. What did you call them? Uh, paddle steamers. Paddle steamers. 
So they had all these little things. We looked at them and it was like the only, we, we were still in town like Monday, Tuesday. We were looking at that as an option, but you said they only ran like Wednesday through. They started, it's like they started the season of restaurant slash paddle down the river yeah. on the Wednesday, but we, and we were there. leaving. We were gone. So yeah. The idea was to have like a romantic dinner together on a paddle steamer. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they, but the thing was, it was nice. You'd look at the window and you'd see kind of greenery on both sides of the, the river. It wasn't super big, less we're, than a hundred feet across. Right. We were, Ish. Yeah. we were in a uh, university. Yeah. The, quarter of the city i think so it was a nice area i think everything looked nice pittsburgh didn't really i never got to a port of pittsburgh where i was like well this really looks like shit for like more than a couple you know blocks or something you know what i mean then nothing really looked really bad or run down there was areas of chicago when we were there when we were driving over a bridge and just looked everything underneath was like destitute yep you know there's parts of las vegas that look like that when you're going from from the strip to to fremont street so um, I just wanted to say Pittsburgh looked nice and disappointed that we didn't get to do the, the paddle ferries or whatever you call them. Paddle, paddle, paddle steamer, paddle steamers or the, uh, the river boats. I, uh, I did get to try the pizza. So we, we tried the, what I would say is probably what people would say. One of the best pizza spots of Pittsburgh. Um, there's Detroit pizza as a thing, but, um, I, I didn't, I didn't dislike Pittsburgh. Um, we stayed that that is the longest stay that we will have on this trip. We stayed there for nine nights. Because we left Foxborough as soon as we were done, and we delayed coming to Detroit. You know, instead of coming on Monday, because we decided to come on Wednesday. It was nothing to do. Well, that and it's like when we originally searched it, there was like a heat map that just showed like yeah, the crime map, murder everywhere. Yeah, red was murder and violent crime, and they it was color coded into about I don't know eight different colors, but all of Detroit was just red. Right. Um, but when we got here, Ryan was saying, "Oh, look, there's an Olive Garden." And I've heard of You've Olive Garden. Olive I've Garden. never been to an Olive Garden because I'm assuming the only ones are in Toronto and I've never been. Olive Garden is the butt of the joke on American television as like a shitty place where people went and got food poisoning or got sick or whatever it is. Like that's just the stereotype. I'm not accusing Olive Garden of that. But you're like, oh, I want to go with you. We're going we're gonna to take you to Olive Garden. And I thought you were joking because you said, what, that you fill up on breadsticks and it's. That's how they trick you. Yeah. They just feed you free breadsticks and it fills you up and then you can't take advantage of more free food. Right. But it, but it's, I then that's when I was like, oh, so it's buffet style because if you're ordering off their menu, they don't want to give you a bunch of free shit. That's they're losing money. Right. I, th- I you thought it your- was buffet, but I don't know. We'll find out tonight. Um, yeah. It might just be order by the dish, but the first olive garden that I ever went to, the only olive garden that I went to was uh, in New York city, Times Square. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that one would either be like really shitty or really good. It's meant to be their best. Right. Apparently there's a million dollar McDonald's or something where like you go in and there's like white glove servers and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. It's like a fancy McDonald's. I think it's the Times Square one. Is it in Detroit? As well. No, no. Oh, fuck. Manhattan. But uh, I think that's what we're going to do after this. So onesies coming up this week, Ford Field. We will be there on Saturday for the Ed Sheeran concert. We will be promoting Tingly Ted's, which is his hot sauce. Um, if you're in town, come see us. We'll be the ones at the tent who look like we've served a, a few tours in a bad place. That'll be the look on our face. Um, if you want to come volunteer to help us with the loadout, I'm sure we'll need you. So if you have a brain, please yeah. come on by contact the one man podcast guys. If you want to ask us, we've talked about a myriad of subjects. Tell us what you think about this. Who was, who won the, the AI argument what are your thoughts on it uh, my my listeners will often side with my my guest just so you know you're not uh 
<laughs> Sometimes it's like, oh, we're going to side with the guy we like. They're going to side with you and tell me I'm an idiot. But I'm, I'm open to it because I have friends who are in the computer industry, people who are all about the AI stuff. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts, guys. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Um, we're going to go to the Olive Garden. And then uh, I think we have one more day because we're recording this on Thursday. I think we have one more day to kind of relax. I'll try to get a few episodes out to you guys. Um, this one was a long one. I was hoping to have this done, edited. So I'm going to try to get this out to you guys tonight before bed. Um, but worst case, I'll, I'll have that done first thing in the morning. It's late regardless. Um, next week's will be on time. But as I mentioned, coming up this week, um, it's the first part of the tour where you and I split up and we split up on Monday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my thoughts are, uh, hope, well, we, we, we get a slight better thing. I think they've adjusted the fact that we're doing build, load in, build, activate, tear down, load out all in the same day. So this time we, we build and activate Saturday we get to come back and, and tear down with some rest. So if we get it at a decent time, I, I would like to submit that we come back, we record the episode on Sunday. I, to say our, I don't think that's happening. I, think, I don't think it's happening I either, think but the next I, one will be solo and then I'll come back and you don't want to hear the, 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 the questions and things that come in this. You can ask the questions when I come back. I'll try to, I'll try to get, uh, I'll try to get you a Sunday night. Monday's not an option because we're driving. We have long drives. So if we get back at like two, three in the afternoon, I'll try to have this sitting right here so that we can just sit down, do a quick one. Here's how it worked out. Here's what I'm looking forward to this week. We don't have enough stuff to talk about. It's going to be the activation predominantly. We cannot talk about space, time, AI, sex, Mexican weather, ladies. (laughs) Like I've lost track of all of the subjects that we've talked about, but it was in I found it incredibly fascinating. I love the discussion of creativity and this and that. Um, so onesies, uh, thank you, Ryan. He'll be here next week. Don't you worry guys. Uh, he's, he doesn't like to disappoint either, but, uh, we'll have a, I won't be there next week. He's so well, he's holding Mike upside down, rubbing his eyes. He's toast. You talk too much. I do. That's why I had to come up with a podcast. Um, thanks for listening gang. I appreciate you guys being here and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Got the brown eyes, caramel thighs, long hair, no wedding ring. Hey, I saw you looking from across the way, and now I really wanna know your name. She got the white dress, but when she's wearing less, man, you know that she drives me crazy. The brown eyes, beautiful smile, you know I love watching you do your thing. I love her hips, curves, lips say the words. Tiamo, mommy, Tiamo, mommy, I kiss her. This love is like a dream. So join me in this bed I'm in Push up on me and sweat, darling So I'm gonna put my time in I won't stop until the angels sing Don't in that water, be free Come south of the border with me Don't in that water, be free Come south of the border with me He got that green eyes Giving me signs that he really wants to know my name Hey, I saw you looking from across the way And suddenly I'm glad I came Ven para acá, quiero bailar, toma mi mano Quiero sentir tu cuerpo en mí, estás temblando Green eyes, shaking your time And I will know we'll never be the same I love his lips, cause he says the words They are my mommy, they are my mommy Don't wake up, this love is like a dream So join me in this bed, the island Push up on me and sweat, darling So I'm gonna put my time in